and everything it could to ethnically cleanse black people from the city. And just look at the proposal itself. Right now, it's just a proposal, but it's been submitted to the city. Of course, there's heated opposition to it, hasn't been enacted, people don't know anything about it, but they already oppose it. And do you know one of the groups opposing it? Well, of course, what you would say is certainly no black person would oppose it, but there are some who do, and I ain't talking about just Larry Elder. The NAACP's San Francisco branch opposes cash reparations. Now, let's be honest, the national misleadership of the NAACP doesn't object to this either. But some of the people online have said, well, that's just the San Francisco branch. We don't know about the national leadership. You really believe that these guys went ahead to oppose reparations in California without running it by the national leadership? Their job is to be the San Francisco outpost of the NAACP. So, yeah, you better believe this reflects the national leadership. And notice that the leader of the San Francisco branch of the NAACP is a reverend. So the preacher man hustle is in full effect. Send in some pork chop preacher, some pulpit prostitute who's whored himself to a political party so that he can be their mouthpiece, their crash dummy, their sock puppet against us. And of course, when they get out, there was the first thing they say, we oppose cash reparations. Just out of curiosity, do you think that Reverend Amos Brown accepts a health care proposal or labor on an infrastructure project as a tithe when he passes around the plate on Sundays? So what is the NAACP San Francisco branch's brilliant substitute for cash reparations then? To invest in education with remedial programs for black children at the K-12 level. Something about economic empowerment, which means a job on one of Biden's infrastructure projects. Well, that's way better than actually owning your own business, isn't it? And for $18 an hour on a road or a highway project, that's how you bridge the racial wealth gap, right? Next, housing. First, they lead off by saying we want more public housing. Public housing, that means what? rental properties. And not for black people to own, but we need more black people who are renting. And it's not just rental property, but government-sponsored rentals. This is what the NAACP in San Francisco is demanding. More public housing, that's their big idea. Then after that, they say more affordable housing, which is basically the same thing. This is nothing more than a shabby bail for a rental scheme which is doubly perverse when you consider that home ownership is the most common way of passing down wealth. The reason black people in San Francisco have been driven out of the city for generations now is that because for generations, they've been systematically prevented from having the economic wherewithal to have their own sources of income and to use that income to own their own property. But Reverend Pulpit Pimp says black San Franciscos want more rental housing. That's good for white landlords and for federal bureaucrats at HUD, but it's terrible for us. Next, there's some gibberish about health care. And what's the health care demand from Reverend Amos? Programming that positive impacts our longevity and our mental health. Programming? Programming is what you do on a computer or for a slate of TV shows. It's not what you do for a legislative proposal. And he doesn't even say what is allegedly supposed to help positively impact our health and longevity, et cetera. It's just an empty throwaway line, like everything else that he says. Finally, they say they want to preserve the Fillmore Heritage Center. I guess there's no HBCUs in San Francisco for them to try to cheerlead for, because that's usually what the opponents of reparations chatter on about. I especially appreciate the part where he wrote, we need to preserve the Fillmore Heritage Center and the surrounding blacks. I think he meant to write blocks, not blacks. And 
just goes to show this guy didn't even bother to proofread his own asinine attempt to derail cash reparations before he threw it out there, riddled with typos. Because he knew he didn't have to write anything intelligent. All he had to do was give the white media grist for their mill, give them something they could use to write about. That way they could pretend, see, this phony pulpit pimp, he speaks for black people. He says black people want rental housing and that they want some educational programs for black kids K through 12. And then, of course, the white media on cue brings in the white right and their bootlicking minions who claim that they oppose reparations full stop in any form. This is propaganda. As Dr. Noam Chomsky said, the most sophisticated form of propaganda is when something presents itself as supporting a particular idea, when in reality, they actually oppose it. This is trick language, and the white media wants people to think that this comprises the entirety of the reparations discourse. On the one side, you've got some bought and paid for bootlegs who say that they oppose cash reparations being given to black people. Instead, they want rental housing, some gibberish about health care, and K-12 programs that they can't even define for you. And on the other hand, you have a bunch of sawed-off anti-black racists who oppose anything that benefits black people at all. Neither one of these is reparations, but this is what the white media wants out there. It's a false choice. Now let's get this on the table first. Anyone who is not demanding cash reparations is an enemy of reparations. Anyone who is not demanding cash reparations opposes reparations. The people who don't want reparations to happen know that they can't send in people who say, well, we oppose reparations because Mass has said so. So instead, they send in agents and operatives who all say the exact same word. Uh, what about housing vouchers or uh, some educational vouchers? Anything but cash. And $5 million per qualified San Franciscan resident, that's definitely heading in the right direction, that's for sure. That's why we see these bought and paid for bootlegs who are opposing it. These paid off preacher man punks and these civil rights retreads are not going to deter us. White supremacy is sophisticated. They know that they have to set up a false choice. Where it's heads, white power wins, tails, black folks lose. For several decades, we've had do-nothing organizations like the NAACP, the Urban League, and others claiming that they wanted reparations. Actually, not all the time that they claimed it. Then you've had groups like NCOBRA and others saying that they were the real reparations advocates while they were busy advocating for nothing. Other than vote for the Democrats, that is. You know, I call these clowns the lunch bunch because that's all they ever talk about. They chatter about how they had their NAACP spring breakfast. And at the spring breakfast, we had a vote in between bites of catfish nuggets, I assume, about whether we think Biden's a good guy or not, et cetera, et cetera. Same thing that they say about the Urban League summer brunch. They claim they had a vote or that they all agreed to some sort of resolution or some other do-nothing show of empty support for some other empty issue. Then they talk about how they had the National Action Network's fall fish fry in between the Jim Clyburn catfish cookout. And they do more sitting around talking about what Democrat that they got to have a photo op with, but basically not actually doing anything that's going to help black people. And yet in all these decades, they've produced absolutely nothing, no laws, no programs, and definitely not a check for black people. They haven't even gotten a substantive conversation going. Now you have a younger generation who have actually done something. They're saying cut the check. And these politicians are being forced to bend the knee. And who do you see leading the charge against us? The NAACP and these other baby boomer fossils. 
these civil rights retreads who were never for black people to begin with, they were only for themselves. Now, once the San Francisco NAACP's opposition to cash reparations was known, people got on their butts about it. And in a pathetic cover your behind move, Reverend Amos Brown decided to put out a CYA statement saying that we would need to clarify what we said a couple of days ago. And now all of a sudden he's pretending to sing a different tune saying they support cash reparations, but in installments. And well, the problem was people didn't understand that uh, the supervisors of San Francisco city, they don't actually support cash reparations. They're not in favor of it. And that, well, the only reason that we didn't say anything about cash reparations ourselves was because, well, we think $5 million per person is an arbitrary number. And well, you need to be more realistic. Then he tries to sprinkle sugar on crap by saying more than $5 million may be needed. So which one is it? Is $5 million an arbitrary number or is more than $5 million? More than $5 million, how much is that? Talk about arbitrary. $5 million, that's a specific figure. You say more than $5 million, well, how much more? He doesn't give any details about that. Oh, but the $5 million figure, that was arbitrary. More than $5 million, which tells you absolutely nothing. That's not just something he pulled out of his behind, right? And this is supposed to be the San Francisco NAACP's attempt to clean up this mess. Oh, they stepped in it big time and they know it. So this is them trying to do damage control. But you see what the hell they're saying now. Now all of a sudden, oh, you can mention the $5 million. Now all of a sudden you can say uh, uh, there should be some form of cash payout. Oh, really? But you didn't say that a few days ago. So which one do you think is their true position? The one that they issued initially? They were so strident about it. They were so bold about it. It says in black and white, we call upon the San Francisco Board of Supervisors to reject a one-time $5 million reparation payment to blacks. That's what it says. That's pretty unambiguous. So how the hell is he gonna turn around a few days later and say, why, we didn't say that we are opposed to cash reparations. That's exactly what they said. They said, reject the $5 million reparations payment. And it didn't say, well, here's how much money it should be for. Instead, they list things that have nothing to do with money whatsoever. They don't list anything that says how you're going to be putting money in black people's hands. Instead, it's everything that has nothing to do with money. And he tries to clean up and say, well, the board of supervisors, they're not in favor of cash reparations. Family, white power has never been in favor of anything that black people want. I told you about how as long as they've been keeping polls, you can go all the way back to the 1960s. There's always been like 75 percent opposition to anything that black people are in favor of. From the March on Washington, to Black Lives Matters, to punishing the police, everything black people People say we're in favor of the rest of the country automatically says they're opposed to so of course the san francisco board of supervisors is going to say even openly or behind closed doors that they're not in favor of cash reparations everyone opposes everything that we propose that is until we get it so reverend pork chop is not saying anything new well they're in favor of it nobody ever is and that's the reason why we don't need to care about other people's opinions just about our own because everybody opposes what's in our interest just on a reflex. That's not news. That's not something that's supposed to demoralize you. That's just ho-hum. Of course they're opposed to it. But we're not going to let him lie and pretend as if he was in favor of cash reparations when he clearly said we reject it. And he gave no alternative that would lead to cash. 
He said exactly what he meant. We're not going to let him sit here and pretend as if he did not say what he clearly wrote on paper and pretend as if, oh, I was in favor of cash, when he clearly said we reject cash and gave no alternative for it. You saw what he wrote. Here's what you need. We need some programs uh, for K-12. Uh, what we need is some economic empowerment so you can go work on Joe Biden's road. Uh, well, what we need is some health care programming. And when they got called out for it, which they didn't expect, they didn't expect that there was going to be this level of opposition to their opposition. They didn't expect that there were going to be this many people coming down on them like a month of Sundays. And yes, I say that in jest because we got a crooked pastor here. They didn't expect that. They thought this mess was going to fly under the radar. Oh, there'd be some token resistance, but it wouldn't amount to much. Instead, what happened was people got on their butts. And now here they are showing everybody that they're just going to say whatever they think they have to to keep the heat off themselves. This is not an advocacy group. This is controlled opposition opposed to you. But his pathetic attempt to try to pretend as if, oh, well, you guys just didn't understand what I said. Well, of course I'm in favor of cash reparations. He didn't say a doggone word about it. Not one word. He's in favor of a cash payout. He supports that. Yeah, but not as much as he supports all of these non-cash measures, right? And he's not specific about what he means by cash reparations, how much it should be. He's not specific about it. Same way he wasn't specific about any of that other gibberish that he said. Oh, but this is the guy who wants to speak up for what should be done. He just can't tell you what should be done. Though he can tell you that it shouldn't be cash reparations. That is, unless people get on his butt, then all of a sudden, well, well, sure, cash reparations, I, I just can't tell you how much. Yeah, he wants to shoot down what everybody else is saying. Meanwhile, he himself is saying exactly nothing. Well, we're not fooled. We know that their initial letter is exactly what their position is. This is just the damage control. Well, they're not controlling anything, certainly not us. And the damage is already done. These guys have exposed themselves. We now know where they stand. See, that's the great thing about reparations as an issue. It forces everyone to have to go on the record and say what they really think or where they really stand. When you start talking about attacking white supremacy's economic power over black people and standing black people on their feet economically, everyone who depends on white power, they'll get their little emails from their little white handlers at the DNC or the RNC or wherever saying, you better get out there. Amos, and you better say something. Like, yes, I'm going to get out there and tell them no cash indeed. That's what's going to happen. It's truth serum. People throw around the term disruptor all the time. Well, as an issue, reparations is the ultimate racial disruptor because it shakes the status quo to its very foundations. It destabilizes the status quo. And now we see exactly who's rushing to try to preserve and protect that status quo. Because it doesn't take a whole lot of imagination to figure out that Reverend Amos Brown is just an old bootleg. And as far as carrying water for the DNC and carrying all of their talking points, well, I'm willing to bet that there's not even one degree of separation between Reverend Amos Brown and Biden's White House. All of the cheerleading that he does for Biden, all the cheerleading he does for the DNC, yeah, I'll bet that he's real chummy chummy with the Democratic Party. And don't think that he was the one who came out leading this divine assault by accident. You got this bootleg with direct ties to the White House attacking cash reparations specifically. That's how you know Biden sent him to do the dirty work. 
This is Biden and company trying to stop this at the state level because they tried to put on their dog and pony show a couple of years back with that phony reparations hearing in Congress. But none of their hand-picked puppets like Tommy Easy Coates could get us off the issue of cash reparations because that's what that hearing was meant to do. It was meant to set up a phony definition of reparations. They have some black faces out there saying, well, well, reparations doesn't need to be cash. It can be something else. You've been hearing the same old talking points from the same old middle suspects over and over again. Except we didn't fall for it. The black media kept people on code and on target. We haven't dropped the issue of reparations either. They figured that we would give it up after the 2020 election. After Biden won and he said, I ain't doing nothing for you niggers, they think we would go, oh, I guess we're done, that the energy would be dispersed and people just go their separate ways and that would be the end of it. Except that's not what happened because the black media has stayed on the issue. We haven't stopped making tangibles our political issue. We haven't stopped talking about it. And we haven't forgotten the false promises that Biden made, all the lies that he told. All those lofty promises that he made to black folks on the campaign trail, which he promptly broke the second that he won the election. So now the Biden White House sends out one of their preacher man puppets to attack us. That's how you know we're on the right track. It's not just racists in California who are terrified of where this is heading. We got them shook all the way up in Washington, too. After all, as the old saying goes, as goes California, so goes the nation. This is their attempt to derail us before this can go any further. And it goes to show the black grassroots are setting the agenda, not the civil rights retreads. Only thing they're doing is showing us all whose side they've always been on. By the way, you don't see in Cobra or any of these other old reparations groups who are taking this pork chop preacher to task, do you? You don't see them saying or doing anything. Where are your alleged reparations advocacy groups at now? The ones who claim that they were reparations advocates, where are they at now? Shouldn't they be the ones calling this preacher out? Shouldn't they be the ones saying, no, cash reparations is the only form of payment we're going to accept? Shouldn't they be saying that? But they're not, because they've been the ones echoing the same line as this Amos character. They're all in the same boat working for the same master. Only the black media has spoken up for your interests, and we've spoken loud enough to be heard and have an impact on the discourse. You need to understand that about these so-called civil rights groups and the people who pretend to lead them. Look at their so-called leadership. What do you see? You see failed politicians, wannabe lobbyists, people who desperately wish they could get hired as a political consultant, and a bunch of professional white power butt kissers. These people happily had lunch with our enemies on the left and even on the right. People from law enforcement, they just glad hand with them. Well, I'm friends with the sheriff and I know the police chiefs, etc. They cheerfully laugh and yuck it up with the Joe Bidens, completely ignoring his record of legislative persecution of black people. They tell us to vote for Kamala Harris. And when we list our grievances with that heifer, they tell us that doesn't matter. Vote for her anyway. Gee, they sound just like the white right, don't they? When we talk about all the black people who these red state racists have put in prison or whose lives they destroyed. Everybody tells us that doesn't matter. Your suffering doesn't matter. Your grievances don't matter. We want you to vote for the same people who did it to you. When we try to have our say, the puppets who claim to speak for us only use their voice to tell us to shut up. Cash reparations is a threat to white power because they can't make it where the cash they give you is only good with a white lender or with a white housing company or with some sort of white entity. You can use it anywhere with other black people. Keep in mind, we don't have any banks. 
We don't have any schools. We don't have any hospitals. We own very little land. So all of these proposals from the San Francisco NAACP wouldn't actually touch thousands of black people in any meaningful way. And it's not meant to. It's not meant to change the racial wealth gap. Black people would never actually get to touch one thin dime if you have the NAACP in San Francisco leading the charge. What they're doing is the same thing that we've seen in these other cities trying to find a way to trick us into thinking that some giveaway to white corporate or business interests somehow is reparations. It's the same old con, some sort of voucher scheme, except the only things they want vouchers for are industries and areas where black people have to go through some white gatekeeper. And that white gatekeeper is the one who will actually get the money. They're the ones who get paid. What kind of reparations is that? This is what the NAACP in San Francisco is advocating for. This is them showing what they've been all along, sock puppets for white power. Masses said that we were threatening the racial status quo by getting a check, and here they come on cue to attack us. And since I know a few old Negroes and brain-dead bootlicks lurk around here, I got a question for you. If your stupid idea of reparations is a housing voucher, where is the money going to go? Into the hands of a white bank or a white mortgage company, but where it won't be going is into your pocket. And what about all the black people who don't need a housing voucher? What if what you need is some seed capital for your business? There's a lot of black people who that's exactly what they need, but neither a housing voucher nor a tuition voucher is going to help them. A K-12 program for their child, that's not going to help them in that ambition. Gee, wouldn't it be great if there was some form of reparations that you could use for whatever you wanted? A form of reparations that could be used by any black person for any purpose where they get to choose what to do with it. Well, there is. It's called cash reparations because cash can be used for anything. Look at the NAACP's phony, insincere list of ideas. There's absolutely nothing on there that cash reparations do and wouldn't be able to do better. We don't need money that goes to roads and bridges. We need black people who control the roads and bridges. You don't get that from working on the railroad. For the people who think that they're slick by saying, well, we need legs reparations or something, there's absolutely nothing that you can name that cash cannot get for you. If you think land is reparations, good. Take your $5 million check and go buy some land, genius. You say that housing is reparations, good then take your cash reparations and go buy a house or build one. And this way you won't have to be giving the money to a white bank. You think education is reparations? Good. Go take your cash reparations and get your kid a tutor. Go buy a tuition or better yet, go start a school of your own. As for health care, Obamacare is the law of the land already. But if you prefer something else, then take your cash reparations and buy the health care plan of your choice. Though with cash reparations, you could start a health clinic one that black people own. See, real reparations means choice. That's what empowerment is all about. Instead, white power is pushing a con game, and we've seen them trying it in cities across America. They concocted a phony definition of reparations that only means a voucher, and it's a voucher that can only be used with a white corporation or some white business. You're a fool if you can't see the scam. They're writing a check to themselves and then claiming that this benefits black people somehow, though they can't tell you how. And then when our condition hasn't changed one iota, they'll turn around with all that money in their pockets and claim, well, we did reparations just like you asked, and it didn't change anything for you. But hey, far as we're concerned, we paid our debt to you niggers. Far as we're concerned, reparations is now behind us.
So whatever happens is obviously your fault. That's what they're setting up. We've been telling you this for years. This is what the con game would be. See, we in the black media have told you for several years now that white power would try to redefine what reparations is. Same way we see the white right trying to redefine woke and critical race theory and the definition of reparations when they came up with that would be one of those kind of schemes. And we also told you that among the fiercest opposition to reparations, especially against the younger generation, would come from these old Negroes because they're still trying to stay in mass as good races. They got a slave mentality. White power tells them what to do and they do it. When they see masses' interests being threatened, they go on high alert. Who do you think gives money to these civil rights fossils, by the way? The same people who trot them out here and say, now here's what we want you to say about reparations. Cash reparations is a bad idea. Cash reparations, that's not really reparations. Real reparations would be a voucher that you can bring to my bank. As they see it, these Negroes, these old civil rights Negroes, especially the NAACP, they see themselves as being the upper crust of black society. That's like bragging about being at the front of the slave ship. They bump elbows with white Congress people occasionally, the ones who put up with them. They don't do anything for black people. They go on the occasional white cable network and they talk to some white news anchor who doesn't do anything for black people. As far as they're concerned, that makes them an elite. By opposing cash reparations, which means they oppose reparations, period. The NAACP puts itself in the same category as the white right, Larry Elder, and every MAGA alt-right racist you ever heard of. Of course, these are the exact same people who never get upset about money that gets paid, say, to Native Americans for wrongs done over a century ago. They never complain about continued money going to illegal aliens, money to build museums in the U.S. for incidents that happened in Europe decades ago. These people don't get into a fit about that. But the second you talk about black people getting one thin dime for any reason, then in come the attacks. All kinds of racial dog whistles abound. How are they going to spend the money? Everyone wants to police black people's lives and to demand that we give an accounting simply for being alive. Meanwhile, you have white bankers and financiers and businessmen who run their banks and their companies into the ground and cost the taxpayers billions of dollars for absolutely no reason. We don't see the same level of phony moral outrage. In fact, we barely see any at all. Instead, what we see is frantic finger pointing. Throw up some white noise, anything to change the subject. But nobody racially pathologizes the spending patterns and habits of white people who receive millions, if not billions, in subsidies from the U.S. government or when they receive billions in bailouts. So this isn't about money. It's about maintaining the racial status quo in this country, which depends on one thing and one thing only. Black people being kept impoverished through deliberate state and private policy. We are up against a malicious and racist government and against the largely racist and anti-black society as well. The NAACP has put aside all pretense that they were anything other than controlled opposition. And you notice how much they're fighting against cash reparations. Why do you think that's hearing a couple of years back, but they made sure to have people there who oppose it. Now, you would never have a hearing for, say, the 9-11 responders and whether or not they should get government money and then have people invited in to oppose it. And the NAACP's little list sounds exactly like what I told you to be aware of a decade and a half ago in my now classic video, We're All Detroiters Now. People talking about economic development, but they can't tell you what it is. And other do-nothing gibberish. I told you that one of the biggest mistakes the civil rights generation made was to demand jobs instead of demanding businesses.
coming out of the civil rights movement, black folks demanded jobs, and that's all we got. Government workers, basic menial labor, etc. But we got nothing that we owned. And you can't build generational wealth off of a job. You can only do it with things that you own. That's why the most common form of generational wealth is home ownership. When the NAACP talks about their so-called five-point plan, notice that it sounds just like the DNC's policy platform. They mention Biden's name even. So that's basically giving him a shout out. And what are they talking about? We want jobs and some rental properties. So jobs working for white corporations to build infrastructure projects. And some of those projects will no doubt be some housing projects, some public housing projects. Not that black people will own them, though they will be responsible for paying the sky high rent, but absolutely nothing about ownership. It's been almost 60 years, but these civil rights retreads are still singing the same old song because it's the one that white power told them to sing back in the 60s. And their proposals, like Biden's so-called lift every voice plan, applies to everybody. Everyone gets a piece. Don't be fooled by them throwing in the word black here and there. This is just like everything else the Democrats have proposed. They always do that little word game with you where they say, oh, this is a project here and black people will be able to be involved by it. There's an infrastructure project and there'll be some black people who will get to work on this road or get to work on this bridge and, and well, healthcare, there'll be some black folks who'll get some benefit from it. It's gonna be a giveaway to everybody and then they'll claim that because a few black people got included or were able to get something from it. Well, see, see, there's your reparations. Give something to everybody, then claim it's for black people. The NAACP understands what their job is, to pretend to be advocates for us when all they're doing is speaking up for everyone else. So the DNC has these clowns pushing their talking points yet again. They're still the messenger boys for the Democratic Party. And this is the message they're delivering to us. Well, we're returning it to sender, and we'll keep doing so until we get what we're owed. Cut the check. Good day. It's Lasmore. Take routines, okay? Let's be honest, okay? Let's get on. This is the most important and crucial period of your life. What you do now and what you decide at this age may well determine which way your lives shall go. And the question is whether you have a proper, solid, and sound blueprint. I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, in your own worth, and in your own somebodens. Don't allow anybody to make you feel you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel you have worth and always feel your life have ultimate significance. Knowledge comes from learning. Wisdom comes from living. This is Timely Tales. Religion, like any other powerful tool, can be used for both good and evil. Unfortunately, throughout history, religion has been used to prey on black people through the financial exploitation of believers. Pastors and general overseers often preach a message of prosperity and success promising their congregation financial blessings and material wealth in exchange for tithes and offerings. 
This message has been particularly appealing in African countries where poverty is widespread. However, in reality, these pastors and general overseers often live extravagant lifestyles. While their congregations struggle to make ends meet, you cannot talk about black power and giving your children the deity of an enemy to worship. No people worship their deity in the image of their enemy or oppressors. No one, except slaves. This is Timely Tales. One of the most insidious ways in which religion has been used to prey on black people is through the creation of a white European-centric image of God. This image has been used to justify slavery, colonization, and reinforce white supremacy. Presenting God as a white man means one thing, to reinforce the idea that white people are superior to black people. This has resulted in the distortion of black history and spirituality. Religion has been used to undermine the black race for millenniums. Missionaries have been known to enter communities and use religion as a means of undermining traditional cultural practices and spiritual beliefs. This has resulted in the loss of cultural knowledge and practices that have been passed down from generation to generation. The financial exploitation of believers by pastors and general overseers is a significant issue that needs to be addressed. Intelligence rules the world. Ignorance carries the burden. The man who is not able to use his mind is bound to be the slave of the other man who uses his mind. This is Timely Tales. In 1482, Leonardo da Vinci was commissioned to paint a significant work of art that depicted Jesus Christ. This painting would later become known as The Last Supper. This was a time when the world was a vastly different place. This painting has had a brainwashing impact on the world and become a significant tool used in colonialism till this day. In fact, many black people around the world continue to hold on to the original painting of The Last Supper. History unveiled that Leonardo da Vinci used his uncle to pose as Jesus Christ. Twelve criminals from a local jail were used as models for the Twelve Apostles. This decision to use criminals as models is not uncommon in art history. The image of the Last Supper became a tool used by colonial powers to assert their dominance over the people they sought to conquer and control. The whole world is run on bluff. No race, no nation. No man has any divine right to take advantage of others. This is Timely Tales. So now you've seen it. Now, how many people, for all that I just showed you, those few, those few little excerpts, how many people you still think of run the church on Sunday and say, you know, uh, those people just jealous, or you just blasphemy. Especially the last one, shouldn't that catch your eye pretty well? Since, you know, I mean, that common sense would tell you, how would you know what these so-called apostles look like if you weren't there? And they had no pictures of them. And how would you know what they look like? See, 16 centuries later? 1,600 years later, you know what they look like? But nobody back then had a drawing of them or anything but you know what they look like and and you people follow me out yeah them white guys them 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 and i just told you who they were criminals and this guy's uncle but you still have people unfortunately i'm gonna speak for black people you're gonna still you still got black people 
in America, South America, in Africa, running around right now. And they got this shit hanging in their house. You know, Jesus, his 12 disciples. You know, they got them hanging in their house. <laughs> and they walk, you first see you walking people's front door. You see that picture of the white Jesus with the blonde hair. And you see them 12 disciples. I mean, I don't know if it's as prevalent as it were when I was coming up, but I saw enough of them. Yeah, when I found out way back, maybe 52, 53 years ago, couldn't be. I think, how did they know what Jesus and these disciples look like? I asked that to, I think I asked that in fourth, fourth grade because I was kicked out of Catholic school after that. <laughs> How did they know what Jesus and disciples looked like if they didn't have cameras back then? And she said, well, somebody drew them. How? How could they draw something back then if they didn't really have any of the idea of the, the modern stuff in the 60s? And that's what I call it, modern. To make a picture look like that. Well, of course, go see Sister Mary Honoria. So you can get your ass beat, nigger. <laughs> That's what happened. Ask too many questions. But anyway, like I said, I still, still. And I went home and I asked the same question. I don't know if he had the pictures. Hey? I don't know if he had. My, my father wouldn't allow that shit. You know, he'd go to church. He went to, you know. I mean, guys, you know, they were in church. Most of the time, to be honest with you, black men back then went to church to keep their wives' mouths shut the fuck up. Because they didn't want to have to argue with them on Sunday about going to damn church, especially if you got kids. Because she trying to get your kids, get out, your mother trying to get out of the ass is saved. You know, you know how it works. All y'all got mothers and grannies and shit and fathers. Your mother trying to get you saved back in them days. So, of course, you, you will give her lip. About going to church. Now, if dad going with you, your ass gonna shut the fuck up and put them clothes on, eat your little breakfast, and beat them out to the car. Because daddy didn't play that shit about, I don't wanna go, bam. What? Are we there already? <laughs> Are we there yet? <laughs> but what I'm saying is this, you know, folks. This makes very sense, makes very much sense. The truth be told, how these religions are preyed on black people, especially. They used this when they came into Africa. They told us everything we were doing was wrong and bad. You know, like you hear about voodoo. Voodoo is not bad. I hate to tell you this. The white savages made it bad. Voodoo was nothing bad about it. Basically, I don't even know what they called it voodoo in Africa. They called it something else. I think they called it voodoo here because that was the best way the slaves could interpret it, you know, to say it in these crackers language. Because, you know, they weren't allowed to speak in our own language. I'm quite sure in, their own, in our own language back then, they had different words for it that didn't shock you into thinking the devil coming out the ground and shit. But, you know, the, the crackers, in order to make it look bad for black folks, because they couldn't perform these rituals. And the, 
Like I said, voodoo wasn't to, to fuck you up. It could do either way. I mean, it was stuff that was passed down through generations of holy people in Africa. Generations, millennials, of how to deal with earth, the spirit, and you. And how all that worked in, in conjunction with each other. It wasn't meant for bad or good. Now, if you want something done bad, you can get people that did it just like anything else. You know, when it, in, in Africa, you know, it was used two ways. I mean, it depends on the on the priest or the priestess doing it or whatever they call them there. Or the holy person, I don't say it like that. Well, they call them something else too. They don't call them what these holy person and priest. That's the white man's name. So whatever they call them, you know, African people know what I'm talking about. And it depends on what you want. Now, some a lot of folks wouldn't do bad, wouldn't do do bad things with it. Then you had people who would do bad things, you know, depending on who you went to see and how much they, you know, because just because they black and African don't mean their mind wasn't evil and their heart wasn't evil. They would do evil for you if you wanted. And then you had fast somebody more powerful than them just doing good to take the shit off. But anyway, I see they took all that from us. So we don't have that. So we had to name it voodoo because whatever we call it, they're going to name it anyway, just like anything else. Anything we say something is one way, they're going to say something else. And then, like it says, you got these churches with preaching prosperity. And you see that all the time, every Sunday. Oh, you're going to make a million dollars. You know, you're going to, God, you you bless God, you give these ties to God, and you're going to get this. Well, I used to do that, too. And I actually started, was believing it. So one day I woke up like, I don't have no damn money to put in no damn church. And I ain't got shit. So, you know, what I did was I used to play music in church. And what I would do is I'd say, you know what? I don't want no salary. I'll just you donate my salary as my tithes. This is fine to me because I didn't need the money for it anyway. Well, I thought I did. <laughs> well, basically, I did. And I worked out fine until I realized these churches ain't never going anywhere. You know, we constantly putting this money in the church, but it ain't, it's the same church. It's the same storefront. It don't progress to do nothing different. It's the same shit. Nothing. They're just paying rent. And I get a bunch of people to jump around hoop and holler. Huh. So I realized that wasn't working. But they still got these big super mega churches. They got all these people there. They, you can't tell them anything different. You say, you running there all the time. You're going to get a part of pastor. So you're going to get blessed. You know, just like back in the day, Reverend Ike and, you know, I know some of y'all who are old enough realize Reverend Ike is calling the radio out of New York, I think. Yeah. Send me a thousand, a hundred dollars for a prayer cloth or whatever shit it was back then. And you got the same ones with the Paul Worlds and all them, you know, all them damn preachers, you know, all TV preachers. Send me a hundred bucks and you get this prayer cloth. <laughs> I just look at this shit like, are you serious? And of course you have fools who did it. Millions of fools who would do it. Black and white alike. And I, and I didn't give a damn sort about the white ones. 
But the black ones, I looked at you like, wait a minute. A lot of these were these southern damn preachers that they was asking for this money for prayer calls. These are the people that enslaved us for centuries. And they're the descendants of them bastards. Or if they not, they're the same people who walked around from plantation to plantation. They didn't save no black motherfuckers from getting lynched to kill. Even, even in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. They didn't stop none of that shit. So why are you sending them money? They're not on your side, our side. They don't send for money from the white motherfuckers. Anything they get from a black motherfucker, excuse my language. Anything, I'm quite sure they were sitting in the back room. Anything we get from the niggas is a plus. I'm quite sure that's what they were saying. Because they were using their own folks to suck a sucker. No, they were sucking their own folks in. And all of a sudden, as usual, black people want to, don't want to feel left out. So they join on into the circus too. Into the tomfoolery. <laughs> but as I said, folks, just listen to this again. See how much truth is in it. It don't take a long time to talk to you for the truth to register. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what they're saying here. It's the truth. There's nobody exaggerating anything, not adding, not taking anything away. It's just what it is. You know, just what they do. It's what they do. And the white devil is going to keep doing it. As long as you have foolish Negroes, see, you got foolish damn Negroes who can't believe in themselves, but can't believe in anything that's white looking. Which, uh, that, that's, you know, they're going to keep happening. And this is why today, that's, don't get me wrong, I, I mean, I love people who change the things, but this is the reason why I feel that way. I feel about Africa. South America and America, black people. Because if you, in this day and age, I don't give a damn if you live on top of a damn mountain, you should have known by now that them white devils don't mean you no good and ain't going to do no good. But if you can't see that, then keep inviting them into your house, which is your land, your country. And you keep inviting them in and they bring the same old okie-dokie about how we can do better, but you stay poor. Then your ass deserves to fuck what happens to you. If you can't see that, hey, maybe we should start plowing this land up. Why do we have to wait for this white devil to do it? Uh, but they told you, no, don't you do it because it's something, something, something. But you don't understand that. So you don't do it. But you don't understand why you're not doing it. But you're starving until they bring you a bag of rice. Now, I can guarantee that rice comes from the same goddamn ground that you're standing on. It just may be a different part of the world, but the earth is made out of earth. Everywhere you go on earth is all the same dirt. What's underneath may be different, but on top is all dirt. <laughs> So if you can grow that over there, why can't you grow it right here? But y'all still don't believe that either, do you? So, like I said, I don't feel sorry for it. Just like black people in America. You're crying about, I mean, they taking back it. They, the white devil, like I said, okay. White devil's revoking everything they did that was done. While you Negroes sit here and 
worrying about gym shoes and weaves. Well, the Negroes, I'm going to be honest with you, the Negroes in the hood are going to suffer. They're going to suffer real bad. And hopefully, when they start fucking with the black folks that don't live in the hood, moved out a long time ago, people like me and shit like that, raised their families, when they start fucking with us, and I hopefully, but I don't care if they do or don't, I know what I'm going to do. Hopefully, they'll pick up a gun and say, it ain't going to happen that way here. I'm going to kill your motherfucking ass. You dragged me out of the car and beat me or fuck with my kids and they ain't did nothing to nobody. I'm coming to your goddamn house and kill you and your motherfucking family. Mm-hmm. And I don't need your court. Whereas the Negroes in the other areas, they'll run to their courts and beg massa. Would you get the other massa off my ass and give me some massa money? Sure, nigga, we'll give you some massa money. But that massa money we give you is your tax money from the food stamps. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Like I said, it's hard to feel sorry for people who can't see in this day and age what's happening. It's time for black people to wake the fuck up. And, you know, like I said, I keep saying you need to purge, but a lot of people, oh, you can, no, we can't do that. You know who said that? Like, y'all listen to this uh, Charles White. I heard he's, he don't talk his ass until Nash whooping. One of them Asian brothers up in New York looking to fuck him up real bad. Real bad. I hate to say what the brother said. I don't know what he said, but he, I, I was listening to a couple of his little spiels and some things I look at and I say, like, man, you know, you kind of like, I know I can say some shit, but you, the shit you say, everything is a nigga. Everybody's a nigga. Nigga this, see, I said nigga because I mean it derogatorily, but you call niggas, or people niggas affectionately and a lot of us black folks don't like to be called nigga affectionately. Then you're talking about other people. Other races of people, you know, you condemning them with your bullshit. Now they out hunting your ass, and now you don't have, you got to go damn near underground. I'm sorry, brother. You know, you you can talk all this shit. And like I said, I hear a lot of black folks talk this. Like, you know, they talk, well, we need the Black Panther Party and Malcolm X. Let me tell you something. If they existed today, in the scale they did back in them days, You'll be the same niggas that don't do shit. Hide. Don't get involved. Because if you can't get involved with what's happening today, what makes the fuck you think you would have got involved back then? Huh? <laughs> See, we did more than talk. And we didn't go marching with no motherfucking signs. That was Martin Luther King's shit. And all the other folks. A lot of us didn't march with no motherfucking signs. March with guns, yeah. See, and if you weren't going to do that back then, because it's not in you, it's not in your makeup or your DNA for your family, you you were the same people back then talking shit. You're, you're just two generations removed talking the same shit, but ain't going to do shit. So like I'm saying, folks, it's up to you to decide. Keep following this bullshit. Keep fooling yourself. And whatever happens to you, happens to you. Like I said, nobody's coming to save you. 2023, internet's all over the world. They're taking off. Those folks are taking everything away, especially in America that you, that we worked for back then. The reason I'm not crying about it, because I got what I wanted and need, and uh, I'm not going to give it up. 
and I'm old. I'm getting older by the day. I'm not getting younger. I'm not going out there and fight for a battle that you got able-bodied young people that could be, but they'd rather act foolish and kill each other, be in jail, go to do everything the opposite way. Fuck them. Until it's too late, then fuck you. Just like in Africa. You keep doing it. You can keep doing it the same way. You can do another 300 fucking years of slavery and motherfucking oppression until they leave you with nothing but one big ass hole in the ground for where all your natural resources used to be. Then they'll tell you niggas what? I don't mean no bad things to say about you when I say the word. When I'm calling you niggas. They're going to say, hey, niggas. If y'all had listened to us, y'all should have mined this yourselves. But we had to mine it. So if y'all had listened to us, it wouldn't be this big asshole in the ground where nothing else grows no more. You're going to blame it on y'all. You know what's going to happen? A lot of y'all going to say, mm-hmm. Sure enough, we should have listened to them. Just like you have here. I see your neighborhoods that went to shit. Them hoods, and anybody's blaming, oh man, the white man. No, it ain't the white man. You did it. You did it. You and this bullshit ass religion that told you don't get up off your ass and do shit. Wait on Jesus. Well, I I think Jesus came. He came and he left. He came, saw, and he left. He said, Look at this shit. These motherfuckers ain't changed in 2,000 years. Let me carry my ass on back up to heaven. <laughs> I wait another two thousand years because these idiots ain't gonna learn. So when you learn how to do something for yourself, maybe you should have changed for us. Until then, keep taking. We'll see. We'll see. And that's my brother Lasmore. Got more coming up. my brother Lasmore. Now, tell me when you hear this what it sounds like, okay? I'm going to play this for you. At the time, possibly the worst in the world. He's vicious, he's venal, and he's robbing his country blood. His country is an African hellhole called Equatorial Guinea. And no one would have ever heard or cared about it if they hadn't discovered vast See, one bastard called it a shithole, this one calls it a hellhole. Okay, let's go. Oil deposits just offshore. So much oil, in fact, that at the rate this tiny country is growing, in 10 years, it could be the richest in the world. The trouble is, most of the oil money is being pumped directly into the president's pocket. He's living like a king while his people starve. He said the rate this country's growing could be one of the richest in the world. Okay, so how's it growing and this guy's got all the money? Can't be growing unless, I don't know. How's it growing? Somebody explain it to me. Okay, let's keep going. The two-bob tin pot tyrant who runs this tiny African backwater gets around with an entourage worthy of a superpower. And he is just about the most horrible despot in the world today. 
President Theodore Obiang Nguyenatnbasuri. His people are amongst the poorest on earth, and he's amongst the richest. This is one bad place. It's had one of the most appalling human rights records, probably in the world. Regular torture, regular extrajudicial uh, killings. Until people found oil, nobody was really talking about agriculture. The oil here is attractive because it's non-Arab, non-Arabic, non-Muslim, so what does that tell you? Before they found oil, nobody gave a flying fuck about these people. And they still don't. Not until they found oil, right? And the rigs are well out of reach of the pesky natives. The main island of this tiny nation is in what the tractors call the armpit of Africa. A small Australian company, Rock Oil, is drilling here, but it's mostly American giants, particularly ExxonMobil. To begin with, they gave Equatorial Guinea, the oil's owners, just 12% of the oil revenues. The norm is more like 60%, according to Alex Vines, an African specialist with the Royal Institute of International Affairs. Initially, the oil companies gave Equatorial Guinea a really bad deal. They took advantage of it. Certainly to start with. The government of Equatorial Guinea had not a clue what it was doing at the time. The main square of the capital is a quite throwback to Spanish colonial times. Elsewhere, the city is mostly a slum with little running water and essentially no sewage. The government stopped us filming here, but we managed these shots from our hotel window. Whilst the oil fires flicker on the horizon at night, students with no electricity at home, study under the streetlights that have lit the story of a time, possibly the worst in the world. Now, okay, that's some bad shit, ain't it? Bad situation. You know what that's about? Anybody got any goddamn sense to know the white motherfucking devil? These white fucking devils. You know anything about their history? They could give a fuck less about them black folks there, but anywhere. What they've got problem is somebody has woke up to the facts and started charging these motherfuckers the right price. See, when they, you showed what they were talking about earlier, at first the Equatorial Guineans didn't know what the fuck, you know, was going on. You know, they didn't know what was happening. So they cheated them. 12% of their oil revenues, that's all they got. Well, they pumped shit out the ground and did everything they fucking wanted. The white man. So then when they caught on, okay, so he never said what happens now, right? The guy, the other guy. But they sit up here all brave and bold. Look how this despot, this despot is and how he mistreats his people. You goddamn hunkies ain't gonna do any better. Shit, you motherfuckers are the ones who did it. If it's like that. And if you know what, and it's like I've said before, people in Africa, you wanna live like that? If this guy's actually that bad, you don't overthrow them, that's your fucking problem. Live like that. I don't care. I'm tired of telling you the same shit. And don't fall for this bullshit from these white devils. They could give a goddamn fuck less, like I told you people before, about black folks. And whenever a white motherfucker starts talking about the benefits for black people, 
or the, the situation of black people, that means this motherfucker is ready to invade your goddamn space and take shit in the name of his goddamn democracy. And you know what'll happen? They'll come in there, they'll blow your goddamn country apart, and you motherfuckers will still be poor as hell. Still be poor as hell. They'll put in a puppet regime and won't let shit and ass thing change. And all the other nations of the world, the white ones, will be in your motherfucking front yard, living like the motherfucking lives of Riley. And you black ass motherfuckers, that's right. I'm going to call you. That's what they're going to call you. Might as well get used to being called them. Black filthy scum, that's what they're going to call you. You will still be living in slums and shit. Now, I got to give them credit for one thing. They know something's wrong when you motherfuckers ran your asses, your white asses. First thing you had to do is find the worst part of the goddamn country. Look at the filth in the slums. And they stopped you assholes from filming that because you know what? Something tells me it's not what it looks like. Something tells me that everybody can't be rich everywhere. Something tells me they went to the worst parts of the motherfucking country to film that shit so they could play on the sympathy of a bunch of ignorant people. Or the sympathy of white motherfuckers so they can say we're doing the right thing by coming there slaughtering off maybe a few hundred thousand people and putting in our form of democracy and here's our goddamn Bible and our Jesus and y'all have that niggas and you sit back over here with a billion some goddamn little projects and we got all this shit here and we give you we got the oil and we put this damn uh, ass kissers whoever they're gonna put in office they'll try to put them in, in office and all you little nigglets will be happy, right? Don't fall for this bullshit. Look at this. This face. These are the same demons that came 400 years ago and said how bad your kings and queens were treating you. And that they could bring you something better. A better way of life. How'd that work out for y'all? Hmm? Don't fall for this shit, please, African people. Like I said, if you got a problem with your leadership, take it up with your leadership. If they don't want to change, they don't want to share the wealth, then make sure nobody has anything. If they want to bring in some other army and shit like that, and a bunch of white motherfuckers talking about tell you what to do, just blow up every fucking thing till there's nothing left and just keep doing it till nothing fucking left. This is this way you give it if you if you President of your country so bad, he'll get the fuck out the way because eventually y'all gonna get to him and kill him. Or you know, you y'all know what to do. Don't sit there like waiting on a bunch of white people to come save you because that's what well, they ain't coming to save your ass. I'm telling you, they come to take. See, obviously, from what I understand, I think Equatorial Guinea probably was one of the French colonies, and I guess they got their ass kicked out too. Also, hmm. You know, now, he, like they said, he, uh, they found a wall and all this shit, right? Then why is it still like that? If they found oil and they doing what they're supposed to do with oil, they so concerned about human rights issues, then why didn't they make this guy as a contingent to them giving him money to build his goddamn country and take care of his poor people? They didn't give a fuck about y'all. They ain't going to give a fuck. Those they get what they want. They're the ones who sponsoring this motherfucker if he's that bad. I said, if he's that bad. But I don't believe anything a hunk can tell me, so. Okay. That's up to y'all. But to me, it seems like 
propaganda to get y'all to get the fuck out the way again. So you can let these motherfuckers in and y'all be fooled. Don't be fooled again, folks. Fix your own shit. Share, believe, inspire. Blacksby. my brother Lasmore. Now, tell me when you hear this what it sounds like, okay? I'm going to play this for you. At the time, possibly the worst in the world. He's vicious, he's venal, and he's robbing his country blood. His country is an African hellhole called Equatorial Guinea. And no one would have ever heard or cared about it if they hadn't discovered vast or See, one bastard called it a shithole, this one calls it a hellhole. Okay, let's go. Oil deposits just offshore. So much oil, in fact, that at the rate this tiny country is growing, in 10 years, it could be the richest in the world. The trouble is, most of the oil money is being pumped directly into the president's pocket. He's living like a king while his people starve. He said the rate this country's growing could be one of the richest in the world. Okay, so how is it growing and this guy's got all the money? Can't be growing unless, I don't know. How's it growing? So I explain it to me. Okay, let's keep going. The two-bomb tin pot tyrant who runs this tiny African backwater gets around with an entourage worthy of a superpower. And he is just about the most horrible despot in the world today. President Theodoro Obiang Nguyena Nbosoka. His people are amongst the poorest on earth and he's amongst the richest. This is one bad place. Had one of the best human rights records, probably in the world. Regular torture, regular extradition uh, killings. Talking about oil, nobody was really talking about Ecuador. The oil here is attractive because it's not Arab, not Arabic, non-Muslim. So what does that tell you? Before they found oil, nobody gave a flying fuck about these people, and they still don't. Not until they found all, right? And the rigs are well out of reach of the pesky natives. The main island of this tiny nation is in what detractors call the armpit of Africa. A small Australian company, Rock Oil, is drilling here, but it's mostly American giants, particularly ExxonMobil. To begin with, they gave Equatorial Guinea, the oil's owners, just 12% of the oil revenues. The norm is more like 60%, according to Alex Vines, an African specialist with the Royal Institute of International Affairs. Initially, the oil companies gave Equatorial Guinea a really bad deal. They took advantage of it. Certainly to start with. The government of Equatorial Guinea had not a clue what it was dealing with. 
The main square of the capital is a quite throwback to Spanish colonial times. Elsewhere, the city is mostly a slum with little running water and essentially no sewage. The government stopped us filming here, but we managed these shots from our hotel window. Whilst the oil fires flicker on the horizon at night, students with no electricity at home study under the streetlights that are lit the story of a time, possibly the worst in the world. Now, okay, that's some bad shit, eh? bad situation. You know what that's about? Anybody got any goddamn sense to know the white motherfucking devil? These white fucking devils. You know anything about their history? They could give a fuck less about them black folks there, but anywhere. What they've got problem is somebody has woke up to the facts and started charging these motherfuckers the right price. See, when they, you heard what they were talking about earlier, at first the Equatorial Guineans didn't know what the fuck, you know, was going on. You know, they didn't know what was happening. So they cheated 12% of their oil revenues. That's all they got. Uh, they pumped shit out the ground and did everything they fucking wanted. The white man. So then when they caught on, okay, so he never said what happens now, right? The guy, the other guy. But they sit up here all brave and bold. Look how this despot, this despot is and how he mistreats his people. You goddamn hunkies ain't gonna do any better. Shit, you motherfuckers are the ones who did it. If it's like that. And if you know what, and it's like I've said before. People in Africa. You wanna live like that? If this guy's actually that bad, you don't overthrow him, that's your fucking problem. Live like that. I don't care. I'm tired of telling you the same shit. And don't fall for this bullshit from these white devils. They could give a goddamn fuck less, like I told you people before, about black folks. And whenever a white motherfucker starts talking about the benefits for black people, or the, the situation of black people, that means this motherfucker is ready to invade your goddamn space and take shit in the name of his goddamn democracy. And you know what'll happen? They'll come in there, they'll blow your goddamn country apart, and you motherfuckers will still be poor as hell. Still be poor as hell. They'll put in a puppet regime and won't let shit and ass thing change. And all the other nations of the world, the white ones, will be in your motherfucking front yard living like the motherfucking lives of Riley and you black ass motherfuckers that's right I'm gonna call you that's what they gonna call you might as well get used to being called them black filthy scum that's what they gonna call you you will still be living in slums and shit now I gotta give them credit for one thing they know something's wrong when you motherfuckers ran your asses your white asses First thing you want to do is find the worst part of the goddamn country. Look at the filth in the slums. And they stopped you assholes from filming that because you know what? Something tells me it's not what it looks like. Something tells me that everybody can't be rich everywhere. Something tells me they went to the worst parts of the motherfucking country to film that shit so they could play on the sympathy of a bunch of ignorant people. Or the sympathy of white motherfuckers so they can say we're doing the right thing. Like coming there slaughtering off maybe a few 
100,000 people and putting it in our form of democracy and here's our goddamn Bible and our Jesus and y'all have that niggas and you sit back over here with a billion some goddamn little projects and we got all this shit here and we, give you, we got the oil and we put this damn uh, ass kissers whoever they're going to put in office they'll try to put them in, in office and all you little nigglets will be happy right don't fall for this bullshit look at this this face these are the same demons that came 400 years ago and said how bad your kings and queens were treating you and that they could bring you something better a better way of life how'd that work out for y'all hmm? don't fall for this shit, please African people like I said if you got a problem with your leadership take it up with your leadership they don't want to change they don't want to share the wealth then make sure nobody has anything if they want to bring in some other army and shit like that and a bunch of white motherfuckers time I tell you what to do just blow up every fucking thing till there's nothing left and just keep doing it till nothing fucking left this is this way you give it if you if you president of your country so bad he'll get the fuck out the way because eventually y'all gonna get to him and kill him or you know you y'all know what to do don't sit there like waiting on a bunch of white people to come save you because that's what they ain't coming to save your ass i'm telling you they come to take see obviously from what i understand i think equatorial again he's probably was one of the french colonies and i guess they got their ass kicked out too also hmm you know now he like they said he, uh, they found a wall and all this shit, right then why is it still like that if they found oil and they doing what they supposed to do with oil, they so concerned about human rights issues then why didn't they make this guy as a contingent to them giving him money to build his goddamn country and take care of his poor people they didn't give a fuck about y'all they ain't gonna give a fuck those they get what they want they're the ones who sponsoring this motherfucker if he's that bad i said if he's that bad but i don't believe anything a hunk can tell me so okay that's up to y'all but to me it seems like propaganda to get y'all to get the fuck out the way again so you can let these motherfuckers in and y'all be fooled don't be fooled again folks fix your own shit. Share, believe, inspire. Blacksby. Now, if you think these goddamn motherfuckers are any decent, any good, but this this should tell you. The rest of the world, this should tell you, especially you in Africa. The reason I keep pointing out, because this is what they got planned for you. They've already started Northern Africa with Syria and all that shit. They're going to ease their no good, dirty, nasty, stinking ass on down. And this is why I keep telling you, you fucking countries in Africa, you goddamn got to be stupid. You got all these motherfucking people running away like fools. You better put them to use. You better start snatching up their goddamn families and say, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. 
Your family is going to be really safe with us, but you're going to kill them motherfuckers in America on their own goddamn terms on their ground because this is what they're going to do to you. So let's get on with this. You can hear for yourselves. Ordered off by Syrian troops. They took him to the center in a pickup truck. They grabbed the little boy by the hair. They took a knife and they slashed his head off. And then they paraded it. They held it up and waved it in front of the crowd as a warning. Don't escape from Aleppo. We paid the salaries of every man who held that boy's head aloft. We gave them their weapons. They gave them, we gave them their truck. We gave them everything that they needed. In 2015, U.S. troops illegally invaded northern Syria and unlawfully seized Syria's oil. We authorized an American oil company to build a refinery for $150 million and to drill for more oil on sovereign Syrian land. Before the war, Syria never needed oil or natural gas because it was so self-sufficient. It exported a little bit, but it was not a big uh, oil-producing country. But what was important is that it provided all of the fuel, all of the gasoline, all of the heating fuel uh, for the uh, power plants and so forth in, uh, in Syria. But now... The legacy of the nation has been stolen by the United States, leaving Syrians to freeze to death in the winter as we steal their fuel. The same region, northern Syria, is the breadbasket of the country. It grew enough wheat to feed the entire nation, to export a little bit, but this too has been stolen. We gave it to the Kurds who are shipping Syrian wheat to Turkish merchants while Syrian peasants starve. To tighten the noose on Syria, Secretary Mike Pompeo bragged about cutting Syria off from sources of currency and blockading oil tankers arriving from Iran. He's right. We've caused immense death, disease, and suffering for poor Syrians. Americans are routinely reminded that we're not common people, the leaders. Rubbish. That's a total lie. Sanctions do nothing but attack the innocent, the poor, the helpless. They are the most cruel and barbaric type of warfare that we can wage cordoned off by Syrian troops. They took him to the center in a pickup truck. They grabbed the little boy by the hair. They took a knife and they slashed his head off. And then they paraded it. They held it up and waved it in front of the crowd as a warning. Don't escape from Aleppo. We... And now let us continue. Oh, probably. But uh, it was for the good of the system in order to avoid the communists from taking yeah. over. For example, in Europe, uh, uh, in 47, 48, 49, uh, the Greeks and the Italians, we... We don't do that CIA. now, though. We don't mess around other people's well, elections. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. 
Only for a very good cause. He didn't do that. Do a Vine video on us, former CIA director. Only for a very good cause. Okay. Interesting. Laura Ingram clearly gave this guy the chance to lie and say that we don't meddle anymore, but he didn't take it. The CIA director openly bragged about meddling in foreign affairs for, quote, very good reasons. Call me idealistic, but I don't think there's any reason for a country to disrupt the election process of other nations. But here we are. It's out in the open that we do it to this day. Here's another example of a CIA operative bragging about the types of crimes the agency commits. We need to make the the Iranians pay a price in Syria. We need to make the Russians pay a price. The other thing I would do, we make them pay the price by killing, killing Russians. Yes. And Iranians. killing Iranians. Yes. Covertly. So the, you don't tell the world about it, right? You don't stand up at the Pentagon and say, we did this, right? But you make sure they know it in Moscow and tell people who, here's the other thing I want to do. Here's the other thing I want to do. I want to go after, I want to go after those things that Assad sees as his personal power base, right? I want to scare Assad. So I want to, I want to uh, go after his presidential guard. I want to bomb his offices in the middle of the night. Well, that happened about two years ago. As you remember when his brother-in-law was... I want to destroy his presidential aircraft on the ground. I want to destroy his presidential helicopters. Um, I want to make him think we're coming after him, right? These people aren't exactly subtle about the sabotage and violence committed by their organization. Oh, probably, but uh, it was for the good of the system. And okay, you heard that, right? You know he's, they've done this in Africa. I don't know why more countries haven't done what, if even if Osama bin Laden did or whoever, they, America may have done it itself to create more ways of stealing other people's shit. They don't mind killing their own people. They could have engineered 9-11 themselves. I, I, I believe they could have done it. And then blame some motherfuckers from Saudi Arabia, but they went to Afghanistan and Iraq. Make it make sense. Now, I would wish, I'm wishing to this day, that some of these countries that's up and coming that they paid this visit to would come here and kill motherfuckers like they ain't no tomorrow. Terrorize this motherfucker where people can't are scared to even go out the door to take a piss. They need to pay the price. I'm sorry, I'm here too, but fuck it. I want to see these goddamn no good white fucking savages die. I want this country to die. But that's good for that. Now you see this Africa. Now they they not even had it. They they bragging. And this big long mouth bitch, Laura Ingraham. That big long faced bitch, you know. See, that's a Christian. You know, that's, those are Christians you're talking about. The same motherfuckers that allow you dumbass Negroes in Africa and America run your stupid ass to church, talking about praying to the motherfucker that they call God. The dumb motherfuckers. I hope they kill you, motherfuckers, first, so the civilized people there can realize that them stupid motherfuckers are out the way, cause they'll be on their goddamn knees praying while you trying to shoot some of these bastards. They'll be in your goddamn way. So let's go on, cause I get upset. Like I said, let me show you one more little thing, and I call it a day. Okay. Now, here's one more final thing. You better listen to this very well, to what she's saying. 
Africans, be ready. The white man is coming. They will be masking as lovers, investors, but in reality, they are now asylum seekers. They are refugees running away from an economical and political system that has failed in their country. And also the weather is kind of bad, but the one in Africa is reasonable. They will bring their fiat currency in exchange of assets, minerals, land. Africans, we are no longer selling land. We are now the ones with the power. We have the upper hand when it comes to negotiations. It's my way or the highway. They say never kick a man when they are down, but we've learned from the best. They've been doing it to us for centuries. Africans, inim dawe to sasa. Kama tuchukui im da haita kuja Africans, be ready. Now you heard it, right? These motherfuckers, and this is the truth. All you Negroes here is talking about, I ain't got nothing to go back to Africa for. You stupid black bastards. They want you to say that. That's what these crackers want. They want to stay your dumb, ignorant black ass right here. Now, I know a lot of you niggas don't need to go because you can't go and you shouldn't go. But the young people that's got something going for you, young black folks, that's got starting to get ready to start a family, do not start a motherfucking family here. Get the fuck out of here. Get your ass up out of here now. Breathe while you can. Because what's going to happen, these motherfuckers are going to run to Africa. They're going to do what they did before. They're going to start staking out this my community. This my spot over here. This my land. And then they're going to bring their fucking armies. And you're going to have, if, if you're not watching, your fucking leadership going to feel like they need their dollars. But see, like she just said the last part, their money is not going to be worth shit in a minute. There's not. The yuan is going to be worth more than the dollar in the, in a hot second. It's not even a couple of years, not even a couple of months, maybe. And the euro, those are the two things. And I don't know how the euro going to work, but the yuan is going to be the next motherfucking money and crypto. And like I said, you know, do not let these motherfuckers in your country. She's telling you, and I'm telling you, because I don't want to hear you crying ass motherfuckers like these people in Tunisia right now. Oh, God, come help us. We don't know. Because you don't ran the fuck your dumb ass up there to these countries instead of changing the shit in your own country. Change the shit in your own country. And I hear these black folks here say, well, I don't know nothing. I was born here. This is my country. You know what, nigga? You can, you can keep thinking that. And they can, these motherfuckers will keep showing you that it ain't your country. Motherfuckers have put the reinstituted Jim Crow and all kind of other shit. They're killing the niggas in the street. They let other niggas kill you. You know, and they don't catch them. Only time they catch a motherfucker is when some goddamn important motherfucker get killed. And that's very seldom in the, in the hood because ain't too many important motherfuckers going to be around there. Or some white motherfucker gets fucked over there. They find them niggas quick. So I'm telling you like it is. If you black young people, entrepreneurs or whatever, take your towns after. Let them niggas that's running here, let them run here. Let them dumbass bastards we keep telling you Africans, don't come to America. Don't go to Europe. Your future is in your own country. Change the leadership if you're not happy. Do what you got to do. Don't destroy the country to do it, though. But if you have to, because they don't want to relinquish the fucking power, and they want to keep giving it to white corporations that's going to fuck up everywhere they've been, they're going to fuck you over again. You kill them motherfuckers. And like I said, you kill every white motherfucker that come into your country. 
don't let these motherfuckers in. I don't care. They, like she said, they coming in with their sad face and my big. Them motherfuckers did that. They they going to do it again. They going to come there and start staking out your country. They going to come in with their laws. If your dumb motherfuckers fall in line with that bullshit, they should take everything you got and put all you goddamn bastards in the ocean and let you drown. Now, I'm telling you just how I feel about it. Other than that, if you got some sense, treat them motherfuckers like they treat you for 500 years. Oh, well, we don't know. Let's see. Let's put them motherfuckers in some cages and we'll go one by one with you when we get around to you. You know, do them motherfuckers the same way. You know, don't have no mercy. You know, throw them up, put them in a fenced in area and throw some rice to their motherfucking ass. Do not put your people out one motherfucking iota, not one bit. Don't put yourselves out. Now, I know some some of you black folks, just like you got here in America, think that, oh, when white people come, it's gonna be, it means some good shit. Because they still got in their mind that white is right and good. White means something good will happen. No, you better start showing them folks like this young lady says, white is the devil. It's evil. White skin is evil. Now you're gonna say, oh, uh, people will say, well, Chinese are white. No, 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 no. Yeah, you got some light skin, some real white Chinese, yeah. But most of them you see on these TV screens, they powdering themselves up to look like that. You go to China. Yeah, there's some light Chinese, but you call them white if you want to. You might get your goddamn head chopped off because they sure ain't taking that shit. And a lot of them are yellowish. A lot of Asians are really yellowish. The only motherfuckers who don't like themselves are basically the Koreans and the Japanese. Sometimes you have a few Vietnamese and a few Filipinos that want to be white. And of course, the East, the Indians, you know, they, they just doctor themselves up. They want to be white so bad, they kill their goddamn black mama so you won't know she's got any black in her. But the white motherfuckers come to Africa, kill them. And that means all of them. And if other people come from other countries, treat them like they treated you. We might let you in, but you got to go through this. What, what's your business here? What are you going to bring to this country? You can't go buying up the country either. We don't want your money, your worthless ass money. You're not going to buy up every fucking thing. You think that's what you're going to do? I'm a big white man with some money. Your money don't mean shit. Their money don't mean shit to y'all. Remember, Africa, you got everything that makes the world run. Tell that motherfucker, you got any cobalt? <laughs> you got any cobalt, motherfucker? No, you ain't got no cobalt. I don't need them damn dollars. Where am I going to spend them at? Your country is gone. They ain't worth shit to us. Or it's going to be gone. It's in chaos. You don't want shit from them. Black folks, the like I said, the, the tide is turning. And I'm going to keep telling you this. If you still got folks keep running the fuck away, just like the ones who ran them, running over there to Italy and all that, you see how they get treated like shit. And now they think talking, oh, they come back home. And the ones that ran to the Ukraine and when, when Russia invaded the Ukraine, well, they didn't invade. They went on and told the motherfuckers don't put no missiles in there from NATO. And that motherfucker told me can't. Well, they ain't. And don't believe all that hearsay you say about like all the Russians are getting killed. No, they're not. If they were getting killed so much, why does a motherfucker America keep sending all kind of billions and billions worth of dollars and guns and bullets and bombs? That means they're losing. 
like I said though, do not let these white motherfuckers in because once they get in, you see what that man said, the other part of this video about the CIA, that's who's coming first. That's who's gonna come. CIA and them fucking lying ass, no good, dirty ass missionaries. Then they're gonna come with their doctors and start telling you you need to be inoculated. But you've been here 5,000 years. Suddenly, you need an inoculation. Don't that sound kind of funny to you? When they get there, you need an inoculation. No, get the fuck out of here. That's what you got to do. And, you know, make it, uh, take, start making your government educate the young people. They are the future of that. And she's a pretty lady, too, here. Very beautiful. Love her. Huh? I've said what I got to say. Y'all do what you want. Her name is Congo Swana. Yeah, Congo Swana. C-O-N-G-O-L-S-W-A-N-A. Look at it on TikTok. Because they definitely trying to get TikTok off us. See, they don't like TikTok because TikTok got all this shit that's telling the truth. But these white son of a bitches are plotting. Don't let them in your country. If you do, then they put their foot in your ass and put you niggas down, down like that. So they're going to call you niggas. I'm not calling you that. But if you let them do that, you're going to become niggas to me too. They're going to put their foot on your neck and they ain't never leaving. Because they done fucked up the rest of the world. Now they want to take yours. But don't give it to them. You kick them out once and make sure they stay the fuck out. Like I said, it's 1.3. They say they tell you it's 1.3 billion. Let me tell you something, African black people. Did you see the white motherfuckers coming into all your countries, going out there in the bush and everywhere else, counting people? Fuck no. They only estimated. I was I would surmise that it's two billion of you people in Africa, black people. And I would surmise it's probably about the same in China, because China ain't letting them motherfuckers count them either. I don't blame them. You see, and every time you turn around, you notice how that count is counted. It always keeps a balance on the count so the white motherfucker is not far behind or he's up there equal some kind of way with it. They're not. Them dirty, badass, nasty, stinking savages are dying off. That's why they're intermarrying. Because they try to save themselves for the smart ones. Because, you know, they think they're going to get in that part and start saying, well, you light-skinned, you better than me. And you dark skin, you worse than me. No, that shit ain't going to work over there. Because, see, people in Africa got all different colors. It's like her. See, all Africans ain't jet black. And I bet she have no problem with her brother being dark as night, hugging up on her. I bet she don't have to have shit to say about her. She loves him to death. Not like these ignorant Negroes here, black, you're too dark. You know, all that kind of shit. Or actually, I don't think we had too much of a problem here. We got a little bit of, I know they got it in India, though. They really got a color color problem. And a lot of other people don't want us because we darker. But in Africa, they got no problem with us. That's where we need to be. And anybody else that, that comes there, they got to follow our rules and dance to our motherfucking music. If not, you will be fucked. So listen up to this. Read, look at this video over and over. Look at the first part. See what they did to Syria. See what they did to Northern Africa. See what the fucking dirty ass America did. Don't let them come there and do it again to you. You sit there and you st and sit your ass up in a goddamn church like a fool if you want to. You sit your dumb ass in a church praying while these motherfuckers cleaning up on your country. 
taking everything. So sit your stupid ass there while you praying on Sunday to some fucked up ass fake religion. They in there buying and taking up your taking over your country. And you sitting there giving them a watermelon for goodwill and something to eat. And they'll do you like they did the American Indians here. They'll take your shit and then they'll turn around and kill you. Or poison you. Like I said, what they'll do is they'll poison you with fucking inoculations that you don't even need. Don't let the doctors in. Don't let no white motherfuckers in your country because the white motherfuckers are CIA. Don't let no preachers in and get rid of 90% of them niggas you got running around there preaching Jesus shit. You'll be better. You should succeed then. That's all I got to say tonight, folks. I'm sorry. I get all into this shit sometimes and I cuss too much. But what can I tell you? Watch your back, just like the young lady just said. That's why I showed you all the shit the CIA does. See, they talking about Syria and shit, right? But they've done it all throughout Africa. They don't want to say nothing about the, Af- the black countries. You know why? Because they, they intend on trying to sneak back in there and fuck you over. Or they got their little bases in your country. And y'all y'all leadership, let them put them there. When you should, If you got a military base from America in your country, you should go to your leadership. Go to the, to, to the presidential palace, whatever, and kill every motherfucker in there. Then tell them goddamn honkies to get the fuck out your country. Get the fuck out. And the multinational companies want to leave? No, tell them goodbye. We'll just sell this shit to China. We, between Africa and China. We don't give a fuck about the rest of the world, Europe, and all that bullshit. We don't care. Africa and China, they can dip. They can do one big ass, two big ass empires. And fuck you, dirty ass hunkies in between. But like I said, they got their military bases where they want to come in and take. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to come in there, they got a military base, they're going to fly their planes in there, their big planes, bring tanks and guns. Then they're going to have their people, get enough of their people coming on ships and shit, talking about seeking asylum. And suddenly, they're going to take over your country. They're going to assassinate your leadership, kill off your generals, get a few suckers to fall in line, and you niggas going to be, excuse my expression, that's what they're going to call you anyway, niggas. Y'all going to be pushed further out in the jungle, in the bush. They're going to take everything from you and tell you you ain't allowed to come here. Just like they did South Africa, remember? They built the cities, had y'all build them like slaves, brought in Indians and everything else. Then told the black people, get the fuck out here. Y'all go live in the slums of Soweto and all that bullshit. Didn't they? Don't let it happen again. If you do, you're a fool. So my brother lies more. More to come. Brother lies more. I love to see the truth come out. And I'm so glad so many people are starting to see the truth. Somebody must be listening to me, I guess. And it seems like the women are, which is good. The greatest thing in the world is women. And I guess a lot of men are listening to in Africa and across the world and the black world. Ubuntu. The spirit of Ubuntu is what got us colonized in the first place. You know what Ubuntu means? It means humanity 
to all. That's a wasted word on the white goddamn devil. <laughs> See, that's what that's what it was, you know, Ubuntu. When the white man came to Africa, and when he came to every fucking way, that savage came to the Americas, to Africa. Everybody welcomed them, you know, with open arms. You know, we're fellow human beings. And them damn goddamn savages were nothing but fucking devils in disguise. Dogs, savages, animals, filthy, nasty, disease-ridden beast. But what did we do? We, we kept on trying to be considering them as human, even as they slaughtered us. Our ancestors still, as they slaughtered us, they still tried to adapt to their ways instead of letting them bastards adapt to theirs by chopping their fucking heads off. No, they didn't do that. They tried to adapt to these animals' ways because, you know, we are all humans, right? No. They never looked at us as human and never will. To them fucking savages, we're going to always be beneath them. This is why it's time to change that. And she said it like it is. The spirit of Ubuntu is what got us colonized in the first place. We opened up our arms and considered them fellow human beings, and then they're not. They're the worst fucking pieces of garbage on this planet. They're the curse of this planet. But that's a, we all know that. But listen to her. She can tell you better than I can. Africans, Africans across the continent, we are loving, caring, and welcome. Barack Obama was the president of America, but he was never treated as an equal. You could be an astronaut, an engineer, a surgeon, a billionaire, a millionaire, but as long as you are a black man, you will never be seen as an equal. So my question is, What's the point of you contributing to an economic development of a people who will never see you as an equal? They'll underestimate you no matter how hard you try. To my fellow Africans, you cannot run away from your own continent. No matter where you go, you'll always be discriminated against. Some of you come back in body bags. Africans will complain about corruption, but how do you expect your point to be heard if it's not emphasized? You are afraid they will take away your job. You are afraid they will take away your business. They are afraid you will say something. Why do you think they always get rid of people who say something? Do you think they will take away all of us as a nation if we stood up together and emphasized a point? Nigeria right now is the best example across the continent of Africa. Africans, there is nowhere to run. You've seen how other continents treat you. Why are you living such a beautiful continent, rich in minerals, for other people to come and take from? This is your birthright, Africans. The spirit of Ubuntu is what got us colonized in the first place. Africans across the continent, we are loving, caring, and welcoming. Barack Obama was the president of America, but he was never treated as an equal. He should be an astronaut, an engineer, a surgeon, a billionaire, a millionaire. But as long as you're a black man, you will never be seen as an equal. So my question is, what's the point of you contributing to an economic development of a people who will never see you as an equal? They'll underestimate you no matter how hard you try. To my fellow Africans, 
you cannot run away from your own continent. No matter where you go, you'll always be discriminated against. Some of you come back in body bags. Africans will complain about corruption, but how do you expect your point to be heard if it's not emphasized? You are afraid they will take away your job. You are afraid they will take away your business. They are afraid you will say something. Why do you think they always get rid of people who say something? Do you think they will take away all of us as a nation if we stood up together and emphasized a point? Nigeria right now is the best example across the continent of Africa. Africans, there is no way to run. You've seen how other continents treat you. Why are you living such a beautiful continent, rich in minerals, for other people to come and take from you? This is your birthright, Africans. Kwenu ni kwenu. Hata kukimbia. Kwenu kutabaki kwenu. The spirit of Ubuntu is what got us colonized in the first Yeah, so she told you. Like she says, why are you running away for other people to come and take over your land? You run your dumb asses everywhere in the fucking world and you still don't get it. She didn't say that. I'm adding that to her because it's the truth. Black people run their motherfucking ass away from their countries. They do it now in Haiti. You know why they're doing it in Haiti? Because, and I hate to say it, the, 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 they said the gangs are taking over. Whatever. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Haiti. I don't really look at it too much because, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But I'm quite sure it's not as bad as the media is portraying it, but it could be. So somebody, some Haitian contaminated now, I don't know. You tell me what's going on, and I'll look into it. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm going to look into it myself and see what's happening, even though I can't trust this media because they'll, they'll put, paint the worst picture they can of the Haitian people. But then again, since we're talking about that, like she said, why are you running away from your country? She's talking about Africa, but this applies to all countries of uh, majority black people and shit. Why are you running away? And you run to these other continents and they treat us like shit, like dirt. They don't even want us there. You know, if you run your you run your asses to Europe, you're, you're drowning in the goddamn Mediterranean Sea trying to get there and boats filled with four hundred motherfucking people and then capsize and and then people drown and shit. And when you get there they throw your ass aside on the beach and say, Die bastards. And, you can, and then you still act like fucking animals trying to climb into their country. And if you, even if you get there, you have no skills. You have nothing to offer these motherfuckers but to be a leech on their society. They don't want your black ass. That's the major problem. They don't want your black ass in the first place. They've used you when you were in your country to get every fucking thing they wanted to get to their country to make them live easier. They didn't bring that shit there to make you black motherfuckers or my black ass live easy. No, they brought that. They took all your shit out of your country so they could live easy. You know, and while they were there, they were raping your women and fucking them over and kicking your kids in the ass. And where were the men? Hiding, as usual. Just like you see these boatloads of African, young Africans running across the Mediterranean. And then you see them, I didn't even see them here, young black men coming across the border Where's your fucking guts at, you coward motherfuckers? I respect these women. I respect these black women in Africa because they stand up to the test. But all I see is a bunch of young black men coming across the borders, 
in Europe and in America. And what are you coming here for? Because sooner or later, like she said, your ass gonna wind up in the motherfucking body bag being sent back. Or you're gonna get caught up in the shit because you have no skills. You're gonna get caught up in the shit and your ass gonna become prison fodder. If you don't know what that means, that means you're gonna become motherfucking prison garbage. Just some more fucking ammunition for the goddamn system to collect money on. Because, you know, they get paid for prisoners in America. You know, government pays each state. So prisons became private because the state said, fuck this, we can't keep doing this. Not because they can't afford it, because they couldn't afford it anymore. So they start making privatized prisons. The government makes matches funds, and these people got stock in prisons. Even some of the black folk here got stock in prisons, which I heard people say, oh, you can't be black. Yes, you can, because your dumb nigga ass out here doing nigga shit and get your ass locked the fuck up. If anybody else can profit off your dumb stupidity, why can't I? Why can't I? Like I said, and they, they're making money off the dumb motherfuckers, and then they get mad because of black folks. Black, black people just like everybody else. Invest in something that's going to pay. You know, I, I get sick of people saying, you know, well, I, I, I'm not going to You shouldn't invest in that because of poor black folk. Hey, I didn't make your ass poor black folk. You know, I grew up in the same goddamn neighborhood to a lot of these motherfuckers that's talking shit still in them neighborhoods today or destroyed them and going to move to another destroyed neighborhood. And I grew up in the same ones. Me and thousands and millions of other black folks and we got the fuck out we made our life better now we don't have anywhere here in america to basically run to we would love to be able to go to africa and stay but until you get your shit together we have to stay here which is okay for the time being but like the young lady here said why are you black folks running the fuck away from africa you got the richest continent in the world everything there but you're too fucking afraid. It's like I'm there going and I gotta agree with her 100. I talk about this all the time. Black men are fucking cowards worldwide as a whole. They're fucking cowards. You see them in these other countries like bitches crying. Oh, they beat me. Bitch, they should have killed your ass. The women stand there strong. The goddamn men are like weak ass little bitch babies. All right, what you They should be killed. Seriously. Oh, no, I'm saying it myself. I don't stand for a weak ass black man. A weak motherfucking black man is the reason a lot of us are in the situation that we had to live through in this goddamn country and in this whole world period because of weak ass motherfucking black men, supposed black men. They were either weak to the fact that the white man's money appealed to them more today than their people's lives and livelihoods. So they thought that what the white man had was worth more than what the fuck they had. Dumb bastards didn't even realize everything in their ground was what the white motherfuckers wanted in their ground, but they didn't have it. So those weak ass motherfuckers put us in the solely own people out. That's a weak bastard. Weak one. And you got the same type weak ones here. Motherfuckers kill the white man kills their family. What do they do? They protest. <laughs> they protest. 
scream or they get their phone and film it. But as she said, why are you running away? You got everything right there in Africa. Most beautiful continent, beautiful weather, everything. And you see, well, they gonna, the government's going to fuck me over if I say something. You know what? And that's the shit. That's that weak-ass, lame shit Negro men use. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't want to. They're going to put me in jail or they're going to do something. Nigga, they're going to put your ass in jail in America and in Europe. They're not going to treat you no better. As a matter of fact, they're going to treat you worse. At least, and I keep stressing this, in your own country, you know the lay of the land. You know the people. You know the language. You know who's on your side. You get enough people on your side, you convince them to come your way, to straighten shit out, and it can be done, just like she said. But when you run the fuck away, that just leaves it a little bit weaker. It causes a little bit weaker because you ran the fuck away. You took your money and you ran. And then you wait no smell to do it for you. It's just like here. You know, just like, I mean, especially prime example, the young man caught in Tunisia gets on the fucking internet. Please come help us. You know, y'all should come help us. America, black people in America and you, you should come help. I'm not helping shit. We're not helping your motherfucking ass in Tunisia. Okay. Let me tell you something. We're not going to help you in Africa either. Black people here in America can't even help them fucking selves. Let alone trying to help you guys. Now let me get 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 this number to you one more time. They tell me this is a lie. The white man said they are one point three, which I know is a lie. I know it's probably closer to two billion of you black people in Africa. If you are letting some motherfucking white-ass Arabs and some white-ass Europeans fuck you over, then you deserve what the fuck you get. Because ain't a goddamn thing us 70 million motherfuckers here in America and black people can do for you. Because we catching hell here. We can't keep these niggas in line. (laughs) Let alone fight the crackers. So what you want us to do? Hmm? She's telling you the truth. You run the fuck away because you're afraid that's that's the problem you're running every time i turn around africans are running away oh there's a war in my country let's run to the next country you overload that country because your fucking cowards won't fight for your own shit. i know you didn't draw these borders i know them fucking europeans drew them borders long ago when they came 400 years ago because before they came people had separated themselves according to their tribal you know, beliefs. And they, they got along fine, just like the American Indians had here. They got along fine. You know, everybody knew who everybody stood because there wasn't no interference. Okay, you don't go over here, that's your land. You don't go over there, that's your land. If you want to get something from me, you go ask me. Everybody can talk to each other. White motherfuckers came and they look at every black person and say, we all black. But white people don't want to be considered all white. They want to be considered Polacks, Russians, Jews, Gentiles, uh, Czechoslovakians, Yugoslavians, English, Italians, French, Spanish, Portuguese. See? But when they come to us, we all niggas to them. One nigga fits all. <laughs> you know what like they say in the store, one size fit all? Well, one nigga fits all for us. 
And we got to stop that. Like she said, that spirit of Ubuntu, we are human. No, don't treat them motherfuckers like they're human no more. Because they don't change, they'll never treat us like humans. Like she said again, President Obama came to Africa. He got treated better in Africa than he got treated here in America. That was worldwide notice. The president of supposedly the greatest country and the most powerful country, which is a big lie, both on earth, gets treated like shit in his own country. It goes to another country that's supposed to be savages. Goes to China, which is supposed to be backwards. Goes to Africa, which is supposed to be savages. And gets treated like royalty. And comes back here and treated like shit. And I still, to this day, say I could slap the fuck out of him for what he did to Gaddafi in Africa. And he did that himself. So I lost all respect for him when he did that. I stood by him for six, seven years when he pulled that shit on Gaddafi and became a pawn of the white devil. I lost all respect for him. I don't give a fuck what happens to him or his goddamn family because he had a chance. They didn't even treat him human here. He's still trying to be the good little nigga. And that's what pisses me off. And I know it's what pisses this young lady and a lot of other people off. The black ass so-called men still try to be the good little nigga for the white motherfuckers and they're never gonna respect you ever they ain't never gonna respect you you know respect is earned you ever heard that word it's not given it's earned and as long as you bow down and get your fucking head scratched by them goddamn hunkies you ain't never gonna get no respect but the minute you start dropping them motherfuckers like flies and say, hey, you invade my country again, I'm killing every one of you motherfuckers. And when they say we're going to bomb, I say, bomb on, motherfuckers, because we got people of our families living in your country. You bomb us, they're going to fuck your country up too. And mean it. We got to start playing suicidal black people. Quit dying like, you know, motherfucking homicides and die by suicide. And make sure it's taking a lot of them motherfuckers with us. I don't know what that word is called. Nationwide? <laughs> that by suicide nationwide. There you go. Take them motherfuckers with us. That's the new meaning. Suicide nationwide. And stop dying by homicide. I think I like it better that way, don't y'all? Now she's telling you folks, black people, you got you got to start doing better by yourselves. Just running away ain't helping. Don't you see? They don't want us. They don't want us. I keep saying this over and over. She's saying it over and over. We keep telling you, nobody on this planet wants us. And that's a good thing, because now it's time for us to shine. It's time for us to shine. And I guarantee if you stop putting your shit together within 20, 30 years, every motherfucker on this planet be talking about, I got some black DNA in me. <laughs> they won't be saying I don't have it. They'll be trying to find something. If they had to take a needle and poke themselves with some black people's blood to say they got DNA in them, they'll, they'll do it. Everybody loves a winner. 
nobody loves a loser. And we got we we not losing no more, so quit losing and quit running the fuck away. Like I said, you know, folks, homicide, suicide for nationwide. That's what it's gotta be. We can't be no more homicide. It's gotta be suicide nationwide. And that suicide nationwide means we killing you motherfuckers while we take ourselves out too. That's what that means. Suicide nationwide. Put that in your book. Thank you, young lady. That's a lot more. Now I want y'all to listen to her. These women are telling you the fucking truth. These sisters are telling you the truth, and this is what time it is. And you know what? If it takes them to do it, so be it. And you kill every weak-ass motherfucking man around you because he ain't no good to you if you're weak. You don't need no weak-ass man around you, sister girls. Now, if the man going to be the man and stand up, you just stand behind him and say, go ahead, motherfucker, do what you got to do and do it well. I don't mean to call him motherfucker, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Y'all have a nice day. Suicide. Nationwide, but no more homicide. That's Brother Lansmore. Brother Lansmore. I love to see the truth come out, and I'm so glad so many people are starting to see the truth. Somebody must be listening to me, I guess. And it seems like the women are, which is good. The greatest thing in the world is women. And I guess a lot of men are listening to in Africa and across the world in the black world. Ubuntu. The spirit of Ubuntu is what got us colonized in the first place. You know what Ubuntu means? It means humanity to all. That's a wasted word on the white goddamn devil. <laughs> See, that's what that's what it was, you know, Ubuntu. When the white man came to Africa, and when he came to every fucking way, that savage came to the Americas, to Africa. Everybody welcomed them, you know, with open arms. You know, we're fellow human beings. And them damn goddamn savages were nothing but fucking devils in disguise. Dogs, savages, animals, filthy, nasty, disease-ridden beast. But what did we do? We we kept on trying to be considering them as human, even as they slaughtered us. Our ancestors still, as they slaughtered us, they still tried to adapt to their ways instead of letting them bastards adapt to theirs by chopping their fucking heads off. No, they didn't do that. They tried to adapt to these animals' ways because, you know, we are all humans, right? No. They never looked at us as human and never will. To them fucking savages, we're going to always be beneath them. This is why it's time to change that. And she said it like it is. The spirit of Ubuntu is what got us colonized in the first place. We opened up our arms and considered them fellow human beings, and then they're, they're not. They're the worst fucking people.
pieces of garbage on this planet. They're the curse of this planet. But that's a, we all know that. But listen to her. She can tell you better than I can. Africans across the continent, we are loving, hearing, welcome. Barack Obama was the president of America, but he was never treated as an equal. You could be an astronaut, an engineer, a surgeon, a billionaire, a millionaire, but as long as you are a black man, you will never be seen as an equal. So my question is, what's the point of you contributing to an economic development of a people who will never see you as an equal? They'll underestimate you no matter how hard you try. To my fellow Africans, you cannot run away from your own continent. No matter where you go, you always be discriminated against. Some of you come back in body bags. Africans will complain about corruption, but how do you expect your point to be heard if it's not emphasized? You are afraid they will take away your job. You are afraid they will take away your business. They are afraid you will say something. Why do you think they always get rid of people who say something? Do you think they will take away all of us as a nation if we stood up together and emphasized a point? Nigeria right now is the best example across the continent of Africa. Africans, there is no way to run. You've seen how other continents treat you. Why are you living such a beautiful continent, rich in minerals, for other people to come and take from you? This is your birthright, Africans. Kwenu ni kwenu, hata ukikimbia. The spirit of Ubuntu is what got us colonized in the first place. Africans across the continent, we are loving, caring, and welcoming. Barack Obama was the president of America, but he was never treated as an equal. He could be an astronaut, an engineer, a surgeon, a billionaire, a millionaire. But as long as you're a black man, you will never be seen as an equal. So my question is, What's the point of you contributing to an economic development of the people who will never see you as an equal? They'll underestimate you no matter how hard you try. To my fellow Africans, you cannot run away from your own continent. No matter where you go, you'll always be discriminated against. Some of you come back in body bags. Africans will complain about corruption, but how do you expect your point to be heard if it's not emphasized? You are afraid they will take away your job. You are afraid they will take away your business. They are afraid you will say something. Why do you think they always get rid of people who say something? Do you think they will take away all of us as a nation if we stood up together and emphasized a point? Nigeria right now is the best example across the continent of Africa. Africans, there is no way to run. You've seen how other continents treat you. Why are you living such a beautiful continent, rich in minerals, for other people to come and take from you? This is your birthright, Africans. The spirit of Ubuntu is what got us colonized in the first Yeah, so she told you. Like she says, why are you running away for other people to come and take over your land? You run your dumb asses everywhere in the fucking world and you still don't get it. She didn't say that. I'm adding that to her because it's the truth. Black people run their motherfucking ass away from their countries. They do it now in Haiti. You know why they're doing it in Haiti? Because, and I hate to say it, the... the they said the gangs are taking over. Whatever. I don't know what the fuck's going on in Haiti. I don't really look at it too much because 
you know, out of sight, out of mind, but I'm quite sure it's not as bad as the media is portraying it, but it could be. So somebody, some Haitian contaminated or not, I don't know. You tell me what's going on, and I'll look into it. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm going to look into it myself and see what's happening, even though I can't trust this media. Because they'll, they'll put, paint the worst picture they can of the Haitian people. But then again, since we're talking about that, like she said, why are you running away from your country? She, she's talking about Africa, but this applies to all countries of uh, majority black people and shit. Why are you running away? And you run to these other continents and they treat us like shit, like dirt. They don't even want us there. You know, if you run your, you run your asses to Europe, you're drowning in the goddamn Mediterranean Sea trying to get there and boats filled with 400 motherfucking people and then capsize and, and then people drown and shit. And when you get there, they throw your ass aside on the beach and say, die bastards. And, you, and then you still act like fucking animals trying to climb into their country. And if you, even if you get there, you have no skills. You have nothing to offer these motherfuckers but to be a leech on their society. They don't want your black ass. That's the major problem. They don't want your black ass in the first place. They've used you when you were in your country to get every fucking thing they wanted to get to their country to make them live easier. They didn't bring that shit there to make you black motherfuckers or my black ass live easy. No, they brought that. They took all your shit out of your country so they could live easy. You know, and while they were there, they were raping your women and fucking them over and kicking your kids in the ass. And where were the men? Hiding, as usual. Just like you see these boatloads of African, young Africans running across the Mediterranean. And then you see them, I didn't see them here, young black men coming across the border. Where's your fucking guts at? The coward motherfuckers. I respect these women. I respect these black women in Africa because they stand up to the test. But all I see is a bunch of young black men coming across the borders in Europe and in America. And what are you coming here for? Because the sooner or later, like she said, your ass gonna wind up in a motherfucking body bag being sent back. Or you're going to get caught up in the shit because you have no skills. You're going to get caught up in the shit and your ass going to become prison fodder. If you don't know what that means, that means you're going to become motherfucking prison garbage. Just some more fucking ammunition for the goddamn system to collect money on. Because, you know, they get paid for prisoners in America. You know, government pays each state. So prisons became private. Because the state said, fuck this, we can't keep doing this. We're not because they came and fuck, because they couldn't afford it anymore. So they start making privatized prisons. The government makes matches funds, and these people got stock in prisons. Even some of the black folk here got stock in prisons, which I heard people say, oh, you can't be black. Yes, you can, because your dumb nigga ass out here doing nigga shit and get your ass locked the fuck up. If anybody else can profit off your dumb stupidity, why can't I? Why can't I? Like I said, and they, they're making money off the dumb motherfuckers, and then they get mad because of black folks. Black, black people, just like everybody else, invest in something that's going to pay. You know, I, I get sick of people saying, you know, well, I, I, I'm not going to, you shouldn't invest in that because of poor black folks. 
Hey, I didn't make your ass poor black folk. You know, I grew up in the same goddamn neighborhood to a lot of these motherfuckers that's talking shit still in them neighborhoods today or destroyed them and gonna move to another destroyed neighborhood. And I grew up in the same ones. Me and thousands and millions of other black folks and we got the fuck out. We made our life better. Now, we don't have anywhere here in America to basically run to. We would love to be able to go to Africa and stay. But until you get your shit together, we have to stay here, which is okay for the time being. But like the young lady here said, why are you black folks running the fuck away from Africa? You got the richest continent in the world, everything there. But you're too fucking afraid. It's like I'm there going and like I agree with her 100%. I talk about this all the time. Black men are fucking cowards worldwide as a whole. They're fucking cowards. You see them in these other countries like bitches crying. Oh, they beat me. Bitch, they should have killed your ass. The women stand there strong. The goddamn men are like weak ass little bitch babies. They should be killed. Seriously. I'm not saying it myself. I don't stand for a weak ass black man. A weak motherfucking black man is the reason a lot of us are in the situation that we had to live through in this goddamn country and in this whole world period because of weak ass motherfucking black men, supposed black men. They were either weak to the fact that the white man's money appealed to them more today than their people's lives and livelihoods. So they thought that what the white man had was worth more than what the fuck they had. Dumb bastards didn't even realize everything in their ground was what the white motherfuckers wanted in their ground, but they didn't have it. So this weak ass motherfuckers put us in the solely own people out. That's a weak bastard. Weak one. And you got the same type weak ones here. Motherfuckers kill the white man kills their family. What do they do? They protest. <laughs> they protest. Scream or they get their phone and film it. But as she said, why are you running away? You got everything right there in Africa. Most beautiful continent, beautiful weather, everything. And you see, well, they gonna the government's gonna fuck me over if I say something. You know what? And that's the shit. That's that weak ass, lame shit Negro men use. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't want to. They're going to put me in jail or they're going to do something. Nigga, they're going to put your ass in jail in America and in Europe. They're not going to treat you no better. As a matter of fact, they're going to treat you worse. At least, and I keep stressing this, in your own country, you know the lay of the land. You know the people. You know the language. You know who's on your side. You get enough people on your side, you convince them to come your way, to straighten shit out, and it can be done. Just like she said. But when you run the fuck away, that just leaves it a little bit weaker. It causes a little bit weaker. Because you ran the fuck away. You took your money and you ran. And then you wait no smell to do it for you. It's just like here. You know, just like, I mean, especially in prime example, the young man caught in Tunisia gets on the fucking internet. Please come help us. You know, y'all should come help us. America, black people in America and Europe, you should come help. I'm not helping shit. We're not helping your motherfucking ass in Tunisia. Okay? Let me tell you something. 
We're not going to help you in Africa either. Black people here in America can't even help them fucking selves. Let alone trying to help you guys. Now let me get 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 this number to you one more time. They tell me this is a lie. The white man said they are one point three, which I know is a lie. I know it's probably closer to two billion of you black people in Africa. If you are letting some motherfucking white ass Arabs and some white ass Europeans fuck you over, then you deserve what the fuck you get. Because ain't a goddamn thing us 70 million motherfuckers here in America black people can do for you. Because we catching hell here. We can't keep these niggas in line. <laughs> Let alone fight the crackers. So what you want us to do? Hmm? She's telling you the truth. You run the fuck away because you're afraid? That's, that's the problem. You're running. Every time I turn around, Africans are running away. Oh, there's a war in my country. Let's run to the next country. You overload that country because your fucking cowards won't fight for your own shit. I know you didn't draw these borders. I know them fucking Europeans drew them borders long ago when they came 400 years ago. Because before they came, people had separated themselves according to their tribal you know, beliefs. And they, they got along fine, just like the American Indians had here. They got along fine. You know, everybody knew who everybody stood because there wasn't no interference. Okay, you don't go over here, that's your land. You don't go over there, that's your land. If you want to get something from there, you better go ask me. Everybody can talk to each other. White motherfuckers came and they look at every black person and say, we all black. But white people don't want to be considered all white. They want to be considered Polacks, Russians, Jews, Gentiles, uh, Czechoslovakians, Yugoslavians, English, Italians, French, Spanish, Portuguese. See? But when they come to us, we all niggas to them. One nigga fits all. <laughs> you know what they say in the store, one size fit all? Well, one nigga fits all for us. And we got to stop that. Like she said, with that spirit of you both who we are human, no. Don't treat them motherfuckers like they're human no more. Because they don't change they ain't gonna never treat us like humans. Like she said again, President Obama came to Africa. He got treated better in Africa than he got treated here in america that was worldwide notice the president of supposedly the greatest country and the most powerful country which is a big lie both on earth gets treated like shit in his own country it goes to another country that's supposed to be savages goes to china we're supposed to be backwards, goes to Africa, we're supposed to be savages, and gets treated like royalty, and comes back here and treated like shit. And I still, to this day, say, I could slap the fuck out of him for what he did to Gaddafi in Africa. And he did that himself, so I lost all respect for him when he did that. I stood by him for six, seven years. When he pulled that shit on Gaddafi and became a pawn of the white devil, I lost all respect for him. I don't give a fuck what happens to him or his goddamn family. Because he had a chance. They didn't even treat him human here. He's still trying to be the good little nigga. 
And that's what pisses me off. And I know what pisses this young lady and a lot of other people off. The black ass so-called men still try to be the good little nigga for the white motherfuckers. And they're never going to respect you. Ever. They ain't never going to respect you. You know, respect is earned. You ever heard that word? It is not given. It's earned. And as long as you bow down and get your fucking head scratched by them goddamn hunkies, you ain't never going to get no respect. But the minute you start dropping them motherfuckers like flies and say, hey, you invade my country again, I'm killing every one of you motherfuckers. And when they say we're going to bomb, I say bomb on motherfuckers because we got people of our families living in your country. You bomb us, they're going to fuck your country up too. And mean it. We got to start playing suicidal black people. Quit dying like, you know, motherfucking homicides and die by suicide and make sure it's taking a lot of them motherfuckers with us. I don't know what that word is called. Nationwide? (laughs) Die by suicide nationwide. There you go. Take them motherfuckers with us. That's the new meaning. Suicide nationwide. To stop dying by homicide. I think I like it better that way, don't you? Now she's telling you folks, black people, you got you got to start doing better by yourselves. Just running away ain't helping it. Don't you see? They don't want us. They don't want us. I keep saying this over and over. She's saying it over and over. We keep telling you, nobody on this planet wants us. And that's a good thing. Because now it's time for us to shine. It's time for us to shine. And I guarantee if you stop putting your shit together within 20, 30 years, every motherfucker on this planet be talking about, I got some black DNA in me. (laughs) They won't be saying I don't have it. They'll be trying to find something. If they had to take a needle and poke themselves with some black people's blood to say they got DNA in them, they'll, they'll do it. Everybody loves a winner. Nobody loves a loser. And we got we we not losing no more. So quit losing and quit running the fuck away. Like I said, you know, folks, homicide, suicide for nationwide. That's what it's got to be. We can't be no more homicide. It's got to be suicide nationwide. And that suicide nationwide means we killing you motherfuckers while we take ourselves out too. That's what that means. Suicide nationwide. Put that in your book. Thank you, young lady. That's a lot more. Now I want y'all to listen to her. These women are telling you the fucking truth. These sisters are telling you the truth, and this is what time it is. And you know what? If it takes them to do it, so be it. And you kill every weak-ass motherfucking man around you because he ain't no good to you if you're weak. You don't need no weak-ass man around you, sister girls. Now, if the man going to be the man and stand up, you just stand behind him and say, go ahead, motherfucker, do what you got to do and do it well. I don't mean to call him motherfucker, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Y'all have a nice day. Suicide. Nationwide, but no more homicide. That's Brother Lasmore.
I have more brother laughs more. Uh, this is another reason they want to take TikTok off, and another main reason they don't want to teach critical race theory and especially black history in schools in America. Now, as I said before, the people who accept this, I have no kids in school. So it doesn't matter about critical race theory and, you know, black history. Now, my children have kids in school, and then you would say, well, uh, well, what about your grandkids? And you know what I would say to that? That ain't my goddamn problem. They have parents. I tried to teach them about this. If they didn't listen, that's their problem. I'm not going to waste my time. Uh, people who don't listen, I'm not going to waste my time on people I don't know who ain't going to listen. Do you think I'm going to waste my time on people that I told already that do know that don't listen? Hell no. So anyway, back to this young lady. Now, this is a damn shame. He's lying of stuff I didn't even know. Now, I'm born here. And she's born here, I believe, too. But she's... Chinese and she's giving me a history lesson and shit I didn't even know. That's a shame. But that's what they want. I don't know if she's Chinese so much. I think she might be. Uh, but this is what the reason is we're trying to give it a TikTok and CRT, you know, black history because they don't want us to know who we are. Well, they don't want the, the world to know. And I say, anybody that stays in takes this shit and they run these stupid ass, I'm going to say the black people, you run your stupid Negro ass to one of these goddamn white ass courts thinking that they're going to change something to make it better for black people against white people. You got to, you are the dumbest bastard in this planet, in the universe, actually. Because it ain't going to happen and it never was intended on happening and it ain't going to ever happen in the future. You can see them talking about what we can change later on in the next election. Next election, my ass. The only election you should be talking about right now who's is what general are you going to let to lead your army to kill as many of these motherfuckers before they kill you? That's what you should be looking, looking for the election. But anyway, here we go. Let's, let's let this young lady take it from the top. She's going to teach you some history that I didn't even know. Blessed, but blessed is not a word the global majority thinks of in association with Europeans. Words like plague and colonizer, maybe, but not blessed. And the cell phone in my hand came from China. So I don't know if you're referencing Steve Jobs or Martin Cooper or the Finnish inventor who created the first pocket-sized telecommunication device in 1917. And you probably don't know either because your education system has left you terribly ignorant and without the critical thinking skills necessary to effectively gather information. Because you believe that most great inventions can be attributed to one white person as opposed to recognizing that the patent system is how white people colonize intellectual property. We would not have cell phones if it wasn't for the creation of the gamma electrical cell by black inventor Henry T. Sampson. And most of our cell phones would not have microphones in them if it wasn't for the particular microphone that was created by black inventor James Edward. The creation of the first digital network, 1G, was launched in Japan. And then black electrical engineer Jesse Russell pioneered the creation of 2G, which launched in Finland first. 3G launched in Japan, 4G launched in Norway, 5G launched in South Korea, and 30% of the world's cell phones are manufactured in China. Because we, of the global majority, recognize that collective humanity has the ingenuity and creativity of one another to thank. 
whereas a lot of European Americans are laboring under the delusion that the rest of us have white people to thank. And it's this narcissistic ignorance that causes people like you to do embarrassing things, like leaving comments about Europeans and cell phones on a video about systemic anti-Black racism in the United States. And while that could be written off as a comedic and senile non sequitur, we recognize it as a desperate attempt to center yourself in a conversation that has nothing to do with you. The irony being that white people like to say not all white people and that you shouldn't be held accountable for the misdeeds of their ancestors, yet they want to be associated with the greatness of the things that they think they invented. You're obviously not aware of this, but blessed is not a word the global majority thinks of in association with Europeans. Words like plague and colonizer, maybe, but not blessed. And the cell phone in my hand came from China. So I don't know if you're referencing Steve Jobs or Martin Cooper or the Finnish inventor who created the first pocket-sized telecommunication device in 1917. And you probably don't know either because your education system has left you terribly ignorant and without the critical thinking skills necessary to effectively gather information. Because you believe that most great inventions can be attributed to one white person as opposed to recognizing that the patent system is how white people colonize intellectual property. We would not have cell phones if it wasn't for the creation of the gamma electrical cell by black inventor Henry T. Sampson. And most of our cell phones would not have microphones in them if it wasn't for the particular microphone that was created by black inventor James Edward West. The creation of the first digital network, 1G, was launched in Japan. And then black electrical engineer Jesse Russell pioneered the creation of 2G, which launched in Finland first. 3G launched in Japan, 4G launched in Norway, 5G launched in South Korea, and 30% of the world's cell phones are manufactured in China. Because we, of the global majority, recognize that collective humanity has the ingenuity and creativity of one another to thank. Whereas a lot of European Americans are laboring under the delusion that the rest of us have white people to thank. And it's this narcissistic ignorance that causes people like you to do embarrassing things, like leaving comments about Europeans and cell phones on a video about systemic anti-Black racism in the United States. And while that could be written off as a comedic and senile non sequitur, we recognize it as a desperate attempt to center yourself in a conversation that has nothing to do with you. The irony being that white people like to say not all white people and that you shouldn't be held accountable for the misdeeds of their ancestors, yet they want to be associated with the greatness of the things that they think they invented. You're obviously not aware of this, but blessed is not a word the global majority thinks of in association with Europeans. Words like plague and colonizer, maybe, but not blessed. And the cell phone in my hand came from China. So I don't know if you're referencing Steve Jobs or... So there you have it. Now, of course, a lot of you say, well, that's not so. Of course, white monks are going to say that. Uh, black people didn't do this. Nobody did this. See, see, this is like she said, white motherfuckers, this is how they stole and everything on this world. They put their laws to it. They go on the goddamn planet and they tell you your law is wrong, your way of doing life is wrong. Here, try ours. And unless you realize they've gotten everything that you own. And you've adapted their law. And like a foolish ass group of people on this planet, which we all are, we follow behind them like little puppies wagging our tails. Can you give me some more? Can you give me some more? No. It's time to end these bastards. That's it. Like I said, it's help. I knew this about the cell phone. You know, I didn't know about the 2G shit. 
and all that. Because they're not going to tell us that. They're going to tell us that all we do is sell drugs, stay on the corners, and rob people. That's all black folks look, right? That's how you're going to ever see us. And that narrative is never going to change, as long as they control the media. So quit trying to, you know, convince them with the media, because they're shit. What they convince them is that they're going to die by our hands. That's that's what we should be convincing them of. They're going to die by our hands sooner than later. But like I said, this is why they don't want you to learn history, black history, or they don't want you, they don't want you to learn any other history but their lies. Because if you look at it, basically everything that's been done in this goddamn world has been done by Asian and black, not the motherfuckers. You know, not that. Okay, so they, well, we discovered electricity. You didn't discover shit. The shit been around ever since the beginning of this goddamn planet. Probably even before that, out of the universe, lightning was striking shit. Hell, I, I love the way they said we invented. You ain't no discovery. You ain't discovered shit. Christopher Columbus discovered America. No, that motherfucker got lost and ran across this goddamn continent because by mistake. And he didn't come to North America, he went to South America. Or whatever they called it then. They, he named it America. So what the fuck are you talking about? Y'all ain't discovered shit. The shit was already here. You come here and say, well, we discovered this country. We, just like you find shit now. We discovered. No, this shit been here. Just say you found some new stuff that hadn't people haven't fucked with before. But when it comes to people's countries, you should just say, hey, I found another group of people living over here. Now, we discovered something because you white motherfuckers came here with guns and bullets and took everything. No, same thing you did in Africa. We discovered gold. We discovered shit. Them people knew the shit was in the ground. They've been mining gold for eons before you goddamn bastards came and started killing us. The worst thing that ever happened on this planet, and I blame the Chinese for this, was to give them white motherfuckers access to gunpowder. That was the worst fucking mistake you ever fucking did. Any race of people deal on this planet was let them motherfuckers have access to gunpowder. Them knuckle-driving cave sons of bitches. With a, if you never had that, the world would be a whole different way right now. But can't do nothing about that. But just like I said, this is the real history. But this is all going to be gone by the wayside. And let's see. And if you Negroes in America keep accepting it, it'll, see, it'll be another, let's see, 60 years, 70 years, maybe 20, 20, you, you niggas will be starting with all my, after y'all have marched again and all kinds of stupid shit talking about, we want black history. Yeah. <laughs> y'all be talking about that in 2098. Yeah, they, okay, niggas, we're going to give you that again, nigger. Y'all be so happy. And we don't quit lynching you again because they don't start that shit again, too. Because y'all going to take it. Like I said, you can say what you want. I know, I know some people say, well, you know, you, I don't see you doing nothing. Because you know why I'm not doing nothing? Because they're not doing shit to me. They're doing it to your folks. To you and your cousins, your mothers, your fathers, your sisters, your brothers, your children. When they come to me, I got an answer for them. You ready to die? I'm ready to die. That's all you got to tell them. And go for broke. Sure, I may die. I may not get any, but they'll know they were in a goddamn fight when it's over. A good fight at that. Not because I ain't physically fighting no fucking body. But, like I said, that's up to you guys. So, there's your history. 
This is the reason they don't want you to have history in black schools or in any school. Share, believe, inspire, Blacksby. Have more, more. Uh, this is another reason they want to take TikTok off, and another main reason they don't want to teach critical race theory and especially black history in schools in America. Now, as I said before, the people who accept this, I have no kids in school, so it doesn't matter about critical race theory and you know, black history. Now, my children have kids in school, and then you would say, well, uh, well, what about your grandkids? And you know what I will say to that? That ain't my goddamn problem. They have parents. I tried to teach them about this. If they didn't listen, that's their problem. I'm not going to waste my time. Uh, people who don't listen, I'm not going to waste my time on people I don't know who ain't going to listen. Do you think I'm going to waste my time on people that I told already that do know? that don't listen hell no so anyway back to this young lady now this is a damn shame he's a lot of stuff i didn't even know now i'm born here and she's born here i believe too but she's chinese and she's giving me a history lesson and shit i didn't even know that's a shame but that's what they want i don't know if she's chinese so much i think she might be uh, but this is what the reason is we're trying to give you the TikTok and CRT, you know, black history, because they don't want us to know who we are. Or they don't want the, the world to know. And like I say, anybody that stays in takes this shit and they run these stupid ass, I don't say the black people, you run your stupid Negro ass to one of these goddamn white ass courts, thinking that they're going to change something to make it better for black people against white people. You got it. You about the dumbest bastard in this planet, in the universe, actually, because it ain't gonna happen, and it never was intended on happening, and it ain't gonna ever happen in the future. You can see them talking about what we can change later on in the next election. Next election, my ass. The only election you should be talking about right now, who's is what general are you gonna elect to lead your army to kill as many of these motherfuckers before they kill you? That's what you should be looking, looking for the election. But anyway, here we go. Let's, let's let this young lady take it from the top. She's going to teach you some history that I didn't even know. Best, but blessed is not a word the global majority thinks of in association with Europeans. Words like plague and colonizer, maybe, but not blessed. And the cell phone in my hand came from China. 
So I don't know if you're referencing Steve Jobs or Martin Cooper or the Finnish inventor who created the first pocket-sized telecommunication device in 1917, and you probably don't know either because your education system has left you terribly ignorant and without the critical thinking skills necessary to effectively gather information. Because you believe that most great inventions can be attributed to one white person, as opposed to recognizing that the patent system is how white people colonize intellectual property. We would not have cell phones if it wasn't for the creation of the gamma electrical cell by black inventor Henry T. Sampson. And most of our cell phones would not have microphones in them if it wasn't for the particular microphone that was created by black inventor James Edward The creation of the first digital network, 1G, was launched in Japan. And then black electrical engineer Jesse Russell pioneered the creation of 2G, which launched in Finland first. 3G launched in Japan, 4G launched in Norway, 5G launched in South Korea, and 30% of the world's cell phones are manufactured in China. Because we, of the global majority, recognize that collective humanity has the ingenuity and creativity of one another to thank. Whereas a lot of European Americans are laboring under the delusion that the rest of us have white people to thank. And it's this narcissistic ignorance that causes people like you to do embarrassing things, like leaving comments about Europeans and cell phones on a video about systemic anti-Black racism in the United States. And while that could be written off as a comedic and senile non sequitur, we recognize it as a desperate attempt to center yourself in a conversation that has nothing to do with you. The irony being that white people like to say not all white people and that you shouldn't be held accountable for the misdeeds of their ancestors, yet they want to be associated with the greatness of the things that they think they invented. You're obviously not aware of this, but blessed is not a word that the global majority thinks of in association with Europeans. Words like plague and colonizer, maybe, but not blessed. And the cell phone in my hand came from China. So I don't know if you're referencing Steve Jobs or Martin Cooper or the Finnish inventor who created the first pocket-sized telecommunication device in 1917, and you probably don't know either because your education system has left you terribly ignorant and without the critical thinking skills necessary to effectively gather information. Because you believe that most great inventions can be attributed to one white person, as opposed to recognizing that the patent system is how white people colonize intellectual property. We would not have cell phones if it wasn't for the creation of the gamma electrical cell by black inventor Henry T. Sampson. And most of our cell phones would not have microphones in them if it wasn't for the particular microphone that was created by black inventor James Edward West. The creation of the first digital network, 1G, was launched in Japan. And then black electrical engineer Jesse Russell pioneered the creation of 2G, which launched in Finland first. 3G launched in Japan, 4G launched in Norway, 5G launched in South Korea, and 30% of the world's cell phones are manufactured in China. Because we, of the global majority, recognize that collective humanity has the ingenuity and creativity of one another to thank. Whereas a lot of European Americans are laboring under the delusion that the rest of us have white people to thank. And it's this narcissistic ignorance that causes people like you to do embarrassing things, like leaving comments about Europeans and cell phones on a video about systemic anti-Black racism in the United States. And while that could be written off as a comedic and senile non sequitur, we recognize it as a desperate attempt to center yourself in a conversation that has nothing to do with you. The irony being that white people like to say not all white people and that you shouldn't be held accountable for the misdeeds of their ancestors, yet they want to be associated with the greatness of the things that they think they invented.
You're obviously not aware of this, but blessed is not a word the global majority thinks of in association with Europeans. Words like plague and colonizer, maybe, but not blessed. And the cell phone in my hand came from China. So I don't know if you're referencing Steve Jobs or... So there you have it. Now, of course, a lot of you say, well, that's not so. Of course, white monarchs are going to say that. Uh, black people didn't do this. Nobody did this. See, see, this is like she said, white motherfuckers, this is how they stole and everything on this world. They put their laws to it. They go on the goddamn planet and they tell you your law is wrong, your way of doing life is wrong. Here, try ours. And unless you realize they've gotten everything that you own. And you've adapted their law. And like a foolish ass group of people on this planet, which we all are, we follow behind them like little puppies wagging our tails. Can you give me some more? Can you give me some more? No. It's time to end these bastards. That's it. Like I said, it's help. I knew this about the cell phone. You know, I didn't know about the 2G shit and all that because they're not going to tell us that. They're going to tell us that all we do is sell drugs, stay on the corners, and rob people. That's all black folks do, right? That's why you going to ever see us. And that narrative is never going to change, as long as they control the media. So quit trying to, you know, convince them with the media, because they're shit. The only thing to convince them is that they're going to die by our hands. That's that's what we should be convincing them of. They're going to die by our hands sooner than later. But like I said, this is why they don't want you to learn history, black history, or they don't want you... They don't want you to learn any other history but their lies. Because if you look at it, basically everything that's been done in this goddamn world has been done by Asian and black. Not the motherfuckers. You know, not the... Okay, so they... Well, we discovered electricity. You didn't discover shit. The shit been around ever since the beginning of this goddamn planet. Probably even before that, how the universe lightning was striking shit hell. I, I love the way they said we invented, you know, discovered, you discovered shit. Christopher Columbus discovered America. No, that motherfucker got lost and ran across this goddamn continent because by mistake. And he didn't come to North America. He went to South America or whatever they called it then. They, he named it America. So what the fuck are you talking about? Y'all ain't discovered shit. The shit was already here. You come here and say, well, we discovered this country. We, just like you find shit now. We discovered. No, this shit been here. Just say you found some new stuff that hadn't, people haven't fucked with before. But when it comes to people's countries, you should just say, hey, I found another group of people living over here. Now, we discovered something because you white motherfuckers came here with guns and bullets and took everything. Um, same thing you did in Africa. We discovered gold. We discovered shit. Them people knew the shit was in the ground. They've been mining gold for eons before you goddamn bastards came and started killing and stealing. The worst thing that ever happened on this planet, and I blame the Chinese for this, was to give them white motherfuckers access to gunpowder. That was the worst fucking mistake you ever fucking did. Any race of people deal on this planet was let them motherfuckers have access to gunpowder. Them knuckle-driving cave sons of bitches with a... If you never had that, the world would be a whole different way right now. But can't do nothing about that. But just like I said, this is the real history. But this is all going to be gone by the wayside. And let's see, 
and a few Negroes in America keep accepting it. Let's see, it'll be another, let's see, 60 years, 70 years, maybe 20, 20, 98, you, you niggas will be starting to come out after y'all have marched again and all kinds of stupid shit talking about, we want black history. <laughs> y'all be talking about that in 2098. Like, okay, niggas, we gonna give you that again, nigger. Y'all be so happy. And we don't quit lynching you again, because they don't start that shit again, too. Because y'all gonna take it. Like I said, you can say what you want. I know some people say, well, you know, you, I don't see you doing nothing. Because you know why I'm not doing them? Because they're not doing shit to me. They're doing it to your folks. To you and your cousins, your mothers, your fathers, your sisters, your brothers, your children. When they come to me, I got an answer for them. You ready to die? I'm ready to die. That's all you got to tell them. And go for broke. Sure, I may die. I may not get any, but they'll know they were in a goddamn fight when it's over. A good fight at that. Not because I ain't physically fighting no fucking body. But, like I said, that's up to you guys. So, there's your history. This is the reason they don't want you to have history in black schools. Or in any school. Share, believe, inspire, Blacksby. Black family, got some more, Brother Lasmore, We're keying it up now, so, it's kind of slow today, I don't know what's going on with it, this is uh, going to be a two-part, because it's 35, 36 minutes total, Anchor only lets you uh, record up to 30 minutes so just bear with me all right here we go oh well let's see i wonder how many of you africans uh will listen to what this woman has to say sister girl telling you the truth but so many of you just don't seem to get it through your thick heads and I don't want to say you, but you know, I'll let you hear her and then y'all can see, see what I'm talking about. So God do make me. If Jamie not the only country where I remember for this life, I'd bet God. I'd rather go back to Africa and start all over. So they live my life. I do not know what we do to these people. Really. It's so pain and Heartbroken sometimes the way they will resist you, you will ask yourself. And when you look at that person that is resisting you, it's not half of your shoe when you wear for leg. Imagine this morning. I go drop my child for school, I come back, I say make I enter supermarket. I buy something finish. You know, greet me, no be wala because now you don't they used to us. I buy something finish. 
for she giving me change. And somebody went there, my friends, he gave her change to their people for hands. For she giving me my 45 euro, he put her for grants. Then he said, make I take her day. I look at her. Tears hold me for her eye. Tears dim my eye, but there is nothing I can do. Really, if not only Jenny remain for this country, for the whole world. Jenny, if not only you remain for the whole world, I'd rather go back to my country. I'd rather go back to my country and live my life in a peaceful way. No matter how much you get in life, if you are, if you, if you never, if they never humiliate you for life, you don't know how painful it is. If these people, they can, they have a way to turn your, 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 your life upside down. All these dirty, dirty people, when you food journey, when you say they know they feel even back more shampoo, they wash their hair. See, eh? The day I make up my mind to leave this country, I will show one of you before I come out for this country. Eh? Una raise is too much for this country. Really? And we continue. And listen to this one. Like she, she said, that she's in Germany. Uh, how messed up it is for, for African people to be in European countries, period. But you see, like, you fools don't listen. And people like her are telling you that I, they do, they, they, they want to go back to Africa. They don't want to be there. Now, some of y'all say, well, why don't she go? Well, we'll get to that later on. Okay? So, but that's it, this part. You know, she's telling you how difficult they make your life. How difficult they make your life in Germany. And somebody said they make life difficult for us in Germany, but we must win. No. She, she said, no, my sister, you gotta win. That's that's what she says first. The person talk about the name of those people, some of them who does not even have hope in life. When you speak at what you are passing through here, some people does not have hope in life. We take it like you you hit hammer on their head. See the way we are suffering here. Arabu or most of the foreigners too. It's not only Africa that is poor. Most of the foreigner too that is here that is not a German. Their, their country is poor, but they are more united. Because why? When there's something happened to one, you will sit there, come together and fight it. But, uh, but for us, Africa, no. We will start criticizing ourselves again. I get surprised saying now, even our black people, they commit past badly in that video. I they hear what she said, right? Dumbass motherfuckers. That's how fucked up in the head they are. A lot of these Africans, they, they ran to to Europe and shit. She not she. I'm just adding what she should say because she's trying to be nice and talk about it. But like you heard her say, when shit happens to other immigrants, they they pull together and defend themselves. When it happens to black immigrants, Africans, the first thing them motherfuckers are gonna do is find fault with themselves or the person that it happened to, even if the person hasn't done anything. Because them, them bastards are so stupid and ignorant and brainwashed. That's why the motherfuckers run there, because they're ignorant and brainwashed. That's why I said, Africa, you don't lose shit when you lost them motherfuckers. Do not ever let them bastards come back. Kill their families if you should. You really should. Don't ever let them motherfuckers that left Africa come back. Because they're going to come back and they're going to fuck around, mistreat you, think you bet they better than you. Let them bastards stay where they ran. Let the white men 
take care of their, their de-white-loving ass motherfuckers. You okay? All right, here we go again. Let's keep going. Sorry about the cussing. I tire for them. See, if we come out a uh, uh, fake or you born here now, then they humiliate us because the way we put ourselves. I don't understand our people. My sister, see, I know let person talk. Now, here's the answer for some of you guys saying, well, well how, how'd she get there? Why is she there? Here she's going to answer it herself. Because like, I asked that question, why are you guys going to these places? And just to find out the misery. Well, here it goes. She'll answer this one for you herself. Who sent me there? It's your foolish father, your foolish parents. Because the white people don't come to your country to look for a life. It's your foolish generation that sent me here. You understand me? Because you black people, you don't have white people in your country who come to your country. I don't know why we black are so, some of our black are so dumb to know that if white people, they are not God. I don't know why you guys are so dumb. So be saying, this letter they feel use on those days, now they still continue to be using it now. When I submit, when I write for them. It's your generation. It's your generation sent your family there. May God punish you, punish where you come from. You understand me? Which one you sent you there? The white people not there your country. Is that how you people humiliate? They will come on Rabu as well. They have a white color. If you come Africa, we they respect them. Why are you so why are you people so foolish? When I hear about white people. Well, you heard it, right? That's like she said. What makes you mother what makes you people so fucking stupid and dumb? Who sent her there? Like she said, your parents, her parents. They ran their ass over there like they thought something so much better. You see any, and she, what she's saying, you see any white motherfuckers come to your country? Fuck no. But you stupid. And she said it just like you dumb motherfuckers running right over there to the white motherfuckers. And they don't want you. She telling you stupid asses. Now, this is one of your own country women. She's stuck in Germany because her family, her fucking parents sent her there. They thought the white man is better. And then she's telling them motherfuckers they ain't no better, they worse. You think of them as gods? Them motherfucking devils ain't worth shit. She's telling you what you, you know, I don't know how many people it's going to get through to. You know, oh, it's so bad in Africa because we can't, we, we scared to do anything because our, our president and well, we, well, we going to run over here because we, we want to go with the white man. That's what it is. Them motherfuckers are still color struck. You know, filthy bastards. I'm sorry to say this. They still color struck to the motherfuckers. They think it was white is better. I mean, I've seen this a lot. Well, I mean, I don't know what if y'all watch uh, 28 Fiance, whatever the fuck that is. What? Yeah, you see this guy, and I never could get this out of here. He's got a lot of these guys in Africa. They're getting these old, tired, beat down, decrepit ass white motherfucking women. And they they treasuring them like they the goddamn goddamn god. And I'm looking at these dumb ass motherfuckers, and I'm saying to myself, if I see your black ass in America with that bitch, I'm gonna kill you and it. And they will put their own people down in Africa for these old tired raggedy ass white motherfucking pieces of dirt. And I don't get it. But then she said. They, she said just what I, what I kind of figured. A lot of you dumbass motherfuckers think white people are better. No matter how 
that she tell you how they treat you. And other people tell them how they treat you. And you still run to them. Okay, let's keep going to the next one. My brother, you know, who push you for leg? Now you know where the pain There are something in that video I make. No, that will not be the first time they feel humiliated in this country. That will not be the first time, not be the second time. Even in, in Shule, in school for my children, for my grown-up children, I wish some of our people can really understand that video, that early morning, why that in pay me at that blood. I've been in Europe, I know this small picky for Europe, and I know today stay Europe again. I don't know why some of them don't go my water, or go listen to me. This Jamie, I don't come up for Jamie over two years now, but I they go, they come because I still hold their paper. Jamie is not, and that statement stands for if Jamie not the only country, really, I would rather go back to Nigeria to, to start life. I've tried it. Even as we are speaking, and my two children, my husband, my husband have worked over 19 years before he go back to Africa that day. We are doing well at home in Nigeria. I know, I know why, I have a reason why something that is still bringing me down here. It's not because we don't have money to eat in Africa, apart from coming to Europe, where I come from, my own, my own place I come from, my own family, we are well doing. We are okay. I know even not saying I saw Europe, when I come here, I get surprised. I still have a younger brother who was forcing to come. When he come, he's still surprised. He says, sister, now so it be Europe now, just like a secret call. Now let you, you not go, no, 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 go, know the difference between Europe. Mm. I'm not today surprised. There's so many of them now. We never come up for Africa or wherever we be. We now still talk about what did they go on for Europe. Now, Karen, I say, eh, why are you still there? Why you never come home? Why you never do this? Or like now, like this. Or some of us who never fed just see they eat for home. If they come here, they feel appreciated. But somebody like no, me, like a few few of oh, us that no, at least they were okay at home. They were thinking maybe when I come here, it will be more better than uh, where I'm coming from. We make us come, come it can't make up, it can't be like something we can't shock us like it. So now so this thing be not there's a helicopter part of the come, man. Anything we see, we don't always feel like ah, now wow, if not like this, the condition be I for not even come up from my own country. I for not come up for Nigeria or come up for any other country. I can't come here now because of just the color when I get my children when they go to school, I go they fear. If it don't happen to you today, if they happen to your children tomorrow, if we black just continue to they feel at home, like say yes, after all, with a fishy food shop, according to some stupid people when put metality, security, lighty, roadie. See, Nigeria, there are people who make money who is living well, well. Yes. Yes. Laziness. It's a scene. Uh, you know, I can understand some of what she said, basically. Yeah, but she said, you know, people say, well, why are you there? You know, okay, this, 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 this here. I made the highest mistake of my life going to Germany. This some black guy wrote this on her page. And she says, a lot of them that's there, you know, or quite a few of black people in Germany, especially from Nigeria, they're not broke in their country. They're not poor in their country. Their parents made them go to this motherfucking desolate ass place. They don't want to be there. They said, once they get there, then they find out like, damn, they don't want to be here. Why did you send me here? They said, you try to tell their parents, you know, their parents that this is a shithole. 
the fucking white ass you if you send it to us a fucking hell I'd rather be back at home than I do. And then they then they get mad because the parents get mad because their kids don't call. Well, they say they don't call because they pissed off like a motherfucker when you sending them here. It's like sending them to jail. They don't want to be in this nasty ass place. These people don't even like them. Why are you sitting me here? So now some of the poor people, they may come there. And then even them, after a while, they realize these goddamn people don't want you there. They hate you. So why are you coming here? You know, so don't, 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 uh, don't come and then say, okay, you are warned because you are. You, we tell you, don't come. You know, don't come. And, and, and what she says again, it's so true. Their parents forcing these black young people to go to these goddamn European countries because them dumb motherfuckers, she didn't say that, I'll say it because I'm as old as your parents or probably older. Them dumbass motherfuckers still see white is right, black is black is wrong. But she said, "No, nah, you know, I can understand." She said, "Back in the day, maybe it was a little different, bad. But now there's nobody starving and all that shit." She has another thing. I keep telling you folks, don't take these white motherfuckers' word for nothing. They're showing all these post-starving, bald-haired black kids and after starving. They're not starving. I mean, you got people hungry, true enough, everywhere in the world. But then they like, these motherfuckers maybe look like these poor babies starving and shit. Damn, they're ready to learn how to make a spirit kill each other to get something to eat. Bullshit. She said, it's not, it's not like that. So why do you keep sending us here? You know, Africa's doing pretty well now. It's coming up pretty good. She said they pay attention. They Africa ain't going to, ain't going backwards. It's going forward. So why do you keep sending us to these places? This schools and uh, uh, you know, they're learning in these schools. They're not teaching us shit here. You know, they this is a shithole. They don't want to be there. But she explained to the brother, this is how it is, and it's not it's not these people that's there for. They want to leave, and they probably will eventually. Let's go to the next one. See, one thing I want to tell some of our Africa people. I want to let you know, it's not everybody who come to Europe was not okay in Africa before it come here. Some of us was doing well before we left Africa to this Europe. See, one thing I want to tell some of our Africa people. I want to let you know, it's not everybody who come to Europe was not okay in Africa before it come here. Some of us was doing well before we left Africa to this Europe. See, one thing. You heard that. I, she just expounded on what I said. She said a lot of people in Africa, or some of them, were doing quite well in Africa before they came here. And basically, like she said earlier, her folk, they, they family sent them there, the young people and shit. They don't want to go here. They don't want to be with these white devils. You know, and, and, and that's why, like, once again, why they don't talk to their parents. They send them to Europe and to America and shit like that. They kind of found out this is shit. These places are shitholes. They, they, they lack their own because they'd rather be back where they came from. It's better where they came from than what you send them into. But white motherfuckers don't want to hear that, do they? Nope. Let's see another one now. Bros, thank you so much. Some of them do not know this. 
they do not know this. Some are so blindfolded for them to be saying when they see you as a black woman or a black man, make uh, uh, the way they treat us here, you say it out. Our all Africa people will be the one to criticize you again. I do not know how so free some of these people are. We make them not to the see waiting another person they see. I don't know how fear, how hungry they drive them for where we they go from. We made the they fear say if they don't support them now, they feel drive me back, I'll go to the job sandal. I do not know, bros. Really. Some of our people here is like with the hear about white person. Okay, imagine it's not only today, not be tomorrow. How many? My problem with uh, this land when I did no person, if now here be the first country, say I never visit other country. I was saying I saw the old white people be. You understand me? But uh, Jamio is extraordinary, especially when they see us. I don't go there, go still low. I don't know whether our people go understand me. I went there with my own money. My own hard, hard money. I go there to go and buy breakfast. Did this woman take my money? I gave this woman the money for hands. Respect her. Morgan, give her for hands. For her giving me the change back. That was not only even the story, that money. I only just talk about that change. This woman started from a paper bag. I saw a lot of paper bag there. I said, ah, the price where they put, I don't know the difference for the paper bag. I said, ah, uh, I bring one comment because I don't want to go and take the one that is too expensive. I bring it out. Bitty, how much is this with Dodge? First of all, it retaliated to me like, you don't see it there. You don't see the price there. I say, I'm sorry. I don't know the difference between each price here because it's a different, different price. Then he managed to tell me the price, 24 cents. I pay for it. When he reached to give me change, I give her the money for hand though, not the grants. I open my hand, only bread I come by with uh, uh, milk. I open my hand to pull my chain. He put the chain on the floor, on the ground for where they take her. I look her because before they talk about that humiliation that day, he showed it to me first. It's not it's not like saying that because of just that change. He don't resist me just because I asked him for paper bait. You see the way he attend to me. Then we all, when you say something out now, what black people go say, why? This, this, this. I'm not so poor to let or you humiliate me or like that. Oh, you know why they pay me? They pay me like say in this gym now. If I not head for a chest that day now, they go come. The people will carry me go cut because of say they know they like black. They'll say thousand and me wrong. If now Nigeria, if he humiliate me, I go humiliate them back. We go fight. Now say rich. Now that what people know they understand. Say so country not be bros. Thank you so much. Some of them. Now I hear what she said. I know it's hard to understand what she said, but let me, let me try to decipher some more. It's very hard to understand what they're saying because she's putting part of her language and part of English in there, so it's kind of hard. You have to read through it, and, but she gives us a gist of the conversation. She says, I work for my money. She said, a lot of us do here. We work for our money. You know, People think we come here and we get free shit. We're not getting nothing free. We work for our money. You know, people are sitting here, they have some money when they get this. She said, we have money when we get here. Some of us, a lot of us. And we and we spend our money and we work for it. And she said how she went to a restaurant. And I guess, first of all, it was a pretty decent restaurant, I guess. I don't know. And, you know, everybody looks at you funny. All of a sudden, like, you don't belong there. 
My sister, I wish our people feel understand. They're not gonna feel understand. If you go inside those comments, you'll see saying that you're all black color. When did they humiliate? Now they even they comment bad thing put past for that video. Not before us to comment and or for us to think of how can we going to stop these people humiliating us? No, now we're all black color people. Now they just go inside that video. The only comment I see there from a white woman. The white woman said he married to a Africa, a German woman. He said he married to African man and born two children for, for, for the African man. He said because he married to an Af African man, born two children for her. He said he, your parents hate and hate those children. Hate her, hate those two kids because they are half caste. 
Then my fellow African people will come to that video and be telling me, hey, go back to your country now. Nah. What a shame. <laughs> my sister, I wish our people feel understand. They're not going to feel understand. If you go inside those comments, you'll see saying that you're all black color. When did they humiliate? Now they even they comment bad thing put past for that video. Not before us to come out and or for us to think of how can we going to stop these people humiliating us? No, now we're all black color people. Now they just go inside that video. The only comment I see there from a white woman. The white woman said he married to a Africa, a German woman. He said he married to an African man and born two children for, for, for the African man. He said because he married to an Af African man, born two children for us. He said your own parents hate and hate those children. Hate her, hate those two kids because they are half caste. Then my fellow African people will come to that video and be telling me, hey, go back to your country now. Nah. What a shame. Now, you heard what she said, basically the same thing again. People see it, a lot of other people say, well, they were wrong for what they did, blase, how they treat you. So you know what? The first thing out of some excuse my expression, sister. I know you just said first thing out of these niggas' mouth, Africans if they okay, she must have did something wrong. <laughs> they we must have did something wrong. She said that's that's the kind of motherfuckers they are. But then I gotta tell you, let the you know, sister girl, hey, I don't know if you ever gonna see this, and and young people feel like you, leave them nigga loving them, them niggas motherfuckers there. Leave them cracker loving niggas there. Go back to Nigeria, change the situation for the better if it's bad for you. But you, like you said, you you weren't suffering anyway, and a lot of people ain't suffering. Go back, educate your kids like you said you are. You educating them, take their ass back there. If they don't like it, say okay, I tell you what you do. You go your ass back over the white motherfuckers, and when they mistreat you, don't call me because I'm not coming to help you. But anyway. Go back there and, and tell the kids, hey, this your world now. You take take you run this country. Don't let these old heads run this country the way they've been doing. Well, like she said, that first thing somebody did, they blame her. Black motherfuckers blame her. I've seen that happen here. I've seen that happen here. And all, I almost got caught in there a couple of times, but I didn't. I knew better. Because I, I, I learned how to check the whole situation. Now, when you're wrong, you're wrong, and I'm not gonna defend. Now, I've seen Black women go act goddamn crazy ass, crazy ass ape shit in places. And I go check out the whole situation because they only get part of the motherfucking video. You know, white motherfuckers get part of the video. And you so, all you see is some black woman tearing up shit or beating somebody's ass. You don't know the whole story. The first thing you think is what the white, them crackers say. Well, she has a crazy, crazy ass ape. But if you go check the whole goddamn video, you find out one of these white motherfuckers have done something they shouldn't have done. They either reached over, put their hands on, or tried to, or said something to them that was out the fucking way they shouldn't have, or threatened them in another way they shouldn't have, and they got their ass handed to them for it. Then I'll take the sister's side. Now, who was one of those on coming in with a chip on your shoulder, want to fuck with anybody because you think you can get away with fucking with white motherfuckers because you black. And they get up on your ass. I ain't gonna defend you. I'm gonna say I'm gonna help them fuck you up because you're stupid. But just like she said, you know, it ain't just them. It's some of your own motherfucking folks that just that just mistreat you. You know, in these countries, 
Because they want to get so close to these motherfuckers, and they ain't gonna treat them no. They ain't gonna treat them no better. But they still got. They so stupid. They still think these people may do. They love them. If they take, they sad, and that's how stupid they are. Turn your stupid ass away. That's too bad. That's why I say a lot of times on my videos, I don't give a fuck what happened to you. I really, because I really, really don't. Because we told you, warned you, your own folks warned you, these motherfucking devils don't want us. Best to stick it out in Africa, fight it out, change it, make it better for us there. But these hunkies do not want you. But you still take your dumb ass there and run to them and then start crying when they fuck you over. Just like in Tunisia right now. You got all these, these black folks over there crying and where they mistreat. Take your black ass home then. Leave the motherfuckers country. Well, I ain't got no job in my Well, you know why you ain't got one? Because your motherfucking lazy ass ran away. And when you let your goddamn government not do what they supposed to do, but they raking in billions, trillions off of fucking natural resources and y'all don't have any. That's your fault if you don't have no factories to refine you know, or whatever, you know. You, you should be thriving, but you, that's y'all goddamn fault. But then you run to these white motherfuckers, these Arabs and everywhere else, and then they start fucking you up, you start crying about how bad your life is. Well, you walked your ass into it, just like she said. She didn't have a choice. A lot of kids, young people didn't have a choice. They, these dumbass parents ran to the white men. And the D white men treated them like shit or sent their kids to the white man's country. They got treated like shit. But they didn't want to be there, and they don't have no choice, and they all want to leave. The bulk of myself, like I said, some of them guys, they go get them some old haggard-ass white bitch, and they think they made Jesus happy and came back home to heaven. Just whatever. But uh, like I said, I'm sorry for this young lady's trials and tribulations, but like she said, she's she leaving, and I hope she makes it. I mean, what thing is, like she said, her family weren't poor. Now, you know, they, I guess they're middle class, you know, pretty decent, you know. And a lot of people don't have to tell you, don't go there. And if you are just getting an education, which it ain't going to do you no good, because their education is not teaching you shit. They're not teaching you shit. I heard that on another post from somebody from Africa. They're not teaching you all shit. You go to college in your country, then you go to their country, and they teach you the same shit over and over. They tell you got to pay more money to learn some more. And that's a bullshit. Y'all stupid enough to do it. That's your dumbass problem. Not bad. Anyway, thank you for listening to this. And I hope this young lady works it out. And before a few of y'all get it twisted, because I want to make sure you very well understand this. Just because she's talking about Germany, she's telling you basically this applies to everywhere white people are at. Everywhere you Africans are running to, Every country, if it's Australia, if it's uh, America, if it's Germany, if it's Poland, if it's Ukraine, if it's Russia, if it's even China, you're not wanted. So clean up your own shit. Don't run to these places. But basically, mainly, she's talking about these white ones in Europe and America. You're not wanted. These people don't like us. 
no matter how many times we keep telling you, you still seem to keep running your dumb asses to them. And like, like I've said before, whatever happens, let these dumb motherfuckers run to the white, the white man. Because they love the white man so much. They'd suck his, the shit out of his dirty, nasty ass. Let them run to the white man. And when the white man turns around and goes to their country, them dumb motherfuckers will run and want to run back over to, to our countries, like she said. They don't see them running to Africa right now, but they're going to try to pretty soon. And hopefully they get a rude awakening. I hope African countries don't be so goddamn welcoming. Oh, well, y'all can come on in. We the good Batumas. We'll go ahead and live in the bush. Y'all can have the city. Because we love D white men. No, they don't do that shit no more. But I guarantee when they run back to your country, they're not going to take your black ass with from back there, but then you're going to want to run your black ass back to your country. And what your countrymen and women should do for all you Africans that ran away, when you try to run your motherfucking ass back, they should tell you right at the goddamn border, fuck you, you ain't welcome to come back. And here's the rest of your goddamn family, you goddamn coward-ass traitor. <laughs> That's what they should do. But I don't know what they will do. Anyway, y'all have a nice day. That's Brother Lasmore. Run your stupid ass away. That's too bad. That's why I say a lot of times on my videos, I don't give a fuck what happened to you. I really, because I really, really don't. Because we've told you, warned you, your own folks warned you, these motherfucking devils don't want us. Best to stick it out in Africa, fight it out, change it, make it better for us there. But these hunkies do not want you. But you still take your dumb ass there and run to them and then start crying when they fuck you over. Just like in Tunisia right now. You got all these, these black folks over there crying and where are they mistreat. Take your black ass home then. Leave the motherfuckers country. Well, I ain't got no job in my Well, you know why you ain't got one? Because your motherfucking lazy ass ran away. And when you let your goddamn government not do what they're supposed to do, but they're raking in billions and trillions off of fucking natural resources and y'all don't have any. That's your fault if you don't have no factories to refine you know, or whatever, you know. You, you should be thriving, but you, that's y'all goddamn fault. But then you run to these white motherfuckers, these Arabs and everyone else, and then when they start fucking you up, you start crying about how bad your life is. Well, you walked your ass into it, just like she said. She didn't have a choice. A lot of kids, young people didn't have a choice. They, these dumbass parents ran to the white man. And the D white man treated them like shit or sent their kids to the white man's country. They got treated like shit. But they didn't want to be there. And they don't have no choice. And they all want to leave. The bulk of myself, like I said, some of them guys, they go get them some old haggard ass white bitch and they think they made Jesus happy and came back home to heaven. Just whatever. But uh, like I said, I'm sorry for this young lady's trial and tribulation, but like she said, she's she leaving and I hope she makes it. I mean, what the thing is, like she said, her family weren't poor. Now, you know, they, I guess they're middle class, you know, pretty decent, you know. 
And a lot of people don't have to tell you, don't go there. And if you are just getting an education, which it ain't going to do you no good, because the education is not teaching you shit. They're not teaching you shit. I heard that on another post from somebody from Africa. They're not teaching you all shit. You go to college in your country, then you go to their country, and they teach you the same shit over and over. Then you got to pay more money to learn some more. And that's some bullshit. Y'all stupid enough to do it. That's your dumbass problem. Not bad. Anyway, thank you for listening to this. And I hope this young lady works it out. And before a few of y'all get it twisted, because I want to make sure you very well understand this. Just because she's talking about Germany, she's telling you basically this applies to everywhere white people are at. Everywhere you Africans are running to, every country, if it's Australia, if it's America, if it's Germany, if it's Poland, if it's Ukraine, if it's Russia, if it's even China, you're not wanted. So clean up your own shit. Don't run to these places. But basically, mainly, she's talking about these white ones in Europe and America. You're not wanted. These people don't like us. No matter how many times we keep telling you, you still seem to keep running your dumb asses to them. And like, like I've said before, whatever happens, let these dumb motherfuckers run to the white, de-white man. Because they love de-white man so much. They'd suck his, the shit out of his dirty, nasty ass. They'll run to D-White Man. And when D-White Man turns around and goes to their country, them dumb motherfuckers will run and want to run back over to, to our country. It's like she said. They don't see them running to Africa right now, but they're going to try to pretty soon. And hopefully they get a rude awakening. I hope African countries don't be so goddamn welcoming. Oh, well, y'all can come on in. We the good Matumbas. We go out and live in the bush. Y'all can have the city. Because we love D white men. No, they don't do that shit no more. But I guarantee when they run back to your country, they're not going to take your black ass from back there. But then you're going to want to run your black ass back to your country. And what your country men and women should do for all you Africans that ran away, when you try to run your motherfucking ass back, they should tell you right at the goddamn border. Fuck you. You ain't welcome to come back. And here's the rest of your goddamn family, you goddamn coward-ass traitor. <laughs> That's what they should do. But I don't know what they will do. Anyway, y'all have a nice day. That's Brother Lasmore. I think so. Some more from Brother Lasmore. Now, here's one of those situations again. I'm going to do a two for all this. I'm going to give you two scenarios. This one is interesting. France offers an olive branch to Africa. <coughs> First of all, Excuse me, that was very indignant. France offers an olive branch to Africa. Is this a trap? President Macron of France has concluded his friendship tour of Africa. Olive branch. 
Let's see, how does that work? When you offer an olive branch to people you've murdered, slaughtered, fucked over, stole from, raped, pillaged, and you offer a, a peace agreement, why? Why are you offering a peace agreement now? They told you to get the fuck out. You're losing your way in there. It's a matter of time before you throw your military out. But see, this is the mistake a lot of your African countries have made. You let these motherfuckers put their military base in your countries, it's harder to get them out. Unless you go all out slaughter, like I keep telling you, that's what it's going to take. There are a lot of countries in Africa that got these European and American bases in your country. You're going to have to go out on a goddamn slaughter campaign. I mean, kill motherfuckers that you can't kill again. Then they'll leave. And don't worry about what they're going to blow up. You know, you have to make a pact with China. They'll give you all the weapons you need to stop them dirty bastards. And they'll train how to use them. Because nobody likes the motherfucking white man no more on this planet. Nobody. Not people of color, that is. Well, then you got some Negroes and some Asians that still think that they... They want to be like them motherfuckers and don't really like, can't see the handwriting on the wall themselves. That the influence of the West and Europe is just about gone. Their paper money means nothing. Their banking systems are crumbling. Their cities are crumbling. Their idea of democracy, the lie, war is crumbled. So there's nothing left but them to wage war. And the final war is the final solution. Get rid of them. They don't live anymore. Don't fucking leave them alive. Kill them all. Okay, now, let's listen to what this story is about. Which included meeting with leaders in four African nations where he swore Africa would be treated more fair in the future. Was this a genuine gesture of friendship, or is France intending to hold on to the last remnants of their colonial past? Let's talk about it. First, the facts. France and much of the Western world has been losing its hold on Africa in the past decade, as China and Russia have emerged as a major competition for developmental partnerships. As such, President Macron went on his 18th trip to Africa to attempt to solidify ties with the continent. In his speeches, President Macron has promised to engage Africa on more equal footing, promising to restructure trade deals to be more equitable, allowing the African nations to co-manage the French military bases, to transition away from the West African franc, and facilitating a transition to a new currency, the ECO, by 2027, and as usual, dangling the carrot of foreign aid to the African leaders. His trip was met with mixed results, facing anti-French protests at each of his stops, as many Africans claim to be tired of being misled by Western promises and patronizing speeches. To be more relatable, President Macron has had photo ops with popular African singers like Fali Pupa, and spoken a softer, more familiar tone in his speech. Though he had a faux pas in the Congo where he said, and I quote, sorry to say it in such harsh terms, but you have not been able to restore your sovereignty. Essentially blaming the African nation of Congo for not being able to run their own country without French guidance. Pauline Ba of the International Crisis Group summarized the French intentions as follows. Like it or not, Africa will remain important to France. It's not going to withdraw from this continent, though there might be a change in tone. So, why does France care so much about maintaining their position in Africa? Three main reasons. 
First is that running the West African franc has been very profitable for the European banks. Second is that by allegedly fostering instability, France has been able to manipulate the various African countries into selling their mineral rights at a steep discount. And most importantly, the West needs to limit the influence of China and Russia. After centuries of exploitation from developmental bank loans, sanctions, and suspected political assassinations, the African nations have found what they think are more reliable partners in Russia and China. These two countries are certainly not in Africa for charity, but they are also making much more straightforward infrastructure deals, not pushing Western culture on the African nations, and acting in a respectful manner that does not threaten African autonomy with political intrigue. Western Europe is offering Africa a less abusive relationship, while the competition is offering Africa transformative infrastructure and energy production. President Macron's tour was necessary, but it shows how much the Western world has painted themselves into a corner. It is difficult for me to see the West maintaining close relations with the African continent, no matter how many photo ops the Western leaders have with African celebrities. That is, unless the West can greatly sweeten the deals they offer the Africans. But what do you guys think? Did President Macron sway you with his softer tone and promises of a more fair partnership with Africa? Why or why not? I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. And as always, if this video has provided value to you, give me a like and a follow. That really helps out my channel. Drop a comment and join the discussion, and I'll see you guys. You know, I heard somebody, somebody did, gave a good question. Why do they talk to talk of Africa like it's one motherfucking country. You ever notice? They're like, like he's talking, just like this guy. You know, he's, he, I, to me, he's one of the motherfucking liberals we have here in America. You know, he's, he, you, you would think he's siding with the Africans and all that shit, but he's white. He, none of the motherfuckers on our side. None of them. But you have noticed, they all talk about, somebody wrote a comment that they talk to Africa as though Africa is one motherfucking country. And Africa's got like 50 states. You know? Black ones for sure. So what the fuck? Well, see, no, that's right. You don't call Egypt and shit. And that they call it the Middle East, which is a motherfucking last right there on the continent of Africa, you know? Goddamn hunkers, you know, they try to rename. Well, they name everything. If, 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 if Jesus' black ass came back today, they would name his motherfucking ass a prophet instead of the son of God. I swear to God, the bastards would do it. And I don't even believe in the shit no more. And I said, I swear to God. Ain't that something? <laughs> but, no. What they are doing is the same white fucking lying they've been doing. And people in Africa have had enough. These motherfucking honkies don't mean you no good. And they know it. And they're not going to take your shit. I hope, and like I told you, African people, these motherfuckers put them bases in your countries because they knew eventually y'all going to get tired of their bullshit. They got their military base. You think them honkies going to let you have any jurisdiction over their military base? That's, the, God, that's what the French told them. No, they're not. What you're going to have to do is run them motherfuckers off to a goddamn country. You have to start killing them. You have to go to war with them. Seriously. The African countries gonna have to go to war with these goddamn intruders. Once and for all. No no ifs, ands, and buts. You know, just destroy everything. Oh, they're gonna figure they're gonna destroy your buildings and shit. They're gonna destroy your willpower. But you know what? You can do the same shit to them. 
But the, but the bad part about it for them, they can't rebuild shit without the shit that comes from your countries. And you're going to win this one. You're going to win. That's like I told black people, just two ways to fight a war. You can fight a war to win, or you can fight a war not to lose. And not to lose can go on indefinitely. And the white motherfucker cannot fight indefinitely because he's weak and he runs out of shit because everything he uses to fight a war comes from other people's countries. And he doesn't have the willpower to stay. Whereas in your own land, that's what you're fighting for your own. Now, like I said, this guy, he's he's talking all yakky-dacky. You know, fine. But like I said, black folks don't be no fool. Now, he don't went around in four countries. Like, they've lost their influence in Africa. They've been there four centuries. They haven't done a goddamn thing but rape, pillage, steal, kill, destroy, create wars. Every fucking thing the white savage can do. His days are numbered. And like I said, I'm going to say it again. If your leadership sells you out and you don't do shit but sit there and mumble, then if them motherfucking honkies come in there and chop you motherfuckers' heads off, you deserve it. Just like I tell people here, that once again, I'm putting, I'm reiterating here. What Negroes in America is taking, they laying down, they getting the foot shoved up their ass twofold, and what they do? March! <laughs> Don't y'all do no marching and protesting. When y'all do marching and protesting, get you some machetes, if that's what you got, and some guns, and you go after every motherfucker that you figure has wronged you in that country, except, you know, don't kill yourselves. Kill the goddamn government and them government motherfucking-sponsored terrorists called outsiders. Get rid of them. You don't need the French. You got your own damn armies. If you think you can't handle them, I hate to say it again. But who's helping you right now? Russia and China, right? Let them train your troops. I guarantee you, you know, if you don't think yours are good enough to fight these goddamn white devils. Well, as a matter of fact, if these white devils, which they probably didn't, shown you anything, which they probably didn't, your people should be able to at least fight some kind of limited battle until you get decent people that can really hold it on. But they didn't. You know, every time you saw some movie with mother with the uh, UN and shit in Africa, whichever country before, they're always white motherfuckers, you know, doing all the technical work. And excuse my expression, the niggas. <laughs> The niggas, black guys, always walking around looking stupid with a couple of guns in their hand. Don't know which way is up, which way is down. That's where they depict you. I know you're not. And the white men leading every fucking day. Gotta get that notion out your head. Y'all gotta quit letting them portray you like that. Do something better. This is the shit they're trying now. He's trying to get back into Africa. Because, you know, and then right here, this is what gets me. Uh, France is not going to withdraw from this continent. You know, see, they telling you, see, this is what I'm talking about, liberal-ass white motherfucker lying through his fucking fat-ass white teeth. This bastard right here, he's like, you know, you, if you didn't know better, 
that don't analyze, you think he's on the other side, right? He ain't. Is not going to withdraw from this county. Oh, you going to withdraw? Oh, yeah. I don't think they get the gist of it. They think they can come in there now and just tell you any motherfucking thing and you're going to fall for it. If they tell you we ain't going nowhere, you just going to let them stay. Well, if you do, you're a fool. Because what this man is saying, basically what the, the feelings of all the white motherfuckers are in your countries, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to cut us out this part of your country and call it out. That's what they're going to call us next. If you do it, you're a fool. And I would, if I was, if I lived in one of those countries and you were my president or something, you did some shit like that, I'd kill you and your goddamn family. It'd be the last thing I do on this planet. I kill your motherfucking ass for selling us out like that. And that's the way you black folks have to feel on after. No more sell out like this. These white motherfuckers have to go. They got to go totally. America, France, England, whatever other motherfuckers in there don't belong there. Like I said, Russia and China can stay until they fuck up. They haven't fucked up yet. But the rest of the motherfuckers got to go. Italy, all the motherfuckers got to go is from Europe. They haven't done y'all any justice for 400 years. Like I said, now you give a Russia and China their chance. Now if they fuck up, then they go too. You know, it's up to you. But do not let these motherfuckers back in there. And, like, and they know already their dollars is dying. That fucking American dollar is dying. Why do you think they're talking about this part right here? What, what is this he says? Hmm, let's see. Ali Pupa has spoken a softer, more familiar tone in his speech. Though he had a faux pas in the Congo where he said, essentially, though there might be so much second is that by alleged so, why does France care so much about maintaining their position in Africa? Three main reasons. First is that running the West African franc has three main reasons. First is that running the West African franc has. That West African franc. And you know what that motherfucker is built off? Your money, your minerals. It's backed by your minerals, Africa. Europe don't have anything. And then they got all your money in gold. And they're backing their motherfucking money. It's coming out of your country, out of your ground, probably with your people's sweat labor into it. And you ain't got shit to show for it because your leadership is making all kind of fucked up ass deals with these goddamn devils. And y'all sitting back like, well, we'll know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. Revolt. That's the way you get shit done. Start slaughtering motherfuckers, it stops. So no, we can't have it, nobody can have it. That's how you make it work, okay? You know, because this is what it is. See, you know, the American dollar is gone. It's dying. It's dead. So they coming up with new 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 currency. And you know what this idea came from? This new African Frank? It came from Gaddafi. That was his idea. But see, they were going to cut them goddamn white sons of bitches out. And who, and who got them killed? My, my buddy, Barack Obama. They used that nigga like a fool he is. Like I said, I, I used to care about the man, and I have nothing for him. When he had Gaddafi killed, 
and sat his dumb motherfucking ass there like he didn't know what happened. I can say right now, if they fucked his ass up and killed him and his family, it wouldn't bother me one bit because you know what? You did the bidding of the devil and you got to do. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mr. Obama. I used to care about you, but you fucked up that one real early. You did what the white son bitches couldn't do. They used your fool ass like a pawn. And the white motherfuckers still do what they want and still hate your black ass to this day. And anything that had your name on it, they damn, they erased it from fucking history, you dumb bastard. Besides, <laughs> so said, niggas get around white motherfuckers and they think they've made it. You ain't never made it until you have, you get around a bunch of black motherfuckers that's running shit. White motherfuckers running something, you ain't going to be one of them ever. But when you get enough of us together, have our own shit, and tell you to go get fucked, and you running that, then you're running something. Especially in this world, because we hold the key to everything in this world. Now, like I said, they have an offer. Them anything. We gonna do this. A bunch of talking on bullshit paper that they could have done a long ago. Now all of a sudden, because China and Russia is in there, they want to talk about, well, we can do this and we can do that, and we're not going to be so hard. So what the fuck? They just told you they fucked you for 400 years, didn't they? We're not going to be so hard on you no more. And you're supposed to sit there and say, yeah, the boss, thank you. You know, like I said, it couldn't be me because I would have slapped the motherfucker out the chair when he said some shit like that to me. You just admitted you fucked over us for 400 years. Now you're going to tell us because we're we not dealing with you. We don't want you motherfuckers. And now would you please let us come back or we won't fuck you as bad no more. But you ain't never said you're sorry for shit you did. Nothing. And your leadership should have told him, say you're sorry. They should say that. Say you're sorry. That don't mean shit gonna change, but say you're sorry. We might think about it a little bit different. But say you're sorry for what you did to us. Now the African leaders are saying that. You better stop telling them motherfuckers to say they're sorry. You ain't gotta kiss their ass, Africa. They gotta kiss yours from now on. Now, on with that point, that's I gotta show you something else. <laughs> Okay, read the top line. Uganda to have nuclear power by 2031. Hmm, that's like nine years, eight years. Hopefully they can do it quicker. And let's see what it says. Same well, white liberal guy, but he's giving us news. I don't believe shit. I don't lack him, though, personally, I don't. Like I said, it, he, he still, he hasn't changed his mindset about black people. I mean, he thinks he has, but he, he, like I said, they call all of Africa, Africa. You know, they talking to one country, they calling it Africa. You talking to Ethiopia, you calling it Africa. No, it's Ethiopia. You talking, you talking to Uganda, you talking to Uganda, but no, y'all call it Africa. You talking to Ghana, you calling it Africa, but it's Ghana. You know, you get what I'm saying, folks. But you could let these motherfuckers when they talk about a country in Africa, they inclusive. Whole goddamn country is Africa. <laughs> Just like they think of all black people. All black people are the same. They, you got 900 different ethnicities in Africa. 
but they call them all Africans. They don't give them the distinction of calling them by the different names or what they go by. No, they all Africans. But they'll call white motherfuckers what they're supposed to be. Italians, Romans, <laughs> Russians, well, you don't like the Russians, Ukrainians, British, Irish, Portuguese, Spaniards, see? But they're all the same goddamn rock in Europe. <laughs> but they don't call them all Europeans, do they? they call them French. They distinguish between them. When they come to African people, Africans. But he's from Nigeria. He's an African. See what I'm saying? He's from Ethiopia. He's an African. No, he's an Ethiopian. That's a Nigerian. That's a Ghanaian. Nope, they're Africans. That's what I'm saying. They don't have no respect for us. Okay, let's go on with this. Uganda is going nuclear. President Yoari Museveni has announced that Uganda is going to be the third African country with nuclear power plants. In a very pro-African deal with the China National Nuclear Corporation, Uganda will have its first nuclear power plant operational by 2031, with several more plants in the works for the upcoming two decades. This is a big blow to Western influence in Africa. So let's talk about how this deal will work, what this means for African businesses, why it took so long, and why this could signal the end of the West's domination and exploitation of Africa. As the West has given up on nuclear power to pursue what they refer to as renewable energy, China has in the past 20 years stepped up, hiring the best nuclear engineers from around the world and creating a nuclear power manufacturing program that is the envy of the entire world. China is willing to work out favorable deals with friendly countries where they will manage the construction of the nuclear plants, work out financing so that the country buying the plant can grow without being strained too much financially, and even train native workers to work alongside the Chinese to gain the skills needed to be self-sufficient. The initial deal for Uganda is reported at $9 billion, with much of the financing... Now, you know what I didn't like when he said that, and train native. You know, that's what I'm saying. You got to catch these keywords these motherfucking hunkers use towards black folk, natives. Why can't you just say the general workforce come from that country? But they natives, like they still run around half naked in the motherfucking jungle throwing spears at elephants and shit. See, that's the shit they be th they think in their mind of us. They just can't grasp the idea that we're intelligent. Especially now, nuclear energy, that's not a joke. Let's keep going. And being supported by the energy production itself. The fuel will be sourced from Uganda, where they have a rich supply of uranium. Whoa! These reactors will use the most modern technology and produce a lot of energy. Um, to put this in perspective, Uganda currently has 1,500 megawatts of installed generating capacity. At full operational capacity, the first Ugandan nuclear power plant located north of Kampala will produce 2,000 megawatts, which is enough power for Uganda. 2 million Western households. Let's do the math. Uganda has a population of 41 million people and roughly 8.9 million households, meaning three to four nuclear reactors could theoretically power the entire country at Western living standards. If you are a manufacturer, your ears should be perking up right now. Clean and reliable energy means that you will be able to manufacture in Uganda without worrying about power interruptions. And since nuclear energy is practically carbon free, it means that companies that add value in Uganda will be able to manufacture and sell 
to the European countries without having to buy carbon credits from the Westerners. Outside of raw resources, the biggest bottleneck to mass production is reliable energy sources. Do you really want to manufacture? Now, that part right there, he's talking about, well, you know, you, once you can manufacture it, you know, manufacture stuff. He's talking about multinational companies coming in, white motherfuckers, again, coming in and setting up camp, and they running factories and shit out of Uganda. What about the people who live there? No, fuck that. Are you listening to Uganda? This is what these motherfuckers' plot is. Okay, look at that China building, plowing them power plants and shit. Now we going to come in here, our white asses, and we going to build up some factories and shit. You niggas going to stand there and be our slaves again. But we going to build our factories and shit. I'll hack the white motherfuckers' shit. You know, you got enough with China being there. That's just keep it at that. But I ain't gonna, you going to have these white motherfucking Europeans coming in there. They going to build their shit so they can sell it back to their people. But it's coming out of your country. Why can't you own the shit? Get it? No. Don't let the motherfuckers. You, if they're gonna build some manufacturing, you gonna own the motherfucker. There's too much shit in Africa being owned and controlled by other outside entities. It needs to stop. You're not gonna bring your ass in there now. We, these people are suffer through motherfucking nightmares of no electricity for decades and centuries. Well, centuries because it's only been around for a century. And, and now we're going to suffer through all that shit, but you're going to come in and reap the benefits of our government getting another government to help us put in clean energy, sustainable nuclear energy, but you're going to benefit off it while we sit here and have to work for you again. Bullshit. That's what you guys say. Call bullshit. Let's go, y'all. In Europe, as they shut down their nuclear power plants during an energy crisis, or would you rather manufacture in a country using the exact manufacturing model China followed to become the most powerful economy in the world over the past 30 years? But you might ask, with nuclear energy making so much sense, why did it take so long for Africa to cut this kind of deal? Well, the West has for decades used diplomacy to undermine nuclear energy in Africa. Uh, slandering countries that wanted reliable energy as only wanting nuclear technology to produce weapons, or even claiming that Africans were too incompetent to manage nuclear technology. Not only were these accusations baseless, but it was ironic given the source of the accusations. The West would prefer that African countries start buying Western-developed green energy and to purchase Western carbon credits. And China is really throwing a wrench into the West strategy with deals like what they just cut with Uganda. Of course, China's not doing this for charity, but China is also not looking to exploit the Africans or undermine their culture. That's why Ghana, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, and several other African countries are rumored to be in similar talks. Let's be clear, the West is not happy about this deal. They know that China is essentially cutting them out of Africa piece by piece. Nevertheless, the deal has been uh, cut, and one more chain that has tied Uganda to Western influence has been broken. And I think this is another piece to Africa becoming a manufacturing superpower in the upcoming decades. But what do you think? Is President Museveni of Uganda right to risk upsetting Western powers by cutting this nuclear deal with China? Why or why not? Let me know in the comments below. And as always, if this video has provided value to you, give me a look. Fuck America and the West. Oh, fuck them goddamn motherfuckers. You know, people are sick of this. I mean, you're asking the right question. 
you think about upsetting them. We don't, no one gives a fuck about America being upset. Motherfuckers live. We upset with this motherfucker. We want it to end. Of course, some Negroes think it's the best thing since sliced butter, but I know better because I've been around it too long. Yeah, they're doing the right thing. Muslim is doing the right thing. Nigeria is doing the right thing. Ghana's doing the right thing. All the countries, yeah, get your own nuclear shit. You know, they told you he's lying like before. Like he said, they lied. You know, the hunky man lied. Ain't nobody more dangerous than anything on this world but a white motherfucker with a weapon. Nope. No black people wanted to blow the goddamn planet up. That was never their intention to make nuclear weapons. Even the motherfuckers having uh, revolts and shit, they don't go destroy a goddamn laboratory full of you know, uh, contagious diseases, and they, they know where they at. They don't go looking at fucking nuclear places that destroy shit, because they know what's going to happen. Not, we're not trying to destroy the planet just to get rid of you motherfuckers. Unless it comes to that. But that's what they lying is like y'all don't need that y'all just keep on going with this shit that don't work or try to you know hide your here's some more from brother lasmore now here's one of those situations again i'm gonna do a twofer on this one we need two scenarios but this one is interesting france offers an olive branch to africa <coughs> First of all, <coughs> excuse me, that was very indignant. France offers an olive branch to Africa. Is this a trap? President Macron of France has concluded his friendship tour of Africa. Olive branch. Let's see, how does that work? When you offer an olive branch to people you've murdered, slaughtered, fucked over, stole from, raped, pillaged, and you offer a, a peace agreement, why? Why are you offering a peace agreement now? They told you to get the fuck out. You're losing your way in there. It's a matter of time before you throw your military out. But see, this is the mistake a lot of your African countries have made. You let these motherfuckers put their military base in your countries, it's harder to get them out. Unless you go all out slaughter, like I keep telling, that's what it's going to take. In a lot of countries in Africa that got these European and American bases in your country, you're going to have to go out on a goddamn slaughter campaign. I mean, kill motherfuckers that you can't kill again. Then they'll leave. And don't worry about what they're going to blow up. You know, you have to make a pact with China. They'll give you all the weapons you need to stop them dirty bastards. And they don't train you how to use them. Because nobody likes the motherfucking white man no more on this planet. Nobody. Not people of color, that is. Well, then you got some Negroes and some Asians that still think that they they want to be like them motherfuckers. And don't really like, can't see the handwriting on the wall themselves that... The influence of the West and Europe is just about gone. Their paper money means nothing. Their banking systems are crumbling. Their cities are crumbling. Their idea of democracy, the lie it were, is crumbled. So there's nothing left but them to wage war. And the final war is 
to find a solution. Get rid of them. They don't live anymore. Don't fucking leave them alive. Kill them all. Okay, now, let's listen to what this story is about which included meeting with leaders in four African nations where he swore Africa would be treated more fair in the future. Was this a genuine gesture of friendship, or is France intending to hold on to the last remnants of their colonial past? Let's talk about it. First, the facts. France and much of the Western world has been losing its hold on Africa in the past decade, as China and Russia have emerged as a major competition for developmental partnerships. As such, President Macron went on his 18th trip to Africa to attempt to solidify ties with the continent. In his speeches, President Macron has promised to engage Africa on more equal footing, promising to restructure trade deals to be more equitable, allowing the African nations to co-manage the French military bases, to transition away from the West African franc, and facilitating a transition to a new currency, the ECO, by 2027, and as usual, dangling the carrot of foreign aid to the African leaders. His trip was met with mixed results, facing anti-French protests at each of his stops, as many Africans claim to be tired of being misled by Western promises and patronizing speeches. To be more relatable, President Macron has had photo ops with popular African singers like Fali Pupa and spoken a softer, more familiar tone in his speech. Though he had a faux pas in the Congo where he said, and I quote, sorry to say it in such harsh terms, but you have not been able to restore your sovereignty. Essentially, blaming the African nation of Congo for not being able to run their own country without French guidance. Pauline Ba of the International Crisis Group summarized the French intentions as follows. Like it or not, Africa will remain important to France. It's not going to withdraw from this continent, though there might be a change in tone. So why does France care so much about maintaining their position in Africa? Three main reasons. First is that running the West African franc has been very profitable for the European banks. Second is that by allegedly fostering instability, France has been able to manipulate the various African countries into selling their mineral rights at a steep discount. And most importantly, the West needs to limit the influence of China and Russia. After centuries of exploitation from developmental bank loans, sanctions, and suspected political assassinations, the African nations have found what they think are more reliable partners in Russia and China. These two countries are certainly not in Africa for charity, but they are also making much more straightforward infrastructure deals, not pushing Western culture on the African nations, and acting in a respectful manner that does not threaten African autonomy with political intrigue. Western Europe is offering Africa a less abusive relationship, while the competition is offering Africa transformative infrastructure and energy production. President Macron's tour was necessary, but it shows how much the Western world has painted themselves into a corner. It is difficult for me to see the West maintaining close relations with the African continent, no matter how many photo ops the Western leaders have with African celebrities. That is, unless the West can greatly sweeten the deals they offer the Africans. What do you guys think? Did President Macron sway you with his softer tone and promises of a more fair partnership with Africa? Why or why not? I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. And as always, if this video has provided value to you, give me a like and a follow. That really helps out my channel. Drop a comment and join the discussion, and I'll see you guys. You know, I heard somebody, somebody gave a good question. Why do they talk to talk of Africa like it's one motherfucking country? You ever notice? They like, like he's talking just like this guy. 
you know, he's he. I, to me, he's one of the motherfucking liberals we have in America. You know, he's he, you. You would think he's siding with the Africans and all that shit, but he's white. He, none of the motherfuckers on our side. None of them. But you have no. They always talk about somebody wrote a comment that they talk to Africa as though Africa is one motherfucking country, and Africa's got like fifty states. Well. Black ones for sure. So what the fuck? Well, see, no, that's right. They don't call Egypt and shit. And that, they call it the Middle East, which is a motherfucking last right there on the continent of Africa, you know? Goddamn hunkers, you know, they try to rename. Well, they name everything. If if, they, if Jesus black ass came back today, they would name his motherfucking ass a prophet instead of the son of God. I swear to God, the bastards would do it. And I don't even believe in the shit no more. And I said, I swear to God, ain't that something? <laughs> but no, what they are doing is the same white fucking lying they've been doing. And people in Africa have had enough. These motherfucking hockeys don't mean you no good, and they know it. And they're not gonna take your shit. I hope. And like I told you, African people, these motherfuckers put them bases in your co- countries. Because they knew eventually y'all going to get tired of their bullshit. They got their military base. You think them hunkies going to let you have any jurisdiction over their military base? That's, the, that's what the French told them. No, they're not. What you're going to have to do is run them motherfuckers off to a goddamn country. You have to start killing them. You have to go to war with them. Seriously. The African countries are going to have to go to war with these goddamn intruders. Once and for all. No, no ifs, ands, and buts. You know, just destroy everything. Oh, they're going to figure they're going to destroy your buildings and shit. They're going to destroy your willpower. But you know what? You can do the same shit to them. But the, the bad part about it for them, they can't rebuild shit without the shit that comes from your countries. And you're going to win this one. You're going to win. That's like I told black people. There's two ways to fight a war. You can fight a war to win or you can fight a war not to lose. And not to lose can go on indefinitely. And the white motherfucker cannot fight indefinitely because he's weak and he runs out of shit because everything he uses to fight a war comes from other people's countries. And he doesn't have the willpower to stay. Whereas in your own land, that's what you're fighting for your own. Now, like I said, this guy, he's... He's talking all yakky dacky. You know, fine. But like I said, black folks don't be no fool. Now he don't went around in four countries. Like they've lost their influence in that. They've been there four centuries. They haven't done a goddamn thing but rape, pillage, steal, kill, destroy, create wars. Every fucking thing the white savage can do. His days are numbered. And like I said, I'm gonna say it again. If your leadership sells you out. And you don't do shit but sit there and mumble, then if them motherfucking hunkies come in there and chop you motherfuckers' heads off, you deserve it. Just like I tell people here, that once again I'm putting I'm reiterating here. What Negroes in America is taking, they laying down, they getting the foot shoved up their ass twofold, and what they do? March. <laughs> don't y'all do no marching and protesting. When y'all do marching and protesting, Get you some machetes, if that's what you got, and some guns. 
And you go after every motherfucker that you figure has wronged you in that country, except, you know, don't kill yourselves. Kill the goddamn government and them government motherfucking sponsored terrorists called outsiders. Get rid of them. You don't need the French. You got your own damn armies. If you think you can't handle them, I hate to say it again. But who's helping you right now? Russia and China, right? Let them train your troops. I guarantee you, you know, if you don't think yours are good enough to fight these goddamn white devils. Well, as a matter of fact, if these white devils, which they probably didn't, shown you anything, which they probably didn't, your people should be at least fight some kind of limited battle until you get decent people that can really hold it on. But they didn't. You know, every time you saw some movie with mother with the uh, UN and shit in Africa, whichever country before, they always white motherfuckers, you know, doing all the technical work. And excuse my expression, the niggas. <laughs> The niggas, black guys, always walking around looking stupid with a couple of guns in their hand. Don't know which way is up, which way is down. That's where they depict you. I know you're not. And the white men leading every fucking day. Gotta get that notion out your head. Y'all gotta quit letting them portray you like that. Do something better. This is the shit they're trying now. He's trying to get back into Africa. Because, you know, and then right here, this is what gets me. Uh, France is not going to withdraw from this continent. You know, see, they telling you, see, this is what I'm talking about, liberal-ass white motherfucker lying through his fucking fat-ass white teeth. This bastard right here, he's like, you know, you, if you didn't know better and don't analyze, you think he's on our side, right? He ain't. Is not going to withdraw from this continent. Oh, you going to withdraw. Oh, yeah. I don't think they get the gist of it. They think they can come in there now and just tell you any motherfucking thing and you're going to fall for it. If they tell you we ain't going nowhere, you just going to let them stay. Well, if you do, you're a fool. Because what this man is saying, basically what the, the feelings of all the white motherfuckers are in your countries, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to cut us out this part of your country and call it out. That's what they're gonna call us next. If you do it, you're a fool. And I would, if I was, if I lived in one of those countries, and you were my president or something, you did some shit like that, I'd kill you and your goddamn family. It'd be the last thing I do on this planet. I'd kill your motherfucking ass for selling us out like that. And that's the way you black folks have to feel on after. No more sell out like this. These white motherfuckers have to go. They got to go totally. America. France, England, whatever other motherfuckers in there don't belong there. Like I said, Russia and China can stay until they fuck up. They haven't fucked up yet. But the rest of the motherfuckers got to go. Italy, all the motherfuckers got to go is from Europe. They haven't done y'all any justice for 400 years. Like I said, now you give them Russia and China their chance. Now if they fuck up, then they go too. You know, it's up to you. But do not let these motherfuckers back in there. And like and they know already their dollar is dying. That fucking American dollar is dying. Why do you think 
been talking about this part right here. What, what is this he says? Hmm, let's see. Ali Pupa had spoken a softer, more familiar tone in his speech, though he had a faux pas in the Congo where he said, essentially, though there might be so much Second, is that by alleged so, why does France care so much about maintaining their position in Africa? Three main reasons. First is that running the West African franc has three main reasons. First is that running the West African franc has that West African franc. And you know what that motherfucker is built off? Your money, your minerals. It's backed by your minerals, Africa. You don't have anything. And then they got all your money in gold. And they're backing their motherfucking money. It's coming out of your country, out of your ground. Probably with your people's sweat labor into it. And you ain't got shit to show for it because your leadership is making all kind of fucked up ass deals with these goddamn devils. And y'all sitting back like, well, we don't know what to do. i tell you what to do. Revolt. That's the way you get shit done. Start slaughtering the motherfuckers, it stops. So no, we can't have it, nobody can have it. That's how you make it work, okay? You know, because this is what it is. See, you know, the American dollar is gone. It's dying. It's dead. So they coming up with new 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 currency. And you know what this ideal came from? This new African Frank? It came from Gaddafi. That was his idea. But see, they were going to cut them goddamn white sons of bitches out. And who, when who got them killed? My, my buddy, Barack Obama. They used that nigga like a fool he is. Like I said, I, I used to care about the man. And I have nothing for him. When he had Gaddafi killed, they sat his dumb motherfucking ass there like he didn't know what happened. I can say right now, if they fucked his ass up and killed him and his family, it wouldn't bother me one bit because you know what? You did the bidding of the devil and you got to do. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mr. Obama. I used to care about you, but you fucked up that one real worldly. You did what the white son bitches couldn't do. They used your fool ass like a pawn. And the white motherfuckers still do what they want and still hate your black ass to this day. And anything that had your name on it, they damn, they erased it from fucking history, you dumb bastard. <laughs> but this I said, niggas get around white motherfuckers and they think they've made it. You ain't never made it until you have you get around a bunch of black motherfuckers that's running shit. White motherfuckers running something, you ain't gonna be one of them ever. But when you get enough of us together to have our own shit and tell you to go get fucked, and you running that. Then you're running something. Especially in this world because we hold the key to everything uh, in this world. Now, all right. like I said, they have an offer. They'll make it. We're going to do this. A bunch of talking on bullshit paper that they could have done a long ago. Now, suddenly, because China and Russia is in there, they want to talk about where we can do this and we can do that and we're not going to be so hard. So what the fuck? They just told you they fucked you for 400 years, didn't they? We're not going to be so hard on you no more. And you're supposed to sit there and say, yeah, the boss, thank you. You know, 
Like I said, it couldn't be me because I would have slapped the motherfucker out the chair when he said some shit like that to me. You just admitted you fucked over us for 400 years. Now you're going to tell us because we we not dealing with you. We don't want you motherfuckers. And now would you please let us come back or we won't fuck you as bad no more. But you ain't never said you're sorry for shit you did. Nothing. And your leadership should have told him, say you're sorry. It should say that. Say you're sorry. That don't mean shit gonna change, but say you're sorry. We might think about it a little bit differently. But say you're sorry for what you did to us. Now the African leaders are saying that. You better stop telling them motherfuckers to say they're sorry. You ain't gotta kiss their ass, Africa. They gotta kiss yours from now on. Now, on with that point, that's I gotta show you something else. <clears throat> Okay, read the top line. Uganda to have nuclear power by 2031. Hmm, that's like nine years, eight years. Hopefully, you can do it quicker. And let's see what it says. Same well, white liberal guy, but he's giving us news. I don't believe shit. I don't lack him, though, personally. I don't. Like I said, he, he, he still, he hasn't changed his mindset about black people. I mean, he thinks he has, but he, he, like I said, they call all of Africa, Africa. You know, they talking to one country, they calling it Africa. You talking to Ethiopia, you calling it Africa. No, it's Ethiopia. You talking, you talking to Uganda, you talking to Uganda, but no, y'all call it Africa. You talking to Ghana, you calling it Africa, but it's Ghana. You know, you get what I'm saying, folks. But you could let these motherfuckers when they talk about the country now, because they inclusive. Whole goddamn country is Africa. <laughs> Just like they think of all black people. All black people are the same. They, you got 900 different ethnicities in Africa, but they call them all Africans. They don't give them the distinction of calling them by the different names or what they go by. No, they all Africans, but they don't call. White motherfuckers, what they supposed to be? Italians, Romans, <laughs> Russians. Well, you don't like the Russians. Ukrainians, British, Irish, Portuguese, Spaniards. See, but they're all the same goddamn rock in Europe. <laughs> but they don't call them all Europeans, do they? they call them French. They distinguish between them. They come to African people. Africans, but he's from Nigeria. He's an African. See what I'm saying? He's from Ethiopia. He's an African. No, he's an Ethiopian. That's a Nigerian. That's a Ghanaian. No, they're Africans. Got what I'm saying? They don't have no respect for us. Okay, let's go on with this. Uganda is going nuclear. President Yoweri Museveni has announced that Uganda is going to be the third African country with nuclear power plants. In a very pro-African deal with the China National Nuclear Corporation, Uganda will have its first nuclear power plant operational by 2031, with several more plants in the works for the upcoming two decades. This is a big blow to Western influence in Africa. So let's talk about how this deal will work, what this means for African businesses, why it took so long, and why this could signal the end of the West's domination and exploitation of Africa. As the West has given up on nuclear power to pursue what they refer to as renewable energy, China has in the past 20 years stepped up, hiring the best nuclear engineers from around the world 
and creating a nuclear power manufacturing program that is the envy of the entire world. China is willing to work out favorable deals with friendly countries where they will manage the construction of the nuclear plants, work out financing so that the country buying the plant can grow without being strained too much financially, and even train native workers to work alongside the Chinese to gain the skills needed to be self-sufficient. The initial deal for Uganda is reported at $9 billion, with much of the financing... Now, you know what I like when you say that, and train native. You know, that's what I'm saying. You got to catch these keywords these motherfucking hunkies use towards black folk. Natives. Why can't you just say the general workforce comes from that country? But they natives. Like, they still run around half naked in the motherfucking jungle throwing spears at elephants and shit. See, that's the shit they be th they think in their mind of us. They just can't grasp the idea that we're intelligent. Especially now, nuclear energy, that's not a joke. Let's keep going. And being supported by the energy production itself. The fuel will be sourced from Uganda, where they have a rich supply of uranium. Whoa! These reactors will use the most modern technology and produce a lot of energy. Um, to put this in perspective, Uganda currently has 1,500 megawatts of installed generating capacity. At full operational capacity, the first Ugandan nuclear power plant located north of Kampala will produce 2,000 megawatts, which is enough power for Uganda. 2 million Western households. Let's do the math. Uganda has a population of 41 million people and roughly 8.9 million households, meaning three to four nuclear reactors could theoretically power the entire country at Western living standards. If you are a manufacturer, your ears should be perking up right now. Clean and reliable energy means that you will be able to manufacture in Uganda without worrying about power interruptions. And since nuclear energy is practically carbon free, it means that companies that add value in Uganda will be able to manufacture and sell to the European countries without having to buy carbon credits from the Westerners. Outside of raw resources, the biggest bottleneck to mass production is reliable energy sources. Do you really want to manufacture? Now, that part right there. He's talking about, well, you know, you, you, once you can manufacture this and you know, manufacture stuff, he's talking about multinational companies coming in, white motherfuckers, again, coming in and setting up camp, and they running factories and shit out of your guys. What about the people who live there? Fuck that. Are you listening to Uganda? This is what these motherfuckers plot is. Okay, we're going to let China build them, plant them power plants and shit. Now we going to come in here, our white asses, and we going to build us some factories and shit. You niggas going to stand there and be our slaves again. But we going to build our factories and shit. I'll fact the white motherfuckers shit. You know, you got enough with China being there. That's just keep it at that. But I don't you don't have these white motherfucking Europeans coming in there. They're going to build their shit so they can sell it back to their people. But it's coming out of your country. Why can't you own this shit? Get it? No. Don't let the motherfuckers. You, if they're going to build some manufacturing, you're going to own the motherfucker. There's too much shit in Africa being owned and controlled by other outside entities. It needs to stop. You're not going to bring your ass in there now that we're... These people are suffering through motherfucking nightmares of no electricity for decades and centuries. Well, centuries, because it's only been around for a century. And, and now we're going to suffer. 
through all that shit, but you're going to come in and reap the benefits of our government getting another government to help us put in clean energy, sustainable nuclear energy, but you're going to benefit off it while we sit here and have to work for you again. Bullshit. That's what you guys say. Call bullshit. Let's go, y'all. In Europe, as they shut down their nuclear power plants during an energy crisis, or would you rather manufacture in a country using the exact manufacturing model China followed to become the most powerful economy in the world over the past 30 years? But you might ask, with nuclear energy making so much sense, why did it take so long for Africa to cut this kind of deal? Well, the West has for decades used diplomacy to undermine nuclear energy in Africa. Uh, slandering countries that wanted reliable energy as only wanting nuclear technology to produce weapons, or even claiming that Africans were too incompetent to manage nuclear technology. Not only were these accusations baseless, but it was ironic given the source of the accusations. The West would prefer that African countries start buying Western-developed green energy and to purchase Western carbon credits. And China is really throwing a wrench into the West strategy with deals like what they just caught with Uganda. Of course, China's not doing this for charity, but China is also not looking to exploit the Africans or undermine their culture. That's why Ghana, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, and several other African countries are rumored to be in similar talks. Let's be clear. The West is not happy about this deal. They know that China is essentially cutting them out of Africa piece by piece. Nevertheless, the deal has been uh, cut, and one more chain that has tied Uganda to Western influence has been broken. And I think this is another piece to Africa becoming a manufacturing superpower in the upcoming decades. But what do you think? Is President Museveni of Uganda right to risk upsetting Western powers by cutting this nuclear deal with China? Why or why not? Let me know in the comments below. And as always, if this video has provided value to you, give me a look. Fuck America and the West. The fuck them goddamn motherfuckers. You know, people are sick of this. I mean, you're asking the right question. You think about upsetting them. We don't, nobody gives a fuck about America being upset. Motherfuckers live. We upset with this motherfucker. We want it to end. Of course, some Negroes think it's the best thing since sliced butter, but I know better because I've been around it too long. Yeah, they're doing the right thing. Mussolini's doing the right thing. Nigeria's doing the right thing. Ghana's doing the right thing. All the countries, yeah, get your own nuclear shit. You know, they told you he's lying like before. Like he said, they lied. You know, the hunky man lied. Ain't nobody more dangerous than anything on this world but a white motherfucker with a weapon. No, no black people wanted to blow the goddamn planet up. That was never their intention to make nuclear weapons. Even the motherfuckers having uh, revolts and shit, they don't go destroy a goddamn laboratory full of, you know, uh, contagious diseases and they they know where they at they don't go looking at fucking nuclear places that destroy shit because they know what's gonna happen not, we're not trying to destroy the planet just to get rid of you motherfuckers unless it comes to that but that's what they lying is like y'all don't need that y'all just keep on going with this shit that don't work or try you know hydro dams that don't have the water times to run you know countries if we can't have nothing, nobody can have nothing. Start sabotaging their motherfucking asses. They'll stop. That's the only way you stop the white man. You get just as vicious, violent, and evil as that dirty motherfucker, and he'll leave you alone. If he don't, he's going to exterminate himself. Because you got to remember one thing. 
We outnumber them motherfuckers five to one or even better on the whole planet. Maybe, I think it's probably maybe 10 to one. Who knows? Shit, that forgets South America sometimes. Hell. So, I agree. Mussolini, do it. You need to. And a lot more countries now can need to. Like I said, Nigeria and other countries are in the talks. You should be. But you should be building schools and teaching your kids how to run these motherfucking places. How to maintain them, how to build them themselves or whatever. Quit being dependent on other people. Because it's time for Africa to rise up again. Because if you haven't noticed, you all being black people being left motherfucking behind. You know, everybody got a space program. I think, you know, I think Kenya and somebody else got a satellite. I don't know if they got a space program with it. I don't know. But everybody got one except black folks in Africa. Even the goddamn Indians got one in India. They got a space program. Japan got a space program. I think Korea is kissing ass to America, so they may have one partially with America. But what is Africa's? I don't even know if South Africa got one. They might, but I don't know. We don't have no nuclear reactors because so I, my, my people suffering all the fucking time when power goes out. Why? Because D white men decided that we not supposed to. Well, you know what? D white men don't decide shit for black people no more. This is what y'all guys start saying. D white men can go fuck D self. That's what you guys start telling. And with that, I'll leave you. For today. Oh, we go there, right? Yeah. Share, believe, inspire. Blacks be. These people who fucked up at DHS. Baby, you know they're incompetent. Hold on here. This one's only 15 minutes. We don't get exploited enough. What are we talking about? When are we going to get up to when are we going to love to learn? Hmm? I think we don't get exploited enough and invaded enough. When are we going to be love to learn? When are we going to? When are we going to love to learn? Hmm? When y'all start acting like real tribes, like how y'all used to be, dangerous. And don't play no games. Bring them back. Bring them back. Y'all allow too many motherfuckers over there to come in and just do whatever the fuck they want to. It's time to show them. These are the times to show them that y'all want them to stop. Show them. Ain't no more talking. Ain't no more talking. Ain't no more smiling. Ain't no more forgiving. Ain't none of that no more. It's time to put your foot down. Every last one of y'all in that country. And then this one. When are we going to get up to life? Well, this sister here says it best. When y'all gonna get up off your ass and do something. But you know what I'm saying with this? I I could say I feel sorry. 
But, uh, I don't feel sorry for this shit. These women standing here in this goddamn white savage, this fucking white savage is taking pictures of you in Africa, and y'all want to still look like y'all bush motherfucking people, so fuck it. You look like fucking beasts, they gonna treat you like beasts. You got no goddamn men, where they at? Where the fuck are the men at? Let's see this again. Y'all start acting like real tribes. Like how y'all used to be. Dangerous. And don't play no games. Bring them back. Bring them back. Y'all allowing too many motherfuckers over there to come in and just do whatever the fuck they want to. It's time to show them. These are the times to show them that y'all want them to stop. Show them. Ain't no more talking. Ain't no more talking. Ain't no more smiling. Ain't no more forgiving. Ain't none of that no more. It's time to put your foot down. Every last one of y'all in that country. And then this one. When are we going to get left to learn? When are we going to get left to learn? Hmm? When are we going to get left to learn? Hmm? I think we don't get exploited enough and invaded enough. When are we going to be left to learn? When are we going to get left to learn? Hmm? I think we don't get. Because y'all look like y'all like it to me. I'm talking to this. Y'all look like y'all love this shit. They just exploit you, you people, and y'all just as ignorant as motherfucking little children. And I, that's why I say I find it very hard to feel sorry for people in Africa. Now you know, this is 2023. I don't know when this was done. Maybe 2022. And you motherfucking people refuse to join the real world. See, this is they they exploit this. They run around the goddamn country of Africa filming shit like this. This goddamn bullshit. And they put it out there in the world. And everybody, oh, look at them poor Africans. Look, them motherfuckers still live like animals. And all that kind of shit. They live like animals and they ain't got no shoes. Look how they dress. They ain't got no clothes. And this is the shit that y'all want to live like. And I keep telling you, these, these people you see here do not want to change their tradition of living like that. So fuck them. They live like that, they live like that. There's nothing you can do about it. They're not going to go into the, the major cities of Africa, any of them countries, and show the modernization of Africa or modern everyday African people. They're going to show these motherfuckers in the, in the bush looking like, you know, goddamn throwbacks to the first century. Sad to say. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Y'all look like y'all just came out of the motherfucking first century. You know, still like, you know, I'm holding on to j- tradition, living in whatever. Wooden motherfucking stick huts, whatever the fuck they made out of, you know. I don't know what the fuck it is. And we ain't gonna be left alone, like the sister girl said. When y'all pick up a goddamn gun and blow these motherfuckers' heads off, but they, cause they laughing at they laugh. And where are your men? See, this is the thing that gets me. Where are the motherfucking men that let these motherfuckers exploit you, you women like that? Them bastards somewhere that ran the fuck off to some white man's country, haven't they? Left you women to fight for yourselves. Or they sitting around there behind behind a hut somewhere playing with their nuts. And I said it just like that's what I just said. Yeah, I said that playing with their motherfucking dick. 
coward ass motherfuckers. You dig exploiting you women like this and them motherfuckers sitting somewhere here or fucking with some goddamn cattle somewhere. You know, but what can I say? I can't do nothing about it. That's why I keep telling y'all keep telling well, we need some help. No, you need to fucking help yourselves. Y'all need to get off of your dusty motherfucking ass and shit like this. You see motherfuckers come grinning and laughing with cameras. Chop that motherfucker's head off right there and then take a picture of that and send it back to whatever fucking country's embassy he came from. But no, y'all sit there and take it and like what? They give you a couple of what? I don't know who the fuck they give you for that. You know, a can of food, some bullshit, and you dumbasses take it? Like I said, it's 2023. Anything that happens to you folks in Africa and in America, it's on you. You're on your own. It's on you. There ain't nobody doing shit that you don't let happen. You let this shit happen, you know, then it's going to keep happening. When you start saying, don't come here, motherfucker, or die, and if you do come here, don't come taking pictures because this is our tradition. This is how we live. We choose this way. We don't want you taking no goddamn pictures of us to go back and exploit them pictures to the white motherfucking world and seem like it, all black people living like this, and they don't. And I can tell people, you know, people live the way they want to. That's fine. You know, it, the only way this, this, this kind of shit stops is what these people governments have to do with China did. China had to forcibly go into the goddamn countryside. And I don't give a fuck who says wrong, but they did what they had to do. They had to forcibly go in the countryside, drive these motherfucking people off these goddamn farms, out these decaying ass villages, out these fucked up ass living conditions, and drag their ass back to the city, show them how to live in an apartment. They built them apartments. And put their ass in there and said, this is how it works. Now, you want to go out to your fields and do that every day or two days, however you do it a week, fine. But you bring your motherfucking ass back here. This is where you live. We ain't having this shit no more. And guess what? In 20 years, they brought 400 million of their people out of poverty. But you see these motherfuckers in Africa, they don't don't want to do that. I don't know. They could do it if they wanted to, and they should be all these goddamn leaders walking around in too many countries, not all of them. Walking around, I want to play big time motherfucking Samosa. I'm big time Mubosa. I'm boss. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They all got a goddamn military uniform on. The goddamn oh. bastards, you ain't never fought in the war nowhere in your life. And if the goddamn white man came at your ass, you're going to run. So you need to take that shit off. The ones who don't wear them uniforms, those are the people you respect. But like I said, this shit here, what y'all want people to do about it? Uh, honey, what you want us to do? When you, when they gonna leave you alone? Like the young lady said, when y'all get off y'all ass and says a couple of them motherfuckers don't come back. So they came over there, the people come looking for them, said, we don't know what happened to them. They came and they left. And you had that motherfucker buried in the goddamn ground. They won't show up no more because when motherfuckers start disappearing, they won't come back. But then again, your government might come after you all for killing the motherfuckers, you know, because they won't protect you. I don't know. But, you know, like I said, you know, you got you folks in Africa and in America, you black folks got to quit thinking somebody else going to come save your motherfucking ass when you don't want to save yourselves. You don't want to get off your ass and do shit to save yourself. Like I said, this don't even have to happen. You know, you, this don't have to happen, but you're doing it anyway. You 
Sit up there and let these motherfuckers take pictures and exploit you like fucking little children and little monkeys. And then they go back and take these. Look at these. Look at this Maasai or whatever. I guess you're all Maasai. I don't know what the fuck. I guess it looks like more Maasai. I think so. I don't know. But, you know, they they take it back to their family. <clears throat> and they tell their kids, you see, you could be living like these. See, that's what they tell their children. You could be living like them. Look how they live. So don't tell me about buying you a car or something like that. Look how they live. Be better be glad. Them poor folks over there. And, and all y'all motherfuckers ain't poor. Man, I say the countries ain't poor. You know, if you want to live like that, that's the way you live. Fine. Don't tell us to leave you alone. Tell them motherfuckers to leave you alone. That's what you do. Don't ask us what to do or when they're going to leave you alone. Tell that shit to them. Don't ask us. Tell them. Leave you the fuck alone. You ain't for no showcase for the goddamn picture bureau. What? It's up to y'all. That's it. That's that's. Keep doing it. This video is for you. When are we going to get up to learn? See, and I think he's getting a cheap little, cheap little feel. I think we're going to get exploited enough and invaded enough. When are we going to be left alone? When you get up off your ass and fight back. That's like I said. When are we going to be left alone? And I'm going to say something, sister. If the men ain't going to do it, you women get up and do it. Fuck waiting on them motherfuckers. If them motherfucking men can't do shit for you, y'all do it. And when them greasy bastards come moseying around you, sniffing around you, Tell that bastard to get lost and put a goddamn arrow in his motherfucking throat. But if y'all have to do it, do it. And them no good ass men of yours, chase them the fuck off. Because they ain't doing you no good. They're supposed to be protecting you from these kind of animals. And yet, where are they? Nowhere to be found. And they know this is going on. Where are they? Fucking cowards. I said, brothers and sisters... Black motherfucking men, too many places are coward motherfuckers. The white man has won with these ignorant ass bastards. Them bastards act like that white skin is a fucking plague to them. Because see, when it comes to killing one of them motherfuckers, they run the other way. See, it wouldn't be no good for me to come to Africa. Because I, I was wanting to come a couple of times. But the more I see of Africa, I know it's beautiful in places, it's beautiful cities and all that shit. But then, you know, if I see shit like this, see, I'm going to open my motherfucking mouth. And that ain't a good thing for me being not being a foreigner, you know. So I'll be on open my mouth and see a motherfucker grabbing up on a sister like this. I was one over there and took a brick and bust him in the back of his motherfucking scalp. <laughs> and then what? Yeah, your police are coming to arrest me. Well, you shouldn't have done it. Then if oh, well, you're the, you the black guy from America. And that's the white motherfucker, y'all, that do this shit, right? Then y'all be all, let's get rid of the black guy. Oh, no, I can't do that. So we begging the black dude to come back and save our black ass again. <laughs> but, but you can't jump on the white motherfucker. Y'all, we can. We can kill him because I can, but I mean, but it's the same thing here. You know, black motherfuckers here ain't going to kill nobody but they all. And I don't know what black people now could do, so I'm not going to knock y'all into that point. Like these. But you want this to stop, sister? You take a, I, if I'm going to say it just like I understand it. Grab a spear, 
and put it in that motherfucker's throat when he come the next time they come and touch up on his sister like that. Put that spear right through his motherfucking throat. Don't put it in his chest. You want to put it in his throat for effect. See, the throat is the softest part. You try to stab a motherfucker in the chest, you got to go through your rib cage and do your bones and all that shit. And that's hard. That's hard to put a, put a spear or something through somebody's chest. That's why you got that chest plate to protect your heart. But put it right through their fucking throat. That's the softest part of people's bodies. Now y'all know. Right through their motherfucking neck. And watch them dance around like a chicken. That's when it'll stop. That's when they'll leave you alone. When you learn how to fight the fuck back. I love it. Or you might know how. Just start fighting back. some more because uh, I'm not at the top yet. This one should be on. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the old, that's the, that's the Which one is that? Yeah. These motherfuckers come in and try to sabotage and the shit. These honkies got a place to live. Do the same to their countries. If we can't have nothing, nobody can have nothing. Start sabotaging their motherfucking asses. They'll stop. That's the only way you stop the white man. You get just as vicious, violent, and evil as that dirty motherfucker, and he'll leave you alone. If he don't, he's going to exterminate himself. Because you got to remember one thing. We outnumber them motherfuckers five to one or even better on the whole planet. Maybe, I think it's probably maybe ten to one. Who knows? Shit, that forget South America sometimes. Hell. So, I agree. Mussolini do it. You need to. And a lot more countries in Africa need to. Like I said, Nigeria and other countries are in the talks. You should be. But you should be building schools and teaching your kids how to run these motherfucking places. How to maintain them. How to build them themselves or whatever. Quit being dependent on other people. Because it's time for Africa to rise up again. Because if you haven't noticed, you all being black people being left motherfucking behind. You know, everybody got a space program. I think, you know, I think Kenya and somebody else got a satellite. I don't know if they got a space program with it. I don't know. But everybody got one except black folks in Africa. Even the goddamn Indians got one in India. They got a space program. Japan got a space program. I think Korea is kissing ass to America, so they may have one partially with America. But what is Africa's? I don't even know if South Africa got one. They might, but I don't know. We don't have no nuclear reactors, cause so I, my my people suffering all the fucking time when power goes out. Why? Because D white men decided that we not supposed to. Well, you know what? D white men don't decide shit for black people no more. This is what y'all guys start saying. D white man can go fuck D self. That's what you guys start telling. And with that, I'll leave you for today. Share, believe, inspire, Blacksby. These people they know they're incompetent. Hold on here. This one's only 15 minutes. So don't get exploited.
When are we going to get left alone? When are we going to get left alone? Hmm. I think we don't get exploited enough and invaded enough. When are we going to be left alone? When are we going to when are we going to get left alone? When y'all start acting like real crabs. Like how y'all used to be. Dangerous. And don't play no games. Bring them back. Bring them back. Y'all allow too many motherfuckers over there to come in and just do whatever the fuck they want to. It's time to show them. These are the times to show them that y'all want them to stop. Show them. Ain't no more talking. Ain't no more talking. Ain't no more smiling. Ain't no more forgiving. Ain't none of that no more. It's time to put your foot down. Every last one of y'all in that country. And then this one. When are we going to get left alone? Well, this sister here says it best. When y'all gonna get up off your ass and do something. But you know what I'm saying with this? I, I could say I feel sorry. But uh, I don't feel sorry for this shit. These women standing here, this goddamn white savage, this fucking white savage is taking pictures of you. In Africa, and y'all want to still look like y'all bush motherfucking people, so fuck it. Oh, you look real? like fucking beasts, they don't treat you like beasts. You got no goddamn men, where they at? Where the fuck are the men at? Let's, let's see this again. Y'all start y'all acting start like real tribes. tribes. Like how y'all like used how to be. Dangerous. Dangerous. And don't play no games. Bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. Y'all allowing too many motherfuckers over there to come in and just do whatever the fuck they want to. It's time to show them. These are the times to show them that y'all want them to stop. Show them. Ain't no more talking. Ain't no more talking. Ain't no more smiling. Ain't no more forgiving. Ain't none of that no more. It's time to put your foot down. Every last one of y'all in that country. And then this one. When are we going to get left alone? When are we going to get left alone? When are we going to get left alone? I think we don't get exploited enough and invaded enough. When are we going to be left alone? When are we going to be left alone? I think we don't get. Because y'all look like y'all like it to me. I'm talking to this. Y'all look like y'all love this shit. They just exploit you, you people, and y'all just as ignorant as motherfucking little children. And I, that's why I say I find it very hard to feel sorry for people in Africa. Now, you know, this is 2023. I don't know when this was built, maybe 2022. And you motherfucking people refuse to join the real world. 
See, this is the, they, they exploit this. They run around the goddamn country of Africa filming shit like this. This goddamn bullshit. And they put it out there in the world. And everybody, oh, look at them poor Africans. Look, them motherfuckers still live like animals. And all that kind of shit. They live like animals and they ain't got no shoes. Look how they dress. They ain't got no clothes. And this is the shit that y'all want to live like. And I keep telling you, these, these people you see here do not want to change their tradition of living like that. So fuck them. They live like that, they live like that. There's nothing you can do about it. They're not going to go into the, the major cities of Africa or any of them countries and show the modernization of Africa or modern everyday African people. They're going to show these motherfuckers in the, in the bush looking like, you know, goddamn throwbacks to the first century. Sad to say. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Y'all look like y'all just came out of the motherfucking first century. You know, still like, you know, I'm holding on to j- tradition, living in whatever, wooden motherfucking mm-hmm. stick huts, whatever the fuck they made out of, you know. You, I don't know what the fuck it is. And we ain't gonna be left alone, like the sister girl said. When y'all pick up a goddamn gun and blow these motherfuckers' heads off. But because they, they laughing at they laugh. And where are your men? See, this is the thing that gets me. Where are the motherfucking men that let these motherfuckers exploit you, you women like that? Them bastards somewhere that ran the fuck off to some white man's country, haven't they? Left you women to fight for yourselves. Or they sitting around there behind a hut somewhere playing with their nuts. And I said it just like that's what I just said. Yeah, I said that playing with their motherfucking dick. Coward ass motherfuckers. You exploiting you women like this and them motherfuckers sitting somewhere here. Or fucking with some goddamn cattle somewhere. You know, but what can I say? I can't do nothing about it. That's what I keep telling y'all. Keep telling well, we need some help. No, you need to fucking help yourselves. Y'all need to get off off your dusty motherfucking ass and shit like this. You see motherfuckers come grinning and laughing with cameras. Chop that motherfucker's head off right there and then take a picture of that and send it back to whatever fucking country's embassy he came from. But no, y'all sit there and take it. They're like, what? They give you a couple of what? I don't know who the fuck they give you for that. You know, a can of food, some bullshit? And you dumbasses take it? Like I said, it's 2023. Anything that happens to you folks in Africa and in America, it's on you. You're on your own. It's on you. There ain't nobody doing shit that you don't let happen. You let this shit happen, you know, then it's going to keep happening. When you start saying, don't come here, motherfucker, or die, and if you do come here, don't come taking pictures because this is our tradition. This is how we live. We choose this way. We don't want you taking no goddamn pictures of us to go back and exploit those pictures to the white motherfucking world and seem like it, all black people living like this, and they don't. And I can tell people, you know, people live the way they want to. That's fine. You know, it, the only way this, this, this kind of shit stops is what these people governments have to do what China did. China had to forcibly go into the goddamn countryside. And I don't give a fuck who says wrong, but they did what they had to do. They had to forcibly go in the countryside, drive these motherfucking people off these goddamn farms, out these decaying ass villages, out these fucked up ass living conditions, and drag their ass back to the city, show them how to live in an apartment. They built them apartments. And put their ass in there and said, this is how it works. Now, you want to go out to your fields and do that every day or two days, however you do it a week, fine. But you bring your motherfucking ass back here. This is where you live. We ain't having this shit no more. And guess what? 
In 20 years, they've gone 400 million of their people out of poverty. But you see these motherfuckers in Africa, they don't, they don't want to do that. I don't know. They could do it if they wanted to. And then you be all these goddamn leaders walking around in too many countries, not all of them. Walking around, I want to play big time motherfucking samosa. I'm big time Mubosa. I'm boss. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They all got a goddamn military uniform on. The goddamn oh. bastards, you ain't never fought in the war nowhere in your life. And if the goddamn white man came at your ass, you're gonna run. So you need to take that shit off. The ones who don't wear them uniforms, those are the people you respect. But like I said, this shit here, what y'all want people to do about it? Uh, honey, what you want us to do? When, you, when they gonna leave you alone, like the young lady said, when y'all get off y'all ass, it's just a couple of them motherfuckers don't come back. So they came over there, the people come looking for them, said, we don't know what happened to them. They came and they left. And you had that motherfucker buried in the goddamn ground. They won't show up no more. Because when motherfuckers start disappearing, they won't come back. But then again, your government might come after y'all for killing the motherfuckers. You know, because they won't protect you. I don't know. But, you know, like I said, you know, you got your folks in Africa and in America, you black folks got to quit thinking somehow it's going to come save your motherfucking ass when you don't want to save yourselves. You don't want to get off your ass and do shit to save yourself. Like I said, this don't even have to happen. You know, you, this don't have to happen. But you're doing it anyway. You sit up there and let these motherfuckers take pictures and exploit you like fucking little children and little monkeys. And then they go back and take these. Look at these. Look at this Maasai. Or whatever. I guess y'all Maasai. I don't know what the fuck. I guess it looks like more Maasai. I think so. I don't know. But, you know, they, they take it back to their family. <clears throat> and they tell their kids, you see, you could be living like these. See, that's what they tell their children. You could be living like them. Look how they live. So don't tell me about buying you a car or something like that. Look how they live it. Be, better be glad. Them poor folks over there. And, and all y'all motherfuckers ain't poor. Man, I say the countries ain't poor. You know, if you want to live like that, that's the way you live. Fine. If, don't tell us to leave you alone. Tell them motherfuckers to leave you alone. That's what you do. Don't ask us what to do or when they're going to leave you alone. Tell that shit to them. Don't ask us. Tell them. Leave you the fuck alone. You ain't for no showcase for they goddamn picture bureau. What? It's up to y'all. That's it. That's that's keep doing it. This video is for you. When are we going to get up to learn? See, and I think he's getting a cheap little cheap little feel. Enough enough. When are we going to be left to learn? When you get up off your ass and fight back. That's like I said. When are we going to get up to learn? And I'm going to say something, sister. If the men ain't going to do it, you women get up and do it. Fuck waiting on them motherfuckers. If them motherfucking men can't do shit for you, y'all do it. And when them greasy bastards come moseying around you, sniffing around you, tell that bastard to get lost and put a goddamn arrow in his motherfucking throat. But if y'all have to do it, do it. And them no good ass men of yours, chase them the fuck off because they ain't doing you no good. They're supposed to be protecting you from these kind of animals. And yet, where are they? Nowhere to be found. And they know this is going on. 
What are they fucking cowards? I said, brothers and sisters, black motherfucking men, too many places are coward motherfuckers. The white man has won with these ignorant ass bastards. Them bastards act like that white skin is a fucking plague to them. Because when it comes to killing one of them motherfuckers, they run the other way. See, it wouldn't be no good for me to come to Africa. Because I, I was wanting to come a couple of times. But the more I see of Africa, I know it's beautiful in places, it's beautiful cities and all that shit. But then, you know, if I see shit like this, see, I'm going to open my motherfucking mouth. And that ain't a good thing for me being not being a foreigner, you know. So I'll be on open my mouth and see a motherfucker grabbing up on a sister like this. I was one over there and took a brick and bust him in the back of his motherfucking scalp. <laughs> and then what? Yeah, your police are coming to arrest me. Well, you shouldn't have done it. Then if, oh, well, you, you the black guy from America. And that's the white motherfucker, y'all, that do this shit, right? Then y'all be all, let's get rid of the black guy. Oh, no, I can't do that. So we begging the black dude to come back and save our black ass again. <laughs> but, but you can't jump on the white motherfucker. Y'all, we can't. We can kill him because I can, but I mean, but it's the same thing here. You know, black motherfuckers here ain't going to kill nobody with they own. And I don't know what black people now could do, so I'm not going to knock y'all into that point like these. But you want this to stop, sister? You take a, I, if, I'm going to say it just like I understand it. Grab a spear and put it in that motherfucker's throat. When he come, the next time they come and touch up on the sister like that, Put that spear right through his motherfucking throat. Don't put it in his chest. You want to put it in his throat for effect. See, the throat is the softest part. You try to stab a motherfucker in the chest, you got to go through their rib cage and through their bones and all that shit. And that's hard. That's hard to put a put a spear or something through somebody's chest. That's why you got that chest plate to protect your heart. But put it right through their fucking throat. That's the softest part of people's bodies. Now y'all know. Right through their motherfucking neck. And watch them dance around like a chicken. <laughs> That's when they'll stop. That's when they'll leave you alone. When you learn how to fight and you fuck back. I love it. Or you might know how. Just start fighting back. Right, I'm pretty sure we got some more because uh, I'm not at the top yet. This one uh, that's the old. That's, uh, that's which uh, one you got? Yeah, that's the end of it. No, I take it. Oh, I can get that one out. 